Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Salt Streets Podcast, the most pro-America, anti-government show you know. The show where we discuss news, government, and culture and how it pertains to you, the individual, and your natural rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I am, of course, that big bird-looking fellow they call Colin, and I am, of course, joined by my co-host, brother-in-arms, a man who spent Halloween protecting the wonderful city where the people are of Bremerton. <laughs> Out there playing his fucking uh, dad bod Spider-Man, Don Phillips. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you very much for joining <laughs> me, sir. Happy to have you here today. Thank you all for joining us. Of course, I want to remind you before we go any, before we go any farther to evaluate and adjust your relationship with the CCP any way that you can. It's very very difficult, but of course, it is always for the best. I want to, of course, again remind you to like, subscribe, share everything. These videos, tell everyone about it. You can find us. Uh, we have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Don on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Offie on both those things. You can find all of this at saltofthestreets.com, including our Patreon, Patreon.com slash salt of the streets where you can become an executive producer just like zeke shout out there you shout go out zeke man yes i always gotta do my little check the youtube video i'm into it yep, sounds good we got a lot of good stuff for you guys what coming up today um yeah we have some let me ask you this of course we have a couple different local stories we have going on and then in part two we're going to be talking about the auto workers deal the auto union deals a little bit about uh house speaker um i want to talk i did want to talk about the main shooting but i didn't do any prep on that so we'll see mm -hmm. if we get there um depending on how much prep you did on that but i got a couple little things yeah nothing crazy so we can talk about that a little bit um because really i want to bring it up um i have like I want to bring it up because I want to have like a realistic discussion about it. And we're like, what do we do about this? How do you deal with something like this? You know, yeah. because I think a lot of, I think the moral of today's entire episode is we can't just bitch about things. We also have to try to look at possible solutions. What right? do we do about it? Yeah. Exactly. What, what do we do, we do about, about it? So, so we'll talk about that a little bit in part three. We're going to talk about a couple of different topics, troops being deployed to the Middle East, a little bit about Ukraine, obviously a lot about Israel. Uh, we have some like timeline updates and then a lot of different discussion questions going on about Israel for us yeah. today. Got a nice breaking down breaking points to do today. I'm That's very right. excited about it's that. Be it's excellent. been a minute. Um, I have two different breaking points clips for us today. We're not going to break them both down, but mm -hmm. they're going to, one of them is about, um, Let's see, I have them here. Oh, one about the UAW deals, mm -hmm. um, and that's the one I think we're going to break down. And then yeah. we have the other one that is about the funding for Israel mm -hmm. and Ukraine, and that one's just more informative. We'll kind of go over that and the way that that's being discussed on the Hill. On the Hill? Yes. The Hill, the actual Hill. Yes, the Capitol, not like you know the funny? Is news. Is it actually a Hill? I've never really like thought about it. I don't think so. It's I just, think it just, has all them stairs go up, and well, then there's yeah. the building on it. And I think just because it's called Capitol Hill, you know, oh, they just yeah. call it the Hill because the hill, this bro. is the, the fucking this is the big one. Yeah, they're not know. pretentious. Exactly, not at all. <laughs> not self-important or pretentious at all. Not even a little um, bit. Yeah, that will be a sub theme for today's show. <laughs> you guys are all trash. Um, so we we have a really good show for you guys. Not like, you guys. No, but they no. are <laughs> leadership, the powers that be, as we like to call them. Uh. Um, and of course, Colin's going to bring it home for us in part four with the grab bag. We have some DMs for us, the Instagrams and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I would say, I don't have to do the whole lift anymore, bro. You've, you've been trained thusly enough to bring your power to the grab bag, and it's been epic. What happened because I almost feel bad because, like, this was your deal, and now I'm like, here, fucking let me do shit also. But um, <laughs> I was, I always. I did that to let me ask you this. I, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, All spare love and war podcasting. Because I send stuff back and forth between me and the Salt of the Streets page all the time just to, like, post on our story. Mm -hmm. um, but then there was other stuff that I liked that just didn't really feel like it fit in our story. Because um, I don't like to get too personal there because it's not my Instagram. It's our Instagram. 
Instagram. It's for the show, yeah. you know. So I don't like really post pictures of myself unless it's shooting content, just because that translates well for both. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like, so I don't do. Even really, I don't like to do the book things that much because it's just a picture oh, yeah. of like what I'm doing, but it's part of the show, so it's, it's relevant. It's a whole deal. Um, yeah, so there's some stuff that I liked and I know that you would like, but just didn't feel like it was right for that. And it's so like, well, it's perfect, go to grab perfect for the grab bag <laughs> is what I felt like. And like these still need to be seen, just not yeah. on our story. You yeah. know, I've got a couple. I got some good stuff in there. Yeah, that's always how I end up spending the entire night, like late into the night hours, the day before the show, is I just. I have like the things that I've always bookmarked, and I, I grab them for the grab bag, and I'm like, let's see how deep Twitter goes tonight. Maybe we can just find some more stuff. And then right. I just spend hours going through, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Yes. It's a fun way to end the night, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Mm. I do that my when I just pull up my my web browser, you know? It just shows me like a fuckload of different news stories. And oh, I yeah. do that with that all the time. Just scroll through that. Oh, what yeah. What the fuck is this about? There's always a bunch of like opinion pieces in there, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. This is why fucking... People who own ARs are assholes. So it's like, <laughs> Let me see what you have to say, yeah. you fuck. <laughs> I never did shit Dude. like that. It's just this web browser that does it to me. I never did it before. Oh, but now I'm like, let's just let me look at random shit and I'll read it to see yeah. if I'm going to get upset. I'm like, never before. <laughs> that seems like very Goddamn healthy. web browser, dude. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, well, I'm going to ask you about thanks, fucking Thanksgiving, Halloween. But uh, before that, let's break out a couple beers, buddy. Let's go. Daddy needs a beer today. <laughs> It's going to be one of those shows, ladies and gentlemen. And not just any beer. We're doing a fucking Clamato Michelada beer. We're just going to pretend like it's not Bud Light. <laughs> I thought about not buying it, and I was like, I want it. Like I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. It's a nice little red beer for you. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, shout out. We're uh, supporting Bud Light. We're, here. We're starting early. Let's we don't go. condone these actions. We're just no. doing them. No, I generally don't condone most of the actions I take. Yeah. On a day-to-day level, but, you know, I don't I don't pretend like I should tell anybody how to live their life <laughs> because I'm a very individualistic person yeah. who believes in freedom and liberty. Hyper-individual. Indeed. You do you, bro. As long as you're not fucking with me, just don't fuck with me. That's all. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I might judge you for it. I probably will. I'm kind of judgy, but, but that's fine. Have fun. Well, cheers, buddy. What are you drinking? Uh, Ninkasi Pale Ale. Shout out. Mm. My last one. Oh, that works on so many levels. Yeah. Oh. I like this Pale Ale. Yeah, so I got my Ninkasi, and then I got some Space Bloods for us. Oh, it's going to be so Crack off part two. Dude. Got a nice six-pack of both, so we got... Hell yeah. Oh, dude, I'm going to put the giant red bloods. beer in the giant mug. There you go. Oh, there's a spider in it. Maybe not. Oh. <laughs> they were sitting in our cabinet, so... <laughs> Just do a nice little sweep. Sorry about that. That's right. I had a I had a couple of flies in my beer over the last week, and I just picked them out. <laughs> the little gnats, you know what I mean? Not we, like fly like, flies. We almost exclusively drink out of like the the plastic cups, the tall plastic cups that we have. We mm-hmm. almost exclusively got, drink out of those. You kids know? running around. It's not worth. You can't have glasses glass. around. Yeah. So if I'm gonna have a beer, I'll bust a glass out because I prefer to pour it and I'll do that. But. Um, for the most part, it's the plastic cups, you know. Nice. So, so tell me about I I mentioned you being Dad Bod Spider Man. Oh yeah, or Peter B Parker. That's right, Peter B Parker. Yeah, we were all members from the the yeah, Miles Morales super, Spider Man superhero family, dude. Yeah, Dax was well. Dax was the spot, so he was the supervillain. Um, Dax was the spot. Such a cool costume. Um, yeah, dude. and then Jordan was. 
Ghost Spider. It was Peter B. Parker, and then uh, Reason was the baby. I don't know. I don't remember what the baby's name is, but Peter B. Parker has a baby with Mary Jane Watson, and that's mm. who their baby is. So. Nice. Uh, Aaron made a nice uh, little knitted cap for her, a little Spider-Man knitted cap. And Aww. Reason is obsessed with the fuzzy blankets, like I was saying, like the fleece yeah. blankets, you know. And so she, like, was happy that we were snuggling because she loves to snuggle with her dad. And so I put her in the front pack and she was, like, chill with that. And then when I wrapped her up in that fucking robe, dude, she just, she settled. She just yeah. chilled, yeah. Just and good. just didn't move hardly at all the whole time she just kept her <laughs> arms in there and just talking saying hi to people being cute you know doing her thing she's starting to say trick-or-treat oh my god it was goddamn adorable was it before last show when she, she was like dropping batman yes batman. yes i'm batman so i was batman. like oh my god that's amazing tiffany what up uh, g one. unit how are you guys yeah, we gotta put up this the, like the g unit signal we got a g unit assemble yeah, that'll be that needs to go in the uh, the stream deck. Some form of oh, a G unit drop. Yes. Yeah, that would um, be good. That would be fucking money. Yeah, I'm gonna find <laughs> the right G unit audio clip because Wait, there are, there's a lot of them. Yes, I'm gonna pick and choose. Dude, it, G, 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 G unit. That's perfect. Exactly. That's the one. That's perfect. We'll find that. I'll do it. I'll do it after the show. Do We're we, gonna make our own drop. So the question is: Do we go back to the original Fifty Cent? Uh, what was the name of that album? Uh, something millionaire no the first big album that he dropped by himself with uh with all the fucking hit songs candy shop and whatnot maybe i'm gonna have to look it up because i'm like it's killing me because i remember that was i bought it when i was in new york city on a fucking school band trip because we were gonna go we played at Car carnegie hall and so we were in New York for like five days or something like that, staying in the city. And so me and a bunch of friends went to Virgin Records back when that was like a huge fucking thing. Get Rich or Die Trying. Get Rich or Die Trying. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's got to be one of the original G-Unit drops is in there. Yeah. But I remember going there and I bought that fucking album and I listened to it nonstop the entire trip. And I yes. came back and I was just, I was thug life at that point. That's, we were in. That's how we did it. It's a multi-platinum record. It was a great fucking record. Dude. 12 million worldwide. Damn. That's a lot of copies. Good for them. That's, I can, mm, how do you feel about streaming? Like artists and their, their streaming. I know? hear there's a lot of concerns about it. Oh, I hear there's yeah. a lot of questions, you know, about like the way that it's paid out and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. uh, the Timcast people have been trying to make music and shit like that, too. And they want, yeah. you know, they're trying to make some cultural impact or whatever. So they got involved with like trying to actually get on Billboard charts and with some of their songs and the way they're talking about it, it's like you need, it was like 1,500 streams equals like one purchase of an album or something right. like that. And so like that's how they track out these weird fucking metrics. And then yeah. I, I can't even imagine. I mean, you're talk, probably talking fractions of a penny that would go towards per that. Per stream. Yeah. And that's, I don't like, what is fucking one play of a song worth? Yeah, you know? I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. It's fucking weird. It's like we went from one shitty record industry to like a new one yeah that's probably worse maybe i don't know what i'm some horror stories about like record deals with bands and shit yeah like i don't that. yeah certainly the old record deals like the 360 deals and stuff were bad when yeah. they just we'll gave give you, you like a million dollars right you got to pay it back to us yes but also go out and do good things right don't spend too much of it because because yeah. <laughs> you gonna pay every yeah, penny you of do, it back you'll have to pay back yeah and odds are you're not going to end up like t swifty bro and i think that a lot of the streaming services were just at a point of advantage when it first started that no one really understood 
sure there were obviously some people who were like, this is where it's going to go. But when it first started, you know, who knew what it, where exactly that world was going to go, what it was going to yeah. look like. So they, they were in a position of advantage to kind of frame mm-hmm. it how they want it. Yeah. And now that that's where everything is. Um, yeah. Fuck, man. That's, yeah. Because that's part of what the SAG strike is right, is about, right? Is like the way the that they're going to get stuff, paid yeah. out for streaming and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. It was the same with like the writers and everything. and. I don't know. That's, that whole thing's fucking weird, man. Have you been paying attention to that at all? Because the writer strike, I guess, is done. It's over, right? But the actors are still striking. Oh, and so that's like a whole thing. So the only the only shows that are coming back are like like SNL. I guess get some kind of waiver from the union to be like, you guys can do that because you're all basically comics anyways. Yeah. So that's fine. You guys, you're doing like sketch comedy. It's not really acting. Who knows? It's weird. But the writers are back, so they can do that. And then like the late night hosts i guess are back doing their thing because they're not actors either so they're just doing a a commentary show or whatever the fuck so which sucks because like out of all the tv to come back like who gives a fuck about these terrible late late night night shows shows, dude they're they're all just terrible jimmy fallon is still the worst just saying well, now there's going to be a lady who's taking over a James Corden spot, don't you know? So I did not. James Corden, was um, he the dude that was singing in taxis or something like that? Singing yeah, in cabs? he did. Um, he had like the same Ellen Carpool DeGeneres. karaoke. That's what Carpool it was. Carpool karaoke, which is actually pretty fire. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, and then it turns out that he's a piece of shit. And he's yes, like. I was going to say, he had like the Ellen. Sim- he treats people him. poorly. Yeah. And so. Can't be um, doing that. I think his dude was like at a restaurant. Like he was at a restaurant and he was like berating a fucking waiter and someone was around him. It was like, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, don't and be a dick, dick. He got canceled for being a dick. And so uh, Taylor Tomlinson is the gal who is going to take over his spot. So, Taylor Tomlinson. Yeah. So, you know, there's 90 million articles about us. She's fucking breaking through the late night glass ceiling. And oh, she's joining the boys gross. club and blah, 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 blah. Oh, I've seen some yeah, of her stuff and she's before. fine. I, you know, she's fine. No, the thing about it to me, right, mm-hmm. is, and like, whatever, the thing about it to me is if you're a late night host, you're not actually that funny because no. none of those people, like Jay Leno was a good stand up from, from everything that I understand. He yeah. was a good stand up. Yeah. But everyone after that, like, you're not, Jimmy Fallon is not a good comedian. You know, he's not a funny comedian. No. That's Stephen Colbert. He could Colbert. barely get through any fucking skits on NS- SNL. Stephen Colbert is not a funny comedian. You know, that's these are not the reasons why he was on this show. What's this? What's the guy who was on HBO who used to John Oliver? Yeah, he's not a funny dude. Right. These are not funny comedians. They're funny people. They're he's good a, on shows. He's like, a good comedic actor. Right. But they're not funny comedians. Yeah. And that's why they host these shows. Yeah. So if I was her, I wouldn't <laughs> feel good about that. Like, how funny am I really if yep. they want me to host this show? Mm, not that funny. Not really. Either you just, that or you just look a, funny. Either that you could or, make a joke that is sent from the writer's room and we'll just Or move like on. a very clean comic, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a Jim Gaffigan could easily take a spot as a late night host. Oh, yeah. He's, all of his shit is very clean. It's very clean. He's too and damn he's funny. funny, though. He's too fucking funny. Yeah, he can't be doing that. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a career ender It would right be there. a step down. He's, yeah. yeah. It's not going to make sense for him to do that. Don't step down into the world of late night. You don't have to do that anymore. No. Late night used to be the thing for comics. Like, you get a spot on... Leno or who was who was the big dude before that? Carson. Carson. That was the big one, man. If you got on there, you were like, okay, now the sitcom's here. Now I'm now I'm in the money, and I'm I've made it. Done. I very much think that the right comedian could start their own YouTube late night show 
and be far more successful. Just do it five nights a week for yeah. two hours or whatever and just have the people that they want on and they would be more successful. It'd be so do, good And it too. would be a better show. Oh, it would yeah. be a way better show. Okay, let's build a dream one real quick. Because I remember that's what Crowder tried to do yeah. when he first started because he was like a late night show, at the, um, I guess, in the early days of whatever he was doing. He was like a late night thing and then it switched to doing mornings for some reason that I don't care about. Um, but then... He's just too. I don't know. It's tough to do like the political thing if you're going to do like a late night show. You should just be doing interviews and shit and, and having right. fun. That was like the death of late night. Was when everybody started to get fucking political. And I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. We don't care about this. We're here for like dumbass jokes. It's the middle of the night. I'm fucking four beers deep, and I'm looking to have a good time before I go to bed. I think that Adam Ray could do a good job hosting people. He's very personal. He's very positive. You know, mm -hmm. very personable. Um, so, like, I think he could he could do that. He could interview people well, um, and his crowd work is good. Um, Adam Ray, dude. Yeah. <sighs> Too funny. The uh, fucking the Doctor Phil show, dude. It's fire. Insane. It's dumb fire. We'll That's, be right back. We're going to keep it right here. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's too so good. good. It's, it's so too good. fucking good, dude. Every time he says that, we'll be right back. We'll I right almost back. pissed my pants. I wonder It's so funny, dude. There's this fucking thing that a friend of mine showed me the other day. It is so goddamn funny. Um, like it's Andy. Was it Andy? I'm going to have to look it up. Shit. I'll pull it up during a break at some point. We'll, we'll watch it during the grab bag, but that new comic my friend introduced me the other day and there's he's great stand-up special that I put out called uh, small kings it was hilarious and he's like this super high pitch like short guy yeah and so he makes just tons of like tall jokes and stuff like that um, but he's got a bunch of great little clips on like youtube shorts and stuff that are just fucking hilarious and he's got one all about turtles and it's i was i almost pissed my pants when i was watching it, it was so fucking funny so i'll pull that up for the grab bag later because he I want to introduce you to this guy. He's he's not like the usual... He's not in the same circle as like... We'll just say like the Austin comics. But I don't know where he came from or anything, but he's pretty fucking funny. So yeah. I'll be curious to get your take on him. Fuck yeah. Mm. Oh, so Halloween. What'd you guys do? You went out to go uh, trick-or-treating we and all to that good Yeah, we went to Keyboard. We went back to the old house. Hung out with Jordan's grandma. Had dinner there. And then, yeah, just walked around Keyboard for a little bit. Kept it chill. You Got know? a bunch of candy? Bunch of candy, yeah, because oh, it's yeah. always very quiet there. So all the old people, they stack up, and then um, they, you know, are like, oh, my God, you're the first trick-or-treaters that we've seen all night. So they give you, you know, half-bowl candy. So, yeah, yes. both both the kids had a whole whole mess of candy when we came home. So How problematic Jordan, does that turn out? Do you guys instantly start rationing? or like? Well, Jordan takes out anything that has, like, dyes in it. Um, so any, like, yeah. red dyes or anything like that, she pulls all that stuff. So, so it's all really the sour just, candies get it's, pulled Yeah, out. so it's mostly just chocolate in there. Um, mm -hmm. And then we just petered out very slowly yeah. you know it's up at the highest point in the fridge or in the, in the <laughs> yeah. kitchen so it cannot be accessed by a child nice. no matter what that seems like um, a healthy decision yeah even if you i mean and he doesn't really like i don't he's not mischievous like that like mm -hmm. he won't you know climb up on the counter to get candy yeah. behind your back or anything he doesn't yeah you know he, i don't <laughs> think that he will he's he's like he's just very honest for the most part and he just doesn't he's not really deceptive you know almost as if he's been so, raised right look at that yeah he <laughs> lies on like very little stuff and usually it's when he knows that you know what the truth is you know it's like if he did something and he's like i didn't do that and you're like okay hold on this thing is broken did you do this or not he's like, i didn't do it okay i'm gonna ask you one more time did you do this or did you not yeah I did. yeah okay <laughs> so it's really just stuff like that so i don't think that he would I mean, obviously when he gets older anything is up for 
but he just doesn't really do stuff like that. He oh, just yeah. asks, you know. Oh, yeah. He's pretty accepting of it. He'll give, you, he'll give it back to you if you're not, if you say no. Please. <laughs> Come on. Just one piece. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you candy. But so he's really into candy corn, too. He's crushing the candy corn lately. So he's like, can I just have one candy corn? And you're like, all right, I'll give you one, one candy, candy corn. corn. Yeah, I'll give you one candy corn. That's, that's fine. That's good. Yeah. Tiffany says, I prefer to watch older TV shows or comedy specials. No real late night TV. 100%. I don't yeah. want, I, we don't have cable. Um, have you seen a little person comedian, Brad Williamson? He's hilarious. He talks about getting thrown in the military. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. That's yes. funny. I've never heard of that. Yeah. yeah Brad Williams or Brad Williamson. Um, yeah. And he's been on like YMH before. And he's, he's a, I'm going to say like a middling. Brad Williams. You know? Yeah. He, uh, he's oh, he's yeah, at yeah, the yeah, Tacoma yeah. Comedy Club. So he's, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's headlining shit. Yeah. The problem is I'm, I, when it comes There's to all so the comics, like, comics all just have regular ass names for yes. the most part, and so like I, I have to see their face until like I'm like, oh, okay, I'm super into this. Look, now him and Adam watch. Ray. Um, it's oh, really shit. only like <laughs> people will kind of pick stage names and stuff, but it's really only like black comedians that like make up whole new names, you oh, know, yeah. like Earthquake and shit like that. Like they just don't. Um, they, obviously, yeah. there's some, but for the most part. <laughs> white people will just change their names to something, you know. That's, They'll make it like less yeah. Jewy or whatever the fuck. Like that's very common, you know. People mm-hmm. who have a super Jewish last name yeah. just cut it in half and just go with the first part. You know? Yeah, I don't think I like if I was going to be like some form of performer, like I can't use the whole my whole fucking right. name just because it's too much. It's too much. Like if I was a, a Hollywood actor or whatever, I'd have to change my last name to something that's more. You know, I'd probably just go with like. Offy, which right. is my short one. But. Yeah, if your if your last name was like Abramowitz or some shit like that, yeah, like, I'm gonna fucking cut this down a little yeah. bit. You it's know, Brom, it's Brom it, now. Precisely, yeah. Just pick something, you know. Anthony Brom. Yeah, like uh, a <laughs> what Sigourney Weaver's name is not really Sigourney Weaver. She has like her name is very normal. Like John and Wayne. She. What's his real name? Marion. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, let me see. So I wouldn't be surprised. Who was who was the first one you said? Sigourney oh. Weaver. Oh yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Her name's spelled all fucked up. I couldn't tell you how. It's because she made it up. Google helps me. It's because she made it up. Yeah. Susan Alexandra Sigourney Weaver. Right. So Weaver is her last name. But yeah, yeah Susan Sigourney Alexandra. That's that's dumb because that's a dope-ass t- name. It's one of those things. Susan Weaver. I wonder I wonder if her, like, her parents weren't acting, too. That happens a lot, too. If like that you have the same name as like your mom or dad, you'll change it just for your stage right. name. Um, or like uh, Charlie Sheen's half brother, you know, like Estevez, you know, right, right. The, the, the family is the Estevez, I think, right? No, no, we talked about this. I think at one he point. has a different mom, yes, and that's why, like, he looks this obviously looks just like them, but yes. but has a, I think, took his mother's last name to separate from the Sheen family. But yeah, I mean, if you fucking look up, you know. Emilio Estevez, a picture of him next to Charlie Sheen. They're fucking oh, twins. Yeah, you know, they look sure. exactly the same. I mean, one has definitely done way more drugs. Oh, for but... <laughs> sure. I'm sure that Emilio Estevez held up way better through oh, yeah. the times than Charlie Sheen did. He looks like trash. Yeah. John Wayne, uh, his real name is Marion Robert Morrison. Hell yeah. There it is. That was huge back in the day. Oh, fuck yeah. Way but, back then, absolutely. But yeah, dude, if you're coming up in like, in like the 40s or even like the 30s, I think, were some of his oldest movies. You can't be sporting the name Marion right. on stage like that. Because back then, dudes still had names like Courtney and stuff like that. Like yeah. There were still a lot of what we consider female names that were... I don't, And I don't know how any of that works, you know, but there was a ton of the fucking reason, you know? Like, there's a lot of these things that are in the... Reason it, Penelope Tucker. Reason Penelope Tucker, exactly. Right. So, yeah, there's a ton of stuff like that. Um, that's very interesting. Meriwether Lewis. Like Meriwether really Lewis, at. yes. Yeah, there's so many of them, actually, when you think about it. I wonder if any of the Kennedys have fake names. 
Oh, I, I, you have to. You got to guarantee it. One hundred percent. Men's warehouse, dude. <laughs> fucking men's <laughs> yeah, warehouse. Men's warehouse. Well, it's like uh, what was it? the Clintons? Right. I don't think any of them are actual Clintons, right? Like, right. Like Bill Clinton is not Bill. I don't remember. I just the whole family's fucked up, so who fucking knows? But they're the Clintons now. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, a lot of the yeah the political dynasty families did the same shit. Which is so. It, I don't know. It must just be like a a thing of a bygone era. Like nobody gives a shit anymore. You know, we, right. we understand, I guess, for actors or, or like musicians in particular. Well, now I think it's just too too easy. You like, yeah. even if you change your name, we'll know. Someone oh, yeah. will find out what your real name for is. Sure. Real, for they know where your house is. Like everyone knows uh-huh. all that stuff. So. Uh. What don't you like don't that. get the same level of anonymity by changing your name like you did in the fifties, you know? No. If you change your name, no one could find your house because they didn't know what your real name exactly. was. So they had no way. And no if way you're, to do it. If your agents in the studios are the only ones who know what your real name is, they're not going to tell a regular person who calls or writes no, in. Man. You know, protect the client. Exactly. So no one is going to be able to just find your house. They'll have to be <laughs> walking through your neighborhood randomly, mm-hmm. like see you walk into that house. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. And they'll be like, "Oh shit, I know where John Wayne lives," but. You know, I tell you about the time I, I, I once stayed <coughs> in a hotel room in Ocean Shores that John Wayne essentially lived in when he was shooting a movie. Really? Back in the day. Yeah, it was a movie called McHugh. Um, and it's one of his later films where he plays like a detective. And yeah, he stayed at the, what is it, the Phoenician? Hotel, maybe, or something like Venetian? that. Venetian? No, it's like the P. It might be the Polynesian. Okay. In, but it's a nice old hotel in Ocean Shores. And. Just we were down at doing like a family road trip, and we were just down there, and all of a sudden we were just kind of like, my dad was like, "You guys just want to stay here tonight?" I'm like, yeah, sure. So we just went over to a hotel, and their only room available was this big fucking suite. So we just took it and hung out for the night. And they're like, "Oh yeah, this is the whole story behind this whole thing." John Wayne lived here when he was doing this thing, and you know, my dad, massive John Wayne fan, yeah, he, massive John Wayne fan. I was like, "This is fucking epic." That's dude. cool as hell. This was so awesome. There's a big guest book and shit like that. <clears throat> No John Wayne signature in it, unfortunately, but weak. It's super weak, but it's still it's a yeah. cool story. We have a lot of stuff like that here. Just because, I mean, the forest people come here to film movies, you know, yeah. that if they don't want to go to Canada or whatever, I think for a long time it made more sense to come here instead of go to Canada. And mm-hmm. now it's cheaper for tax reasons to go to Canada. Yeah. Which um, is but funny because it's Canada. Yeah. Like, um, what is it? An officer and a gentleman. Like, that was filmed here as well. Yeah. Um, him doing all the push ups and stuff. That's at like Fort Flagler or Fort Warden or some shit like that, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. And in Seattle, yeah, people film shit in Seattle all the time. Ooh, let's see here. Movies filmed. List of sh- films shot in Seattle. Boom. We'll just do that. Holy shit. It's, there's a lot. I don't even... not even going to take the time to go through this because there's... A fuckload of them. A metric fuck ton of yeah. them. Yeah. Are the red ones like the more important ones? I don't know. An upstanding citizen traveling. Yeah. Crossing the Rubicon. Or to cross the Rubicon. Threat of Innocence, Son of Terror, Stamp of a Killer. Let's see. Seven Hours of Judgment. Ooh. Search for Kenny Boy, Rock, Paper, Scissors. Say Anything. That's a fucking that great movie. Here? That's a great movie. Dude. The Ring? Really? No. Oh, yeah. The Fairy. The oh, Fairies. Yeah. Are, I, I totally forgot about for that. Sure. It's like the Whidbey Island Fairy or something. Yep. I totally forgot about that. Dude. That's nuts. Okay, so... Was say anything was a blue one, so maybe the red ones are not are not important. Yeah, 
Yeah. But there's no attachments to them. They don't have oh, like okay. something that shows up. Okay. That's Rose red. Just do a quick run through. Practical here, Magic. That's a good one. Practical Magic. Have you ever seen Practical Magic? I have not. Oh, that one's fire. That one's about witches and stuff. 1998 um, American fantasy romantic drama film based on the 1995 novel of the same name by Alice Hoffman. The film was directed by Griffin Dune and stars Sandra Bullock. Shout out. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Damn. It's super good. It's super good. It's definitely like a little bit of a chick flick, but it's very good. Well, it's a very good movie. Um, I mean, I could pretty much watch anything with Sandra Bullock. They're, she's fantastic. Well, and it's 90s Sandra Bullock, so it's like super Top fire fear, Bullock. Dude. Yeah. Um, Fucking speed level Sandra Bullock. Sh- they're witches. Um, and Little Buddha. Nicole Kidman is a problem child, and Sandra Bullock helps her fix some of her problems, and then they, you know, reap the... Oh, the, reap the whirlwind? Yeah, whatever reap the, the benefits. But not because it's bad. Whatever oh, the yeah. bad version is of what I'm trying to say. Into the Wild was filmed up there here. There you go. That's cool. That was a cool movie. It's the old Super Tramp story. Fifty Shades of Grey. Ghost Dad. That's funny. That's fucking... Shout out Bill Cosby. Wow. Ghost Dad. Twin Peaks. That's like some offshoot, though. I don't know about that. That's fascinating. That's I had dope, no idea dude. so many. Well, that's wild. Shout out to movies. Watch those cool as hell, guys. I promise. <laughs> I promise. It's... Yeah, there you go. An officer and a gentleman. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. It's a guy thing. Yeah. Never heard of that. Rom-com. 21 and over. That's the gambling movie, right? 21 and it's about over. card counting? Uh, no. That's a party well, movie. It's a party movie. That's a party movie. Okay. Is the gambling movie just called 21? Yeah, I think okay. so. I think so. Yeah, 21. I think that's about 50-50 was filmed here. Yeah, no it's set in Seattle. Way. I guess that makes sense. Shit. That's a tough movie. Ten Things I Hate About You, great film. I love Fifty Fifty. That's a good goddamn movie. It's a dude. Love that movie, but it's a tough movie. I like tough comedy like that. I dude, like real awkward. Get you in the fucking, feels, man. That one and then Bronson. What up? Shout dog? out. Um, funny people. I really like funny people too. That's a tragic movie. That's Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen mm-hmm. and Adam Sandler like finds out he's going to die. Um, Adam Sandler's essentially yeah. playing himself because Ooh. he, you know, has made all these really popular movies for all this time and they're very silly like Merman and all this bullshit. And then he's making dog shit movies and so people don't want to see him anymore. And so he finds out he's going to die and he starts to do stand-up comedy to like Rediscover why he oh, doesn't yeah. hate himself, you know. Yeah. So him I and never, Seth I never watched friends. it, but you you have got to watch right it. Now. It's it's a very good movie. It's very Ooh. sad. It's very good though. Oh, what is that? The new Bill Burr movie. Um, is it Bad People? Ooh. What's the main topic discussion today? Part one is we got some local stories we're about to get into. Mm-hmm. We're fucking bullshit and warming up. Um. Part three is probably going to be really where you're at, Bronson. That's where we're going to talk the Israel troops deployed to the Middle East. Um, old dads? That might be it. Maybe. But yeah, he's got a new movie out. It's supposed to be pretty good. Part two, Bronson. We got some House Speaker stuff, some general politics, things like that. Indeed. Talk to the unions. Yep, unions. Got some good stuff going on. Uh, so speaking of which, we could probably just jump into a first door if you want. Yes. Yeah, you said you had to let me ask you this. I don't know if you want to oh, do that. Yeah. If you want to do that later, that's up to you. We can do it. Oof. It's kind of a big one. So it might be good just to like use it to just get in the mode. So we'll do okay. that. With that, let me ask you this. Okay, so this, this question came to me yesterday. 
when we were at work and I was listening to the latest Culture War episode podcast. Um, they had a guy on who they've had on IRL before. And there was a whole topic of discussion that came up about how the Constitution is essentially kind of an outdated document for multiple reasons. But think of the Constitution as in everything before the Bill of Rights. So the, the base level, how the government is set up and is supposed to be run. Okay. Set up back, you know, when it was, you know, couple hundred years ago and, you know this that and the other thing and and with a certain population size and this that and the other thing so the question is do you think the u.s constitution is essentially an outdated document as far as government structure goes as as far as a constitutionally are yeah well, a government because structure. you're talking yeah. pre-bill of rights like yes. you're not talking about the bill yes. of rights so i'm just the way it's set up yeah. the way the way it has yeah, we'll just we'll just do that. Yeah, the way it is set up with the modern day context overlaid on it. Right. And uh, while you're thinking about it, I will just say that there was a lot of good points made that I was like, whether or not it could be feasible or not to go back to that kind of structure, we've definitely we don't do that anymore. No. Like we just mostly just try to focus on the Bill of Rights stuff, but really, the entire structure. The, the whole actual constitution, the way it's supposed to be set up, has basically been bastardized for particularly like the last hundred years specifically. But and so I think there would be uh, you, you, the age of the Internet, the age of instant communication. I don't think they jive real well with that. And then the ability for our political class to essentially create the modern day governing structure that we have that is only loosely based on the Constitution, I, I think I could classify it as an outdated document. And is the argument because that happened through constitutionally provided devices, like we got here through technically constitutional means, yes. because that's okay. Because okay. there was judges that said, yeah, you could do that. Right. Laws were passed. Right. You know, uh, amendments were put in to it to like directly affect the structure, thinking of like the, the popular vote for um, senatorial elections, that kind of stuff. So what are your thoughts? I think that's super fucking interesting. Super, super interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and especially the way that the question is framed, it's particularly difficult to answer. Um, because I, <laughs> I, told you it was a big one. I don't necessarily think that the document is outdated. Because I've... I don't think I could. I don't think I can, could, could. I could consistently make a different argument because of the amount of times in the show that I have argued for reverting back to a closer reading of the Constitution, to trying to bring our government back to a closer interpretation of what the original reading of it was, instead of the the bastardized mess of a government that we exist in now. Yeah. So I don't know. Th that is super tough, and that's very very interesting because the, you're you're not wrong about. I think it's a very big question that I think I'm going to be thinking about for a long time. Yeah. Because, like you said, the reason we got here is because there were mechanisms in place to allow it to happen, whether it was just based off of people's different readings of the Constitution and interpretations that made it okay. That already tells me that there's a fucking problem there because we obviously do not speak the same language we did back then. We have no actual contextual understanding of what they actually meant. We can try to look back and study the Federalist Papers and the 
anti-federalist papers to try to figure out the context that was there to look at the history of the things that were happening around there but at the end of the day we can't get into their heads and in their minds they didn't have the ability to sit there and record their conversations and deliberations about how they came up with the language so it, I don't know how we would do that but there were obviously loopholes that people could take advantage of that would be nice if we could fix those and because I'm kind of like on the same tilt of like if we're going to do this whole confederation of states doing becoming one country that's if that's what we're going to do I'm, I'm okay with that I suppose but we need to figure out how it is that we got to this point where it, states almost don't really matter anymore and go back and fix those and then revert back. So but. this is part of the difficulty that I'm having with the question because I or answering the question in a direct way because um, part of the issue that I think that we ran into as a country and I'm not I don't know exactly what to attribute this to yet. Um, because I'm just starting to think about this, was a separation of the level of responsibility that we felt to our country. That waning over time has, how do I want to start this answer? Um, that waning over time has led us to a point where the candidates we have to choose from to go into office don't feel a level of responsibility to upholding the Constitution, even though they're swearing to that. Mm -hmm. So to that end, I think I do have to say that I feel that it's outdated because it doesn't fit the level of morality that exists on a broad s spectrum in our country today. There are too many people that are willing to subvert their own morals, whatever they are, the generally understood morals of the country to do what they think is best and what they want to get done as opposed to what is constitutionally mandated and decided. Mm -hmm. So to that end, yes. And the reason I'm struggling with that is because I am wondering if that level of um, if that connection has always been there like that that willingness to ignore morality has always been there or and by that do I I mean do I think the founding fathers had more faith in humanity than we do now mm. because they believed they would work they saw I have to believe they saw the issues there they knew the document wasn't perfect because they were working with the amount of people that they were they're all in a group trying to come up with one message one thing this is how it's going to be done so they yep. know that there are issues there they know that there are loopholes that can be yep. taken advantage of but and they have that language from, in there about trying to form a more perfect yes, union so and from the that to that end they believed there are loopholes but the people that are going to take these office are going to be good people they're not going to take advantage mm -hmm. most of the people that we have in office today are not good people yeah. they're more I than willing to take advantage whether whether it's because they want to enrich themselves because they have out ambitions outside of the united states inside of the united states that don't meet their specific criteria there's a myriad of reasons that people could be acting on what I'm going to call lesser morals for the go. purposes of this discussion. Um, and so I think that's, that's super interesting. And I, I don't think we can answer that question because we no. don't know what the people were like in 1776. Exactly. You know, we we can no only idea. gain so much context. And then even yes. then, we don't even know if that's truly correct. Yes. Tiffany says, well, Bronson said that's a tough question or a touchy question. You change one thing that opens the doors to change more. 100%. Mm -hmm. It absolutely does. Yep. And that's the... Uh, a redrawing of, of the 
early parts of the Constitution would be a fucking messy process. Oh, yeah. A messy process. Dude, um, we can't even pass funding bills, bro. Because you're talking about <laughs> forming a new country, essentially. Essentially, you know, yeah. When you're, when you're rewriting a Constitution, you're, especially in a country like this where people are so constitutionally minded, even if they don't understand mm. that or don't uphold that, yeah. they still will reference the Constitution all the time. All the time. So, all the time. Um, Tiffany says the Constitution is now dated. Just the political parties and our understanding of it leave desire for improvement. They don't really teach it in schools like they should. That is absolutely true. 100%. Um, to act against the Constitution should be a severe criminal offense. To that it is 100 true. Yes, because there is no. I heard a really, I saw a really interesting clip the other day. I don't know where it was from. Some conservative conference somewhere, and the question. I don't even remember who the speaker was because the important part was the question. Mm -hmm. And it was the guy who said, this is going to sound funny or silly or whatever, but it's a serious question. He said, when do we start using the guns? And people started laughing at him. And he said, but I'm like being serious though. So my question really is, what is the line? Where is the line at which point we start killing these motherfuckers because they aren't doing what we want? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that. That's what he said. That's a quote from this guy in the video. He said, when do we start killing these motherfuckers for not upholding the Constitution, for not doing what we want for ignoring the will of the people on a near daily basis yes at what point do we take up arms because i mean in, in a lot of cases we've been actively hostile 100 percent. and i don't i'm not answering the question of where that line is but mm-hmm. i think it's a very good question because there is no doubt that the line that existed at the founding is was we passed it a long time ago you can't even see it we passed it a long time ago oh, yeah she's we, miles behind we us. had that really funny meme the george washington was me and my hoos would have been stacking bodies by That's now really, yeah. that is funny it's also extremely true it's uh-huh. also very very true right mm-hmm. we this is a country founded in civil war and revolution yes so i think the question is very interesting and totally warranted and nobody wants to answer that because you can easily wind up in jail for quote-unquote advocating for violence even if that's Mm -hmm. not what you're doing but you're saying this should be our red line you know and we've talked about on this show before that like i've said my my line is my door When, when when you're at my door that's violence at that point is is warranted if yeah. you've if you've shown up to my home where my family lives and i'm here and you're you're trying to Im- impress upon my rights that's where my line is mm-hmm. you know that's where my red line for violence is um yeah, that and, makes sense and maybe that's not a very good answer maybe it's too close maybe my red line should be farther away from my house than that i don't mm-hmm. know and maybe it's just the the same context of the law that I just discussed, that that's a safe red line for mm-hmm. me to put down in public is my door. That's a defensible yeah. one legally is my door is my red line. But there's a better or a good argument. That was the TPSU event. Asked, Thank you very much, Bronson. I fucking – I knew. I don't know how I knew, <laughs> but, but I knew. knew that you would know, Bronson. <laughs> I don't know how I knew, but I knew that you would know. That's awesome. Thank you for being here. So like I said, I think it's a, an extremely good question. And totally warranted. Very valid. Um, Something to think about for sure. That people don't want to answer for a reasonable mm-hmm. fear for legal repercussions. Oh, yeah. If you're already on a list, if you're already – if someone's already paying attention to you and they can find anything in which they can say, even if you aren't, they can say or argue that you are openly advocating for violence against uh, a public official, or a police officer or whatever. These mm-hmm. are all – criminal offenses that you could wind up in jail or for certainly a large fine for. Yes. And know? this has existed for way longer than even our, our lifetime. But 
Um, there's been multiple periods throughout the U.S. history where anti-government rhetoric made you a threat. Yes. And the minute a government decides that anti-government rhetoric is something that they can throw you into a cage for or worse, they've crossed the line. Because that means you no longer live in a free, self-governing society. That means this thing has been created and it officially has antibodies now and it refuses to change or move because uh, because the populace decides it doesn't like it anymore. Yeah. That's the whole fucking concept. That's the entire reason the nation was created. But we're not the same nation that we were back then. We, America was created because of a British civil war in colonies across the water. Then we started our own shit. Bing, bang, boom. We call it a revolution now. There was no country before the revolution. It right. was a British civil war that took place. Yeah. Done. And, and then we created a country. And then we had our own little fucking civil war type thing that happened, which was different. But ever since then... Like, what happens when all of a sudden a bunch of fucking people down in some southern states decide to be against the current government? They say, no, no, we're not going to allow you to do that anymore. You can't be your own thing. We're a part of this deal together. Right. Done. You now belong to an oppressive government, which deserves to be overthrown. The minute you are not allowed to push back on the government, that's the line. Done. I think in like a technical term. Right. I mean that's that seems to be it's where it should be. Yeah, but man, like even that line, that's a that's also miles behind us, dude. Yeah, it's it's. I just thought it was an amazing question. I was like, I perhaps that's a like a, a peace topic for another oh, for another I'm day or something like that. About but that this month, that almost is definitely writing about that this month. I thought I might get into your head a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's really really good. Good, I'm glad. It's a really good question. So it's a it's a great. Let me ask you this question without an answer today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is the government outdated? combo starter? And my let me ask you this is not it's really to go over Kevin's post. So it's kind of more of a discussion thing, not really a, a direct question. I guess the one question that I would derive from it would I'll ask at the end, but we can go okay. over Kevin's post first. Um, so are we screen? If you want to show that, then I'll read it. Um, I just want to see if can, can I rewind it? Or? This is one. I think it'll just start over. Okay. Um, this is one of our one homies. Of our, yeah, one of our OG followers. This is Kevin. We've talked about him a ton of times. He's an incredible guy. He's on a huge weight loss journey. He's lost over 200 pounds. It's really, really incredible. So I want to read this post here because i read it from kevin yesterday and i thought that it was very very good and really interesting um so obviously he's just out there chopping yeah if you can't see this he's he's chunking up some wood he's chopping it up he's getting after it um so this is what he says i needed to get some frustration now and and a workout in so i went and chopped wood for an hour i want to vent let me ask my american followers who does america belong to who has the right to determine which direction it heads who gets to determine how our money is spent and how our military is used the answer to all these is supposed to be we the people but it no longer is we all got lazy and cared more about how our favorite sports teams was doing or our favorite subway was dating and we didn't pay attention to what our government was doing we were distracted for far too long and our country was taken over by psychopaths now we sit on the precipice of world war three and for what our families will be sent off to war to die for something that does not benefit Americans. I wish people would stop caring what the TV or social media says and start paying attention to what our government is doing to us and the rest of the world. Everyone wants to talk about their fucking rights, but never their responsibilities. Freedom comes with responsibility, folks. It's time to adopt those responsibilities because the rest of the world is looking to us for help. Until every American stands up and... 
at the very least speaks out instead of watching Sunday football or the Kardashians or whatever bullshit you watch instead of paying attention to politics and politicians. I'll be here chopping my wood for the winter. And yes, it's possible to love your country and hate your government. A fucking men. 100% it is. We Dude, have pro-America, anti-government. Absolutely. Uh, we speak about that all the time. Um, I could watch him chop wood on repeat for hours. This is legit. <laughs> so there's a couple of things that I want to hit on there. Of course, the responsibilities thing, right? We have discussed that a million and a half times on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, the original intentions of the government or the original intentions of the Bill of Rights, the, ways that, the way that they were written, for every right that is explained, that is carved out into that document, there's a corresponding responsibility. Mm-hmm. You have responsibilities as a human being. Once you become a member of this country, you have responsibilities as a member of this country. You have responsibilities as a man or a woman. You have responsibilities as a father, as a husband, as a brother, as a wife, as a sister, any of these things. They all come with responsibilities because they come with benefits. They come with with additions to them, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. there. There, are, there is no free lunch. There is no biological free lunch, no governmental, no political free lunch. Ain't there, no such thing as a free lunch, baby. There are no solutions. There are only trade-offs, mm-hmm. right? This is a This is a universal truth across all things. Yes, there do not come benefits without responsibilities, without consequences, right? So I love that. That's part of what he he comes at because. Like we just talked about, people will cite the Constitution all day, talk about my rights, my rights to do this, you can't do this, my rights to do this, your rights don't do this. You have nothing without responsibility. If you, aren't, if you are not upholding your responsibility, you have no rights, you have no protections. You, you don't get these benefits because you aren't doing your part. Mm-hmm. And that isn't as a human being as, you, as your rights go because we define rights on this show differently than than the country does right than yes. the government does yep. but because government the government by nature does yes. not define our as, rights as far as your legal protections for rights in this country they come with responsibilities if you want the benefits of those rights you have to uphold your end of those responsibilities right yep. so my question i think from this would be um and i have it written down so let me pull this up actually um would be do the citizens have any power in this country and if we do how do we exercise it and what will be the obstacles there right so i'll answer Mm -hmm. it so you can think for a second Mm -hmm. um my answer would be yes we do have power in this country we have willingly given it away for a very long time we've Mm -hmm. handed it off to various parties to the executive branch the legislative branch to our own state governments Mm -hmm. because we didn't want to do the hard work. We didn't want the responsibility of upholding those things. So we asked other people to do it for them. Those are no longer rights at that point. They're privileges. You've given them away to somebody. Mm -hmm. When someone else is granting them to you, they aren't rights. We've talked about their privileges. Um, My answer to how do we exercise that is something that we've talked about on the show a ton at this point. And I was thinking about this when we were talking about our constitutional question of whether or not it's outdated. Civil disobedience, Mm -hmm. right? That's... With the red line, actually, it's because we, we have a, a way more challenging time in the technological age setting and defending those red lines like we could in the revolutionary era mm-hmm. that we have to uphold those things way more with civil disobedience, right? That we're having lines, but I'm not going to 
put it in the government's face about it, right? This is in my line for violence. This is my line for what I'm willing to do and not willing to do. Mm-hmm. That's where the civil disobedience comes in. I've crossed my red line. I'm not doing this anymore, right? Yeah, it's that's, more of a local level, I think, impact at yes, that point, right? Yes, so civil disobedience, would that's, that's my answer to that in the immediate, is that that's how we exercise our freedoms and our power over this country, mm-hmm. over the political leadership, is civil disobedience. I'm not paying this tax. I'm not conforming to this thing. I'm not exercising my right this way. I'm not going to mail and vote. I'm going to go to here, right? Whatever mm-hmm. this means to you, that's what that means to be. And I talked to Jordan about that. Because everybody's got their own things that they're yep. going to do. Yep. And, and civil disobedience to give like a good kind of defined, a good definition for it, right? An easy, an easy rule of thumb is like a law that is in place that does not stop you from harming somebody or infringing on somebody else's rights is not a good law. This is a law that can be easily disobeyed civilly with no really little to no moral question, depending on what the law is, right? Yeah. So the examples that we've given on this show a ton, the guns thing, right? We've talked about yep. that a ton. Here it comes. This this is the example. That's the example. This here, that and I know, you know, I know some people I, I got this vibe a little bit from Josh last week mm-hmm. when I was telling him like this is federally illegal. Like I don't do this because it's fucking cool, right? It's not cool. It's a it's a stock. It doesn't take much money. It's a very cheap piece. It's not fucking cool. It doesn't make me a badass to have a stock on a short rifle, right? Yeah. My point in bringing this up to you is this is my line of civil disobedience. I will not follow this law. I will not obey this commandment. I will not do this because I'm not hurting anybody. This is not infringing on anybody else's rights. You are actively infringing on mine by emplacing this administrative rule, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not a law. It's a fucking guideline that the ATF has handed down, yeah, right? It's a de facto law. Other great examples that we've given, the car tabs thing, right? Yep. I've, I've, I'm not re-registering my car to every year. I will not pay you $200 so that you can give me a sticker to put on my car because I don't, I have to tell you if I want license plates for my new car, I have to register it. I have to, because you're the only one who gives out license plates. So if I want to get those, I have to register my new car. If I want to not, if I sell my car and I don't want somebody else's accident potentially on being my responsibility, I have to tell you I sold my car so that it's not my responsibility anymore. Yeah. Right. And that's, that seems like basic. These are things I'm willing to do. I'm transferring Mm -hmm. property to somebody else. It's no longer mine or now it's mine. I need to register this. Someone needs to know it's mine so that if something happens, there's document so that I can get this shit done, right? That's like a basic property ownership situation. Makes sense. I will not pay you taxes that we as people have voted against multiple times because you want me to. I'm not doing that. I refuse. And I'm more than willing, I've said on the show, more than willing to fucking tell that to any police officer who wants to pull me over because my tabs. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this. This is absolute dog shit. It's an absolute infringement on my rights and as our will as the people of this state. I will not do this, right? We've shouted from the rooftops multiple times. This is a very, very easy example of that. Okay. Another thing, a lot of whatever, I'm not going to call anybody out. Some people don't pay their taxes in general Mm -hmm. who own businesses, things like that. I know people don't do that. that, Right. There's a whatever. No, multiple the, people that do that. You, you are not harming anybody. You are being actively stolen from when you pay them more money, when mm-hmm. you have to pay taxes to buy anything, to get gas, to buy food, to buy anything, to pay your bills, you're paying taxes. Oh, yeah. Anything that you purchase, you're paying taxes on. Every time there's a transaction of currency, you're paying taxes. To not allow the government to further steal from you is not wrong. There is no yeah. moral question here. You are not harming anybody. You are not infringing on anybody else's rights. You are in fact, deterring someone from actively stealing from you. Which seems this, like a moral act. This is not a question of morals here. This seems like a very simple and quiet way that you can mm-hmm. place a red line 
and move on. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not telling anybody to do anything. I'm not advocating for you to do anything. I don't think from a legal basis I can. Or no. What I can say is that there's many different ways that people disobey civilly and I think that it's a good idea to identify where your line is. And what I mean by that is your level of comfortability, right? Some people really uncomfortable with the idea of not paying taxes. That's totally fine. I'm not mm-hmm. going to call you for a, a pussy for not doing that, right? No. I have, I'm not in your position. I'm not in your place, right? Everybody's circumstances are different. What I'm saying is that if you want to try and take back the power that you have in this country, you have to exercise civil disobedience Mm -hmm. you have to take it you have to take it back no one is giving it to you no one is going to come and save you no one is coming to help you you have to do it yourself Mm -hmm. and in the case of power for this you have to take it back and for what so they can send it to another country instead of taking care of their own problems exactly 100 percent. this is an extremely valid and 100 percent true point Uh for them to literally not spend any of the money on you they're running a two trillion dollar deficit on a federal level they are not looking out for you. They are not taking care of you. They're actively inflating your money, raising your interest rates. Do you want to know something to be fucking beautiful? <laughs> Go ahead. Listening to the seven this week, right? It's the Washington Post morning oh, show. Okay. They're talking about um, how Jerome Powell didn't raise interest rates this time. He halted them, but he might have to raise them. Who's the head? The head? The chair of the Fed, right? Um, of the Federal Reserve. Just for anybody, I know you know, but. Um, so he didn't raise interest rates on this month's meeting, but the next time he might have to. And when they're saying it's because it's just not slowing down the economy like we want to, to which I interpreted people just fucking won't stop spending money, right? That's what that means. It's not slowing down the economy. People are still spending when we don't want them to. Yeah. They say it, consumer why, spending is still through the roof. Why would that be? Why? Why in the world won't you fucking quit spending money? Dear God, why won't you stop spending money? I don't know, because everything costs nine million fucking dollars. I don't have a choice, bitch. Yep. I have no choice. You're inflating my dollars and then I yes. thought it was a fucking kid. And then <laughs> and then many. raising my interest rates on a fucking monthly level. What yes. the fuck do you mean? Why won't yep. I stop spending? Yep. I have no choice, you fuck. That's right. And don't listen to the bullshit inflation numbers that the the administration touts because it's a fucking lie. It's dog shit. Because it's a it's a rigged system that they choose to use as a political tool. They take out to rent, food, great. housing costs. All the things that cost all the money. All the things that have gone up the most. Yes. And people aren't out there slanging big screen TVs or doing a bunch of bullshit purchases necessarily. Your basic cost of living yes. has gone up 100% since they decided to let money printer go burr. Yes. 100 over in some areas way over 100%, particularly in, in food costs. Yes. Done. I mean, that's, that's and that is a perfect example of the government stealing from you. Yes. And then turning around and telling you, you still have, they're still going to steal more of your fucking money. And we'll talk later on the show when we talk about the aid for Ukraine, right? That mm-hmm. like uh, one of these things, or I think it was for Israel, Ukraine, doesn't matter, for one of these countries that the GOP, the new House Speaker, tried to tie this to, and did because they passed out of the House, um, tied this funding to pulling the money from the new IRS funding that yeah. just came in, right? Only for the Congressional Budget Office, who's supposed to be nonpartisan, to come out and be like, actually, this is going to raise the deficit by $90 million because we're not going to be able to have as many agents who are fucking yes. taking money from rich people. Crystal, well, Jesus Crystal Ball will tell you, like, well, they're going after the people. They're going to come after the rich tax cheats. Yeah. Like, no, I, no, no, I no, bet. no, 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 no. I bet. No. Yeah. So that's what they're saying is not only is this not good that you're trying to not fucking deficit spend, it's going to make it worse because we're not going to be able to extract as much wealth from fucking rich people. Yeah. Isn't that dog shit? 
what are you talking about? What are you doing here? That's so nuts. Dude. What are we doing? So it's actually worse because we can't steal more money from the people. It's yes, bad. It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay because they're the bad people. They have too much money, so it's okay. Fuck out of my face, dude. It's disgusting, man. Yeah, I'm not fucking here defending, you know, multi-billionaires, but I'm not going to advocate for theft from anybody, even if you have, quote-unquote, too much money from whatever arbitrary debt, like, threshold we've put on it, you know? And once you have a billion, it's too much, right? It's too much, bro. Uh, Do I think these people could probably give away a ton of their money? Yeah, they probably could. They probably could. Is it their responsibility? It's not. We'll just say it's gotten so bad, at least in our particular state, that uh, one of the richest men in the world, Jeff Bezos, is leaving, and he's going down to fucking Miami. Peacing out. He looks like he's from Miami anyway. He's going to fit in just fine. Going to wear those crazy shirts, get all tanned up, look at Cubano, he'll be happy. Yeah, maybe he'll get some of them Ron DeSantis lift boots and grow a little bit taller. (laughs) I think he's got enough money and power. He's not concerned how tall he is. Um, So I'm not just going to echo everything you just said because... I'm right Sorry, there with I you. I talked a lot. I forgot I was answering no, the question. No, it's fine. It's fine. Because there's so much more to it than I think than just that, right? That is a thing that everybody needs to do. And I think a lot of people do in their everyday lives and don't even really realize it. But what you, what we also need to do is we need to find a way to dismantle or disrupt the, the system of political parties in this country. The We need to remove the power that they currently have from them <clears> because... We don't run this country. This is not a, a government by and for the people. This is a, a government by the political parties for the political parties. That's it. That's all that it is. And 100%. We, we have to re- find a way to remove the power from them somehow. I, a lot of it has to do with money um, and, and influence and you know everything <clears throat> from lobbying and all that shit. But the entire system around built around the two parties in this country has to be dismantled the power has to be removed because that's where i mean that's where all that's where everything happens where it's concentrated at yeah unless you're a a big mover and shaker in one of the two parties you can't get anything done you can't bring you can't actually make your voice heard you have one vote in fucking three and a half million congratulations your vote means fucking nothing yes you don't get to pick who your who the representation is going to be? The party picks for you. He might give you a couple choices, but at the end of the day, you get to pick from the party's their their chosen acolytes to go right. out there. That's your choice. That's not a fucking free election system. And fuck when that. someone you have picked, like RFK Jr., gets in, they change the fucking rules around yep. to try and fuck you out of the candidate oh, that yeah. you really want. That's why, like, I think <clears throat> I mentioned it last episode, but I'm like not totally convinced that Donald Trump's going to be allowed to run for president, right? <laughs> because the GOP doesn't really want they him. Don't want him. They've, he's caused so much fucking fracture in that party, and he only has like a small contingency of like super loyalists. The GOP doesn't fucking want him still around. They've got to be. They're already hoping... not really in power, anyways. They're right. not going to be in power next election, anyways. They're hoping that one of these legal cases removes his ability uh-huh. to run, so they can be like, "This is a terrible thing." Exactly. But we have no choice. Yeah, yeah. Because the shucks. Yeah, dude. Isn't and we'll talk about worst. it more later because, like, the polling is one-sided. Yeah, for sure. It's like the the lesser-known Republican nominee debates that have been going on. Like the people that call him that because it doesn't fucking matter. No, not at this point. But, yeah, I think that's a major, major thing that has to happen. It has to happen before people can take their country back. And I don't know how you do that. 
got to do with money because that's how they get all their power anyway. So yeah. it has, we got to find a way to do that. But well, that's definitely a way. Let's talk more about that when we talk about 2024. Because yes. I think that will be a good discussion to talk about different ways, the ideas mm-hmm. of maybe we can do that. So I want to have one more thing for this, and then we can hit this story, and then we'll okay. move on to the to part two. Um, because I, this story is really important to me, so I want to make sure that we talk about yes. it. Um, it's a good story. We want to talk about obstacles, right? That was one of the things I asked for. Was like, what are going to be some of the obstacles that are in this way? And I think oh, that's yes. a very good your, – your general point of the two parties. That's going to be an obstacle. Yep. And so uh, the question we're going to talk about in, in part two is how, mm-hmm. do we, how do we get over that, right? Because yeah. I'll tell you right now, just without getting into it, um, more parties are not the answer. Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah, we can talk um, about that in depth later. So one of the obstacles that I thought of when I was talking to Jordan about this last night is – They're going to be individuals, right? And not just regular people, but individuals who are sick with what I'm going to call the red light syndrome, right? So all the time when I'm going to work, I go to work very early, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to work at 4.30. So I'm sitting at the light by Home Depot. Oh, all the time. Okay. Right? It's a four-way stop, four-way intersection, four-way red light, right? You just sit there. I sit there. But I I don't, right? If I'm sitting there for red light, I'm by myself. I'm going to go. I'm just going to I'm going to drive through because Treat it like a stop because it's a traffic light, right? There's no other traffic there. I'm the only person on the road. I'm not mm-hmm. I, I'm not hurting anybody by going through this red light. This is not a problem. Yep. So but there's a ton of people that I have seen when I've driven through who are not like if they're not going to turn left, they're going to go straight. I'm still going to go through the red light because I'm not in the risk of hitting you unless you're not putting on your red light. If you are breaking another tra- traffic law mm-hmm. then i'm we're potentially in danger but if you're following the traffic laws like i am and indicating what direction you're going to go into then i'm not going to put you in danger by going forward if you're also going forward mm-hmm. so i've seen other people when i go forward they'll still sit at that red light oh yeah they won't go right okay. this is what i'm calling the red light syndrome Aye, this, this, this is, is interesting this is not a moral problem for you to go through the red light there are people who are so stuck in the propaganda and the dogma of law and legality mm-hmm. that they cannot even comprehend breaking a law. Whether or not it's a moral law, a legitimate law, one, a, a property law, they yeah. cannot conceive of it. It's impossible, right? They can't fucking even think of it. They'll sit at a red light with no one there, with no cops around to enforce it. They won't just go. Dude, I do that all the time. This is an obstacle, right? This is going to be a problem. Yes. These people who can't comprehend of of that are going to push back on your civil disobedience Indeed. they're going to tell you to pay your taxes well, you're breaking the law precisely mm-hmm. right this is an obstacle the way that we can overcome this is through these discussions we're having now having That's reasonable discussions like we just had of, of that right mm-hmm. you, you're not you're not sitting at the red light because you're like i really can't break the law it's because you're not thinking yes. about it subconsciously you are Just in a place where you're mm-hmm. following the laws right so it's not a problem you're not you're not an asshole you're not doing mm-hmm. anything wrong but people who can't, I know that you can, you're can, doing it subconsciously. You I can, can figure get it out of that. Exactly. Yes. People who can't, that's going to mm. be an obstacle. Yeah. Right? That's going to be a problem. You, you break those people out of that by starting small red lights, fucking paying your car tabs, right? These are small things yes. that you begin these discussions with. And you ask them, who, who am I hurting by doing this? Yeah. Who is harmed by me not paying these taxes by me not choosing to register my vehicle yeah. when they started going oh well the roads and the blah 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 well but don't you remember we voted multiple times as as a populace of the state that we wanted to roll back these prices yes we wanted it to be a lower prior lower rate yeah, you told us go the fuck government ourselves. told us no multiple times yeah. for very minute reasons yeah 
with this, like 65% votes. Right. Too. I mean, these are not small margins. You don't, you don't get upset. You don't yell at anybody. You don't tell them they're stupid. You no. lay out a very legitimate and reasonable case for why this mm. is an illegitimate law that should not be followed. Yeah. And it is effectively removing our power from us by following these laws. This is a problem. This is interesting. So, because I'm just fascinated with this red light syndrome now. You like Did that? you coin that? I just came up with it last night. Ooh. Just last night I came up with it. Never heard it. That's a, that's a fucking Donovan original, I think. Red Light Syndrome. The idea man at work. Type that into Opus next week. Yes. Red Light Syndrome. <laughs> this is a clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, because just thinking about there are just in – there's a couple things that I think about with this, right? Like I wouldn't do that for a number of reasons depending on where I'm at and what I'm doing. Because because the state has become so tyrannical, they yep. like to install the fucking red light there cameras. There are red light everywhere. cameras, exactly. And so if you try to do something that is not going to infringe on anybody's rights, that it's going to break an arbitrary law, be, that's not going to be, it's not going to cause anybody to be less safe anywhere. Right. You're going to get flashed. Now you're fucking paying the man even more taxes because that's what tickets are. They're just another way for the state to collect tax revenue. Right. Boom. So learning what those are, and then there are some intersections that I go through that I wouldn't want to do that because I'd have to get way out into the middle just to make sure nobody's coming Certainly, and then go. Certainly. But there are there's safety at first. least a half dozen that I certainly would have no problem yes. with. Safety first. Very interesting. Hola, boys. What up, Brian? What up, my G? Thank you, sir. Okay, I need to know how this uh, calligraphy works out here. Not calligraphy, the... Uh, what's the, 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 the we Egyptian... Have, we have big penises. Yes. Um, okay, eggplant. He, he's gay for us. He Got loves it. us, right? That's what that is. Okay. Um, stay deadly. Maybe here at the stay end. Stay deadly. Because I said that in the chat, okay. uh, in the Amble Men chat. I don't know what the funny face is. That were funny, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. What what hieroglyphs? There hieroglyphs. Yeah. I'm very uncomfortable with this fact that we rely so much on hieroglyphs in today's modern culture. It's very interesting. So Fahrenheit 458, or what's that's what Fahrenheit 451. 451. They, they they do that shit in that. In that book, right? That they're communicating through like, oh, symbols. Oh, yes, yes. That's yeah. right. They've, because They've degraded their language to symbols. That's right, because you it's illegal to write. Interesting. Interesting. There's a reason we got away from pictures to communicate people. Yeah. Societies generally like fall after that. <laughs> so let's hit this one story really quick. Um, and it's a local story. That's what we're doing with part one. But our let me ask this. They've getting, the let me ask you this get bigger and bigger all the time. Indeed. Uh, part one almost this is, is a very just, conceptual day. It, yes. Part one is almost just let me ask you this now. Yeah. Um, but this is a story that's a local story, and it's very important to me, and I want to make sure that we discuss it, right? Mm -hmm. And I just came up on it last night. Um, and so here, let me put it up on my computer, too, so that we can... I do love every now and again, because we didn't talk about this at all. No. It just happened. You're like, oh, you got that article, too. I found it late last night. Yeah. So the headline of this article is Military Cuts Insurance at Critically Needed Birthing Center in Paulsville. The name of this birthing center is True North Birthing Center. So mm -hmm. read a little bit of this article, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, Paul's oh, Washington. I don't have the actual article, apparently. Oh, I'll send it to you. That's okay. <laughs> this is just a video. I'll send it to you. I was like, oh, no, I grabbed the wrong tab. I hate when that happens, man. When modern-day news sites just post a video of, like, the, the TV segment they did on it. Yeah. And, like, that's what they justify as their article. There you go. That bothers me. She's coming in hot. 
Okay, so I will start reading this. This says the U.S. military's TRICARE insurance is no longer covering services at Paulsbo's True North Birth Center, effective immediately in Kitsap County, where there is a critical shortage of birthing centers. And this is true. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll get into a little bit how I know that later. True North is a midwifery birthing center, an alternative to go to the hospital. The reason for the change is still unclear, but the agency now says it will only cover certified nurse midwives. The staff at True North are, quote, licensed midwives and certified professional midwives. So True North Birthing Center is a place that you can go, like I said, if you don't want to go to the hospital where you can have you can have your baby there so you yep. don't you don't have to be induced you don't have to get uh, an epidural there are a lot of women who, gonna, who do natural right so mm -hmm. if you're going to do that and you don't want to go into a hospital you can go into true north and you can have your baby and then leave the same day like that happens all the time mm -hmm. so women who want because hospitals are due to probably regulation and insurance yes. are very this is the way we do it yeah. here you might have limited options or whatever but you're playing by their they their keep playbook. you to at least the next day and if you leave before that you have to sign an ada which is against doctors uh doctor's orders whatever. Advice, like, against yeah. doctor's advice um where you're like acknowledging that if you fucking die that's not their fault mm -hmm. you know um and so this is an alternative to that that a lot of people will choose. They also do home births. I'm pretty sure they have like a pool there so that you can do like water births. They have all kinds of different stuff they do, right? So they have, um, yeah, and they have doula services and they have all kinds of stuff. True North is a really incredible Doulas place. are like the people that come over to your place and assist you yeah or? doula is like a support okay. figure um for for the family um, okay they'll they're they're there this to, is not my world I, yeah I no, come the, to you for this the doula is there to assist not only with like the generalized birthing process but they're more focused on you and like things mm -hmm. that you need and so it's, they'll also like they look out for the husband stuff like that too you know nice. like if you need a break from like holding your wife then they'll stand in and do that you know aaron was with us when we did it so we didn't have a doula aaron was there so she when, was the doula when i point. needed to take a break aaron would come stay with jordan for a little bit when i want to take a shower like anything if I needed to eat, you know, Aaron would come and hang out. So, nice. um, so that is what a doula is. That's a cool system, man. It's very cool. Um, it is a technicality that True North owner Ashley Jones said is costing people coverage. Quote, we are licensed by the State Department of Health. This is the strictest state to become a licensed midwife in. Our education Ooh. and clinical experience that are needed to become licensed is equivalent to certified nurse midwives. The That's company, interesting. Yes. And that is true as far as what is required to be a midwife and the generalized regulations around having your baby here are very very strict so we nice. had to have a home birth right with reason and that's because with dax jordan had a cesarean she had a c-section mm -hmm. they call it a v-back a vaginal birth after cesarean so they used to not let people do that because mm -hmm. they're like it's too dangerous you're gonna split you know where we cut into your abs and like all this type of stuff so it's not that way anymore okay. if you are a healthy enough candidate it's totally a thing that you can do it happens all the time mm -hmm. jordan did it right the second time around because of the way that this state goes, she had state insurance at the time. She couldn't have her baby in a birthing center and have a VBAC. She had to have it at home. So we could have the midwives. We could have True North do it, but we couldn't have it in a birthing center. For what reason? There Bullsh is no reason yeah. at all. It's just, it's nonsense fucking regulation. Yeah. And this is what she's talking about is this is the type of stuff that they just stack onto stuff to yep. make it more complicated. So I'm sure this is the type of thing that has led TRICARE to be like, just fuck it. We don't want to deal out. with it. And TRICARE is so strict about the way that they dole out healthcare. It's and if you have military a, insurance, and if you have a baby in a military hospital, they're so strict about the way that you have it done. They don't let you, you know, go past a certain point overdue. And there's all, there's all kind of, it's very, very regulated. Interesting um, for one of the most 
most progressive states in the country, isn't it? Isn't it? It just kind of shows how authoritarian they are. The company has had a contract with TRICARE since 2018 because of the large military population in the area, but the insurance will no longer cover any new patients. Current patients, such as Brittany Ruiz, will still be covered. She is part of a Navy family that recently relocated to Kitsville County from Denver and is preparing to welcome a baby. It was a struggle finding a birthing center on such short notice under the military's TRICARE insurance, and she feels fortunate to have found Paulsville's True North Birthing Center. Because here I feel seen, I feel heard. It's me having a baby instead of a number on a chart, which is absolutely mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Jones said there are only eight obstetricians in the county, which is true which amounts to three for every 100,000 people, which is true. In addition, the cancellation will likely put more pressure on hospitals in the area. Okay, pause button. There's three? Eight. Eight. Eight obstetricians in the county, which amounts to three for every 100,000 people. That is so little. Right. Those are the people, for anyone who doesn't know, because it's it's totally fine if you don't, OBGYN, obstetrician, Mm -hmm. those are the people who deliver babies. Mm-hmm. If you're in a hospital... And handle a number of other yes, things. that is who delivers baby. There are people, obviously, who can emergency deliver babies. But mm-hmm. if you're going to have a baby and they know about it, they're going to be calling an obstetrician. Yeah. you got to get your OBG to get there, and he gets yes. the call and shows up, and yes. then bing, bang, boom. And there's, there's fucking eight. Yes. For... This entire county. That's insane. Because they're so busy doing everything else, too. Yes, because they also do all of the general appointments for vaginas, yes. all of the lady shit. All, all of the that. lady part stuff. All the lady stuff. Yes. They're doing all that. They're not just delivering babies. <sighs> yes. Dude. So to take away one of these options, that's is bad big, news. Huge. Yes. Because they also do, like, at True North, they also do the first couple weeks of aftercare for the baby, so you don't have to go back into the hospital. You can go there. They'll do, like, the first two weeks, I think, of aftercare. You can go and re-see them as the mother for aftercare. There's all kinds of stuff they do that isn't just delivering your baby, that now you can't do any of that stuff there. Yeah, because you're going to the doctor, like, for a month or two, like, very frequently after birth. Yes. And so way better to do that at the birthing center, where... For one, they know you. Like they said, you're not a number on a chart. They were probably very involved in what you just went through and then all that good stuff. And then you don't have to go to the fucking hospital. Yes. Okay. So the experience that we had with these people, right? Because mm-hmm. like I said, this is we who we had reason through, who Jordan had reason through. So we ended up having to have a, a home birth. And because reason came early, we had a different midwife because the on-call person like switches every week. So we mm-hmm. had a different midwife than we had planned to who Jordan hadn't really seen. So she didn't have a connection with this woman. She was still very, very friendly. She was still very warm with us. She did everything that she could. Everything, everything, everything until we got to the point that it was dangerous for reason and we needed to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. At that point, we're still like the height of COVID stuff stuff for hospitals and all this type of stuff so the people in the ambulance tried to not allow me to ride with jordan while she's mid-labor she's that's not 13 hours into labor and they're trying to tell me that i have to ride separately from her um so melissa i believe was her name she vehemently advocated for me to ride in the ambulance and got to the point because it was just going to be Melissa and, and Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't go at all. It was going to be the two of them. And Jordan doesn't like, because like hospitals and like doctors, like any of that type of stuff has severe anxiety. Yeah. And, and this is not the midwife she's used to seeing all nope. the time. So there's oof. exactly. And so not a good, healthy, no. stress-free so she environment. fought 
hard for us. And the people at Harrison tried to turn us away at first. They tried to tell us that we couldn't go there, that we needed to go to Gig Harbor because they didn't have enough beds there. So the, the point that we were at, right, we got to the point where Reason's life was literally in jeopardy. That's where we were at, that her, her blood was, to my understanding, like her blood was turning acidic. And so we were getting to the point that she would have died. If we, if we had to drive to Gig Harbor, she would have died. Reason would not be here today if we, if we drove to Gig Harbor. She would not have survived. Dude. They tried to turn us away, and so Melissa called multiple times and was like, I hear what you're saying, but like, if we need to come in, we're going to come in, you know? And they tried to turn us away and turn us away and turn us away, and she's like, no, we're, we're coming in. We're, I'm telling you now, we're coming to this hospital. You need to be prepared for us to get there. I like this gal. I like this gal a lot. Yes. And then I think even pushed back on the ambulance who tried to be like, I don't know if we can go there. She's like, oh, we're fucking going there. That's where we're going. We're going to St. Michael's. That's where we're going. Yeah. No, she, dude. They were incredible. Mode. They were incredible, and so the idea that—that's so fucking cool. The idea that women are going to have more choices taken, families in general are going to have more choices taken away from them, and they're going to be pushed into a government-run center for them to pull your baby out of you. I find personally horrific. Oh yeah, um, and not to mention the extra cost that's going to be associated too. A million percent. So much, dude. And it's—I so mean—a money. genuine disservice to. Humanity of the people general. who are serving the military to fucking slap them in the face like this to remove these choices when, yeah. you, when they already have such little choice and that's I'm not like poor military you sign up for that so like we've talked about that a bunch of times yeah. when you're a wife when you're children right when you're trying to have your baby in the best in the best circumstances possible yes. in the best environment possible you don't, you don't need to be victimized by the fucking military because they don't like dealing with whatever the state yeah it's the state. Regulation is so fucking bad that even the military is going, we're just not going to deal with you anymore. Yeah. Sorry. That's how bad that, though, dude, I had no idea the level, the depths of how fucking terrible that is. Yes. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's a, it's a real fucking tragedy um, that this is happening. That's disgusting. That's, yeah, there's going to be a lot of ladies who receive inferior health care because they don't have options and they have to have their mm -hmm. baby at a military hospital. Well, I would assume that there, that there's a pocket yeah, to go here. You can go private practice at that point. You could just have to pay out of pocket, and I would imagine it'll still be still be a lot of money. Oh but yeah, I'm sure it's much cheaper than we had to pay a certain amount out of pocket, mm -hmm. um, like because Jordan's insurance would only cover so much, and I think even. And this is not a hit at all in True North because their costs are what the costs are. They're not out there fucking raping people for money no. to, to get babies in the world, right? The market is what it the is. The costs are what the costs are. But I think even for – I think we had to only pay like 10% out of pocket. It was like two grand that we had to pay out of pocket yeah. for through state insurance, you know? So I don't – if you have to pay the whole thing out of pocket, what, you're talking about fucking 18 grand, some bullshit like that? Like, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember exactly because it wasn't 20. Like, that's a crazy amount. But it – it was multiple thousands of dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's having a baby still. Like, yeah, because what's the average, like, what is the insurance payout standard for, like, having a baby at a hospital? It's like I think 40 it's like, grand. I think right? it's like 60 grand. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Especially with an overnight stay required. You want to know something really cool, though? Go ahead. St. Michael's is so fucked. Yeah. The whole system and everything is so fucked there. Still. That we never even got one bill. We didn't pay a dollar for having our baby at the hospital. And they're, the, the statute of limitations is gone now. They only, have 90 days. they only have 90 days to bill anything medical. We never received one bill. We had a baby for no dollars in the hospital <laughs> because they're such bags of shit and can't run a fucking hospital. 
Yeah. But I think that was like right Dude. before all their shit got locked down. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It was not long after when everything fucking, yeah. they got hemmed up by that fucking hack or whatever. So we paid not a dime to the hospital. Patron North, happy to Patron North. They Absolutely. were incredible. Didn't pay Dude. a goddamn dime to the hospital. And that woman put in fucking OT level she was work awesome. on that, man. She That's was incredible. Insane. She deserved every fucking penny that she got. Amen. Yeah. Hopefully, Fuck the hopefully she got a raise after that. Yeah. That's, dude. Compare I'm, that. I'm gonna to, go fucking fight with these hospital assholes real quick because we're com- having a fucking baby right now. Compare that to the hospital when we were there, and I was just I was trying to get us out of there as fast as possible. Yes. You know, um, and there's one of the human resources ladies that's trying to make me pick a doctor for reason off a list before we can leave, and she's like, "Well, you have to, you know, if you just have to pick one off the list." Actually, I fucking don't. No. I'll take my wife and my baby out of this hospital right fucking now on an ADA. I don't give a fuck. That's right. Don't tell me what I have to do with my family. That's the difference there from one woman who will literally call into the hospital. No, we're coming now because you're going to save this woman's life and her baby to an HR woman who's like, no, you have to pick a doctor off of my approved list before I'll let you leave the hospital. Kick rocks. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. Fuck St. Michael's. True North all day. Dude. Well, that's really sad, man. It's it's really sad. It's super fucking sad. I think they have some numbers at the bottom here um, for like what the costs are looking at she said military families will now have to apply for medicaid or pay out of pocket out of pocket 40 percent of the babies born in her clinic are for military families god damn and moms may bear the brunt of child care's decision 40 percent. 40 percent, and it makes sense so given they're the also going to see a huge fucking loss in business oh yeah because all these women who can't afford to pay whatever the cost is to pay out of pocket to go there yep so their business is going to take a hit too and it's an incredible place it's an Dude. it's a beautiful facility. Yeah, they, they just have, had a nice remodel. Yes, it's a beautiful facility. It's a great place. That's tragic, man. That's fucking tragic. Hopefully, they can still stay in business. Yeah, and at least be able to service some portion. I'm of, sure they will, uh, because it's such a fucking good place. But yeah. but forty percent is a tough loss. Yeah, you know, I imagine you'll probably. I don't know, man, because the military don't pay like that, especially if you're on the younger end. Right. You know, you're you're not. You're not. We've done stories about like military families being on fucking food stamps and right. stuff. I mean, I knew people that when I was in that were on WIC. If you're fucking E one, E two, just regular ass enlisted. Fucking E three. Yeah. How about an E four married with a uh, right. stay at home wife right. and like two kids? That's all. Your money's gone every, right. and you're still. I mean, you're you're not living a lifestyle like you're pinching pennies, you're cutting coupons, you're doing the whole thing, and you're probably still on WIC. Yeah. And that's shouldn't. This should not exist like this. No. But I imagine some portion of that 40% will still that, still go I'm or sure. whatever, but and just pay out of pocket. Because we don't really have a military hospital anymore, do we? Um, like the Navy hospital is... They I remember they cut back on a lot of shit because um, right. my friend Brian's surgery, like she was going to have to go someplace wild. I, I they think they still do some stuff there, yeah. but like the regularized hospital portion, like the ER is not open, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's just kind of bare services. So I remember Aaron had... I think she had Kevin and Gracie there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gracie's like going to be four, three. going to be four, I think. So... Um, Certainly, they were doing babies there at that time, but even then, I don't think that it was like open, open. Yeah, you know, um, I think that they were still pretty limited service there at that time. Dude, it it bothers me so much because of how big military budget is. It's fucking and insane. it's like, and even then, like it just it doesn't go to the actual people. No, it really doesn't. No, like all that money. I mean, you're 
I remember like going years and years without a pay raise and shit like that, just because that's just the way you get like a one percent increase or whatever it was. And it was yeah. like, but the DOD budget goes up exponentially every year, right? And then the services get cut back, and the housing gets less quality. And it's like all the things that actually, for lack of a better term, support the troops, right? At home. Those are the first things that get cut. But when the always. new DOD budget comes up, they always reference, oh, the raises for the troops. Yeah. We need to make sure that our troops are taken care of. Yeah. And they're, you know, our soldiers, our fucking army, our military. Spit in our face. That's yep. what they're doing. Yep. Those fuckers. Oh. On that note. Yes. We're going to take our first break. We'll this be back a great a first segment. This is excellent. We'll be back in just a few minutes for part two. Woo! We have some really good stuff going on. We're going to talk about the UAW, the Auto Workers Union. Yeah. Um, first breaking down, breaking points clip. That's right. We have some breaking point stuff for you. We're going to talk about, excuse me. Of course, right at the end, some more generalized, beers, yes, more generalized uh, 2024 talks and politics talk. We have some mm. good stuff there. We're really, really good segment coming up. So make sure that you guys stay around. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Of course, you can find us at our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Birdie Offie on both those things. You can find all of this at saltofthestreets.com, including our Patreon, patreon.com slash saltofthestreets. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and share the video. Tell all your friends about us. We can bump this fucking stream up. Get the numbers going. Let's go. Subs are going slowly up. We have a lot of big plans for next year. I'm really, really excited about it. So make sure that you guys are staying tapped in. We have plans for a new show next year, plans for a lot more guests and interviews. So we have a lot of really good stuff cooking. So make sure you're telling everybody about it. We're going to be expanding to different different realms of the content world. A lot of good things in the books. So make sure you guys stick around we'll be back in a few minutes for part two thank you very much and we're back thank you very much for joining us everybody my name is donovan from salt of the streets i'm colin we're also th- from salt of the streets that's right we are, <laughs> i guess i'm just used to fucking um we are thrilled to have you guys here obviously this is part two episode 160 of salt of the streets we're we'll talking about some national stories um so we have Generalized 2024. We're going to talk about the Auto Workers Union, where to start with that first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, some other great stuff that we're going to get into. It's going to be an excellent time. So, the Auto Workers Union. We talked about this, the UAW. Um, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Who was it that we had on? Do you remember? Did we have anybody on? We, ooh, we did not. And I remember because Brian was real upset because I was talking some heavy shit against the union. He's like, right. bro, I wish I was there. I need to be. <laughs> I think he came by that night afterwards. That's right. <laughs> when he freaked us out when he popped his Rainier can outside the garage. <laughs> Who the fuck is yes, that? <laughs> yes. Um, so, no, I don't. Yeah, we didn't have anybody on, but we had an excellent time. So, we talked about the unions a ton and kind of the, all the things that were going on, the different... Yeah. Um, this was like right as the strikes and stuff were yes, going down. Yes, strike yeah, yeah. The different tactics that were being used and uh, the fuckery of, of the auto plants and stuff like that. We kind of went over a lot of the different ways how... The various auto plants had fucked over their employees for quite some time, especially mm-hmm. during the buyouts or the, or the bailouts of uh, to around to circa 2008, 2010, right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it was tough because it was – and everybody rightly got screwed. Well, yeah. Everybody rightly got screwed. And then they were promised to be paid back essentially and then were just kind of told to go shove it. Precisely. And, yeah, never the, – right. They, they were – it was indicated to them that they were going to – Kind of be made whole again. Yeah. And that, that never seemed to never happen. Yeah, because I think the long and short of it was, without diving into it, was like they agreed to take cuts. The employees agreed to take cuts um, all around so that the companies could still stay in business and get through this tough time. And so 
they were helping the company out with a promise of getting made whole again afterwards, and then that just never actually happened. Yes, and so that resulted... After the government in, bailed them out. Yes, uh, resulted partially in, obviously, these enormous uh, strikes that we are seeing that have now seemed to have come to a resolution. There has not been an actual vote on the deals, but there are tentative yes. deals that have been made. Just need so, to be approved by the members. Uh, precisely. Um, and... So with Stellantis, and I think the other big ones that were in it also, and so we're going to read a little bit of this article really quick that I sent to you, Colin, and then it is from Autoblog, um, and this one is from, yeah, it's from Autoblog, and it says Stellantis and the UAW reached tentative contract deal to end You're an Autoblog. That's right. I found this one yesterday, and I was like, well, this has got to be legit. It's um, good, because I have a nice, like, after we break down the clip, a nice, like going into the future thing I so love it. it'll, it'll be good ground news says that they lean left um but they are legit so <clears throat> you know what's funny is ground news has totally replaced my level of uh we'll say credit checking when it comes to news places versus like the old one was NewsGuard. yeah but then NewsGuard was just totally they just bought into the same leftist propaganda Ground bullshit. News is based Ground still. News is awesome. Ground News is super duper based. It's awesome. Even their own Instagram, like the stories that they put up, they're they're really good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. they do great shit over yep. at Ground News, and they are. On I like, like the fact Shuan Head does actual ads for yes. them. It's very good. And they're on like their fourth account because they fucking keep getting yeah. zucked on Instagram for posting keep, fucking news. It's such dog shit, zucked, dude. I, I like that dog one. Shit. Did, did you see uh, Shuan Head's wedding pictures? She got married? Yeah. You remember the... God damn it. Because she did the engagement thing. You were just not following her that close, I guess. But yeah, she posted a while back. This is true. She does hang out on Twitter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she posted a thing a while back. Like a big, fat fucking rock. Engagement rock. Yeah. And then Yeah. And then recently she just posted a bunch of really just awesome wedding pictures, man. It was like perfect fall time. Her and her husband walking through some leaves. She looks fantastic. He looks great. Yep. Yep. She's gone now. Officially, officially, officially off the market. How could They you? look very happy. So anyways, ground news. And now we're just going to talk about Stellantis now that I wrecked your, wrecked yeah, you your world, okay, dude. All right, sorry. I'll go I, back I to the crush your world by fucking like, Let me fucking see this shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Distracted. Okay. Sorry about Stellantis. <laughs> That's all right. I'll we'll we'll save it for the grab bag. I'll pull up her yes, her Twitter yes. and just devastate you even more. Right now. Okay, <laughs> we got a short get <laughs> The United Auto Workers Union has made a tentative deal with Stellantis that follows a template set by the UAW and Ford. The deals will amount to a total pay hike of more than thirty three percent when compounding and a cost of living are factored in. The Shout contracts out. will start with an initial increase of eleven percent. We look forward to welcoming our forty three thousand employees. Forty three thousand employees. That's a fuckload of people. That's Back to work and resuming operation. And that's just as Stellantis. Foreign yeah. Stellantis agreements have, will have to be ratified by all the workers, as we're talking about the big vote. Yeah. U.S. President Joe Biden said in a statement with Stellantis' contract is a testament to the power of unions and collective bargaining to build strong, middle-class jobs. Is, Shut we'll up, Joe Biden. The, Shut deal, up, Joe Biden. the deal Shut includes an agreement mouth. to reopen Stellantis' excuse me, assembly plant in Belvedere, Belvedere, Illinois, which will mm-hmm. now build mid-sized trucks. Fane said in a video on social media, the trucks will could compete against Ford Rangers and GM's Chevy Colorado and GMC Canyon <coughs> models, or get yourself a Tundra. The factory it <laughs> was previously shut and it became a rallying point for the union's bargaining campaign. Solantis also agreed to build a battery plant next to the Belvedere plant, UAW said. Yeah, that's that was a big one is the fact they're going to open up a whole new plant that's just good. for the battery work that's going to be happening that's because they do EVs anticipate. I don't think they talk about it much. They haven't been talking about it much because it's only been on the margins, but 
the push to EVs and stuff is going to put most of these motherfuckers out of work again, anyways. And so they're create they're trying to kind of nip that in the bud a little bit by already pre-gaming and having the companies ex- expand more into that world so that their employees can essentially still have places to Which go Which is future. good because that's the shit that Donald Trump was saying. And he's like, these guys yes. are going to fuck you. Like, if they, they don't, if you don't push on them to make sure that you keep your jobs, they're going to fuck you have a job. Yes. So that's good. Good for them that they did that. Um, don't ask me where they get the conflict minerals for it, but mm-hmm. hey, that's fine. And Paul asked me yesterday, I got my haircut, and I'm like almost done. And he says... Uh-huh. What do you think about EVs? It's oh. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Give me a beer and we'll and talk about said, it. And he said, what do you think about them? And I was like, I mean, like owning them? I was like, I don't think that's like a bad thing. I was like, well, you want to like buy a Tesla or something? I was like, I think that's fine. I was like, you want to talk about like the political implications and demands that everyone have them? I was like, yeah. that's a problem. I was that's like, that's their problem than that. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, what about like the minerals? I was like, yeah, that's a problem. I was like, that, that's yeah. a big problem. And he was like, yeah, what about China? I was like, that's a problem. That's yep. that's gonna be a big problem. You Huge know? problem. Yeah, I didn't have to say shit. You know, he's like, what, what about this? Like, it's gonna be a problem. That's I'm telling you now. That's gonna be a problem. Yeah. And he, he was like, he was like, yeah, I've been hearing about like lithium. I was like, the cobalt too. I was like, it was, this shit's all bad. You know, it's all bad, I was like, yeah. you know anything about the? Uh, so what do you know about the? Um, the Belt and Road Initiative. He's like, yeah, I heard about that. I was like, yeah, China's been Belt and Road and all the fuck over after. All I was like, over this after. Shit's bad. It was like, it's, it's gonna be a problem. It's a problem now. Like, their infrastructure is falling, but it's crumbling underneath their feet. It's a problem already. It's it's a fucking bad day if you sign an infrastructure deal with China. They build oh. it with Chinese steel and Chinese concrete. It's all dog shit. It's bad news bad already. News. The shit's already falling it's apart. It's all a problem. Yeah, bridge is 10 years old. They're like, I can't drive over it. China's like, sorry. Oh, well. Should have fucking bought better materials. <laughs> Don't know what to tell you. We fucking gave you the best we got. Sorry, it's dog shit. <laughs> you said you wanted cheaper. Yeah, we gave you cheaper. Bad news. Bad oh. news over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> in all, the automaker committed $19 billion in new investments in U.S. operations and creation of 5,000 jobs where previously it planned to cut 5,000 jobs, J- Fain and Boyer said. The OAW has won the right to strike over product investment decisions. The United Auto Workers on Saturday expanded its strike against General Motors to include its Spring Hill, Tennessee engine plan, a move that could stall GM's large pickup production and increase its financial pain. The expansion of the seven-week strike leaves GM the only Detroit automaker without a contract deal. I would expect we would have one pretty soon. Those deals... Um, yeah, that, at this point, if they're the last one to stand, yeah, the, the groundwork's already been laid, dude. If even Toyota is being strong-armed by the fucking unions into increasing their pay, then it has to have... Save it. Save it. <laughs> I am so fucking proud to be a Toyota owner right now. The expansion of the seven-week strike leaves GM with the only Detroit... Oh, sorry. Those deals won workers at record 25% jump in wages over the four-and-a-half-year contract, which is dope. That is allowed dope. companies to restart their profitable truck assembly lines. A GM, people familiar with the bargaining, said sticky points of the UAW negotiations include retirement benefits... <laughs> those assholes and issues related to temporary workers gm has more retirees than either ford or Stellantis. this old ass company yeah. ford is oldest though um ford is oh yeah, yeah. and increases to pension benefits to workers Multi. hired before 2007 cost gm more than its rivals they overpromised originally is what it sounds like overpromised they had like. like the best pension benefits pre-reshuffle pre-bailout they had legit ass pension benefits and now they're like we literally can't give it to you again we'll fuck ourselves yes uh we're disappointed by gm's unnecessary and irresponsible refusal to come to a fair agreement said sean fain a gm statement sean fain being the head of the yes, uaw yes um the current president yeah um i think that we can call that good with this article probably yeah. um 
Because it really is just to kind of underline that this is some of the stuff that happened. They got a lot of the stuff they asked for in the deals. Mm -hmm. um, so it seems to be working out in the favor of the union workers. We now want to turn to this uh, Breaking Points video where they're talking about this as well. And we're talking about some of the points that they make. Um, this is our Breaking Up Breaking Points one that we're doing, right? This it's, is the... Well, you tell me I'm what the drop sure. says. Don't you love it? I forgot that we had this. <laughs> I worked so, so hard good. on it. It's very good. Thank you very much. It's very Thank good. You. We'll Thank have you. lots more stuff like that for you guys in the new year as well. <laughs> we, have, we have big plans coming we do. for some production updates in Salt of the yeah. Streets. Before we can begin to break down breaking points, I have a problem oh, yeah. to solve. My stein is empty. Would you like... I just really like beer, dude. Okay. Well, here. <laughs> Crack this Ofest, because you're going to drink that quick. I don't know what you're talking about. And then we will start uh, ourselves on a space boat. It's actually part of the reason I went to Echoes yesterday, because on Thursday, I stopped in there, had a couple beers, and was going to grab a four-pack to go home. Paid for it, and then got distracted by something. Forgot. And totally forgot about it. And luckily, um, I mean, I know all of them now, but right. like, I was able to be, I texted the bartender on Friday, I was like... Was I high or did like I actually order a four pack and then totally forget to grab it? She was like, oh, no, you did. <laughs> but just come grab it today. I was like, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I have one more Silver City Octoberfest as well. Mm. So got some choices for you. We'll have to, ooh, we'll have to do a compare and contrast. Deal. Ooh. When you're about halfway with that one, we'll open it up. Okay. All right, so let's, uh, let's dive right in. Toyo Toyota raises wages after huge UAW. That's just what they say. That's, That's interesting. Weird. That is super weird. Wins. Oh, okay. oh, there it is. All right. Oh, we need sound too. Sorry. Sorry, Crystal. Sorry. We'll let you talk. This we also wanted to update on. So we brought you that the UAW was able to reach tentative agreements with all of the big three at this point. Huge win for them. The members, of course, have to approve it. But some major gains that they were made that they were able to achieve in terms of wages. And it looks like the other non-union automakers are really taking notice. And they are very concerned about their own workforces potentially unionizing, and they realize they have to compete with these increased wages that... Pause button. She has no idea what the fuck she's talking about. She just inserted yes. and assumed that these people are worried about the UAW coming after their workers or, or them just unionizing itself. There is zero. Right. There is zero indication. And, and even if there is... She did not present that. She just presented this as a fact Precisely. That, that Toyota is concerned that their employees are going to unionize. She has a zero basis, in fact, to make this statement on her show. Because if you're not a blockhead, you may ask, how do you know this? Exactly. What, what indication do you have that to make this statement to lead you in this direction? Yes. There is none. I that was an have... affirmative statement of fact that yes. she has nothing to back up. No. Just I even, the trust in her. I even have another article that's from that same auto blog. And again, they lean left. That's from Ground News. Um, and they have an article that says the same thing. But it says Toyota mm -hmm. raises pay across the board in response to historic UAW deals mm -hmm. and but there's nothing to indicate that like they're afraid that their workers are going to unionize or nope. they're like uh, of course there's no questioning it's it's in reaction to this of 100 percent, of course it is because 
logic would dictate yes. that if the the major mover and shaker in the entire industry in the U.S., which is run by this single union, they control most of what happens because they're the workforce that powers the entire company, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't be, exist anymore. They're right. still there for reasons, right? If they're going to be in the middle of the strike, you wait to see what happens because that's going to set essentially the new market threshold. Yes. That would be like a common sense thing for anybody can look at. Okay, so yeah, if... Um, trying to think of another analogy if there was another fucking if we had a bennett competitor yeah somewhere in the county that was unionized, right? and they were unionized and they went on strike and they did all this stuff and then all of a sudden they're every one of their employees got a ten dollar an hour increase in their wages or something like that i guarantee you after that was settled right. and done we would all get a raise too right because that's just it's competitive market practice that's right. just how it goes in the marketplace and i suppose you could say that it's because like would be because tim would be afraid that we're going to go to the union but also he could just be waiting to see what the new fucking like exactly. said, the new meeting is like yeah. this is what the market averages for this price and so yep. in the statement that the toyota vp for corporate resources chris Reynolds told axios we value our employees and their contributions and we show it by offering robust compensation packages that we continually review to ensure that we remain competitive with the automotive industry early reports note that production workers got a 295 pay increase and skilled workers skilled trade workers got a 370 bump but a toyota spokesperson declined to confirm those numbers toyota's factories aren't unionized but the uaw president sean fain aims to change that he repeatedly sure hinted that wanting to draw in non-union auto workers saying earlier this year non-union auto workers are not the enemy they are our future union family we're going to organize non-union auto workers everywhere together we're going to stand up and take on corporate greed but the even that's the same thing that's being delivered there and i don't i don't know anybody who works at toyota but i don't have again i didn't do any direct research to find out what are the fucking complaints about working at toyota but we have every reason to believe, just as Crystal does for this, that Toyota working there might be a good job. Yeah, People might actually enjoy working there, yeah. and they might not feel totally fucked by Toyota. They might have recognized what else is going on. Mm -hmm. And again, Can you do going, a our, Google search for me since I got this thing pulled up? Um, where is the Toyota plant in the United States? Um, it's, I think it's down south somewhere. Because I'd be interested. Because depending on what the rest of the makeup is down there with industry, like a lot of big places are, if you know, if the state has a ton of union jobs and massive factories and stuff like that, they might be the odd one out. And it would be interesting to know that kind of context. I didn't even think about that till just now. Because location um, does matter. See. Indonesia, Thailand, Vietnam, Europe, blah, 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 blah. United Kingdom, North America. We have one in um, California, Kentucky, Kentucky. Missouri, Kentucky. Indiana, West Virginia, Alabama, Jesus. Tijuana, Tennessee, Texas, Mississippi, so Paseo El Grande, Alabama, North Carolina. Everywhere down south. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. The one with the most amount of jobs is going to be Kentucky. the one in Cambridge and Woodstock in Canada, actually. Mm. They have 9,700 jobs, and the biggest one in America is going to be in Kentucky, 7,800 jobs. Okay. Okay, I think that's the one I'm probably And that's of. the Assemble Camry, RAV4, Lexus ES, and production engines. Mm. I wonder where my Tacoma's built. Um, Tijuana is where they do the Tacoma a lot. And Ooh, then... I do love Mexico. Apiseo El Grande, and that's in Mexico as well. Um, I think Tacoma might just be a so, Mexico product. So it's a Mexican stormtrooper. Yeah. Interesting. It just depends. Like a Tundras are in Texas... Nice. But they do a lot of tundras and, like, a lot of pieces for them in Mexico and okay. stuff like that as well. I know that my tundras is when made in, in America. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Sorry. Got off topic there. 
No, you're fine. <clears throat> yeah, so it's looking like the biggest win is, like you said, in Kentucky. That's the one that has the most jobs. That's probably where uh, most of this negotiating is going on, established in 86. Um, so, yeah, we have as much reason to believe that working at Toyota is good as it is that they're afraid that their employees are going to unionize. Yeah. They could, like you said, be waiting to see what is going to happen with, and there's, there's, again, with the market. If, if there are... I'm not in, a, in the business of assuming that people are pieces of shit, right? Okay. I, I, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, yeah. right? So I don't automatically assume that people who run the Toyota plant are pieces of shit, Indeed. right? I don't love corporations or corporate greed, so it's not going to take much to convince me that they are pieces of shit, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to assume that automatically. So if they have a good manager of the plant and they obviously know what's going on, the employees also obviously know what's going on with the UAW. Mm -hmm. I ha also have reason to believe that they're having at least some staff meetings with at least upper management to mm -hmm. tell them, hey, make sure your employees know we're not looking to fuck you. We do know what's going on. As soon as this is done, we're going to reevaluate everything and we'll see what's good. Yeah. Just like just happened. There's a tentative deal made and Toyota's like, hey, listen, we're fucking going to give everyone pay raises. This is what's happening now. This is where the market is now. Yeah. You know? You know what's really funny? But when you think about it, um, who are the unionized auto manufacturers american companies yeah japanese companies in particular um they do not operate the same way that american corporations do there is a different level of concern with the human being on the back end in a in a japanese company than there is in an american company i don't know why i don't know what it is but when i uh when i bought my subaru i got to know everybody at the long island subaru dealer that i was at one of the big things um, that they were all, everybody there was super fucking happy. I know they were just taking my money and all this stuff, but mm -hmm. I wanted to get my car as quick as possible because my truck was dying right. and I had to offload it and all this stuff. And so, um, I got offered way more money than I should have for my, for my truck trading. Um, and the guy knew what the deal was, but I, he also wanted to know my backstory and what my deal was and all that. And he's like, I can try to hook you up, blah, blah, blah. And he gave me an extra, he doubled what I was supposed to get for return. It's like, cause at the end of the day. It's all pennies on the dollar for them. They don't really care. So I'm going to help you out. We're going to hook you up. But here's the problem, though. I know you need this thing as fast as possible, but we can't do it tomorrow because tomorrow's Sunday. And in Subaru, Sunday is family day. So yes. nobody works at a Subaru dealership or any of the plants or anything. Yes. I'm like, that is that's, – that's unheard of in, right. most, <laughs> in most manufacturing. They don't do that. That's not a thing that happens. Yeah. But it, I would assume it's because it's a Japanese company. And they just run things differently. They actually care as much as a corporation can care about the, the people that make them money. Right. And I would assume that that logic carries over to also Tacoma. Or, right. Uh, fucking Toyota. Because they're still, regardless of whether they're American yeah. plants, they're still owned and operated by a Japanese company. Yes. They still... That's where all the decisions truly yes. get made and then passed down throughout the rest of the corporation. Yes. Plus... I mean, come on. They all know a war's about to break out in the Middle East, and they're going to be selling tons of them Tacoma tacticals over there. That's just what they do, dude. Tons. All them little fucking Toyota fucking trucks out there in the desert with the 50s on the back. Those are all Toyota. The resale value of the used Toyota is about to fucking skyrocket yes, because there's going to be none in America. Which means don't buy a used one. Try to get a new one because <laughs> yes. you're just going to be paying more. Buy a new one, beat it to shit, and then sell it for twice what you bought it yes. for. Yes. I like this logic. They're going to they're gonna like them. Mm -hmm. uh, any more? Continue? Yeah, let's go. Big three workers were able to achieve. So put this up on the screen. From Toyota, 
they are saying that they are. This is a report. It hasn't been totally confirmed yet. Again, this from is more from perfect La- union. Yes. Right. Was from, she said it's from yes. Toyota, but it's not. This is from a more perfect union, yes. which means this is a union official account. Notes. Toyota is saying that they are immediately raising the wages of their non-union factory workers. This, of course, comes on the heels of those agreements. Um, and what a sort of leaked memo indicated is that they're raising their top pay to $32 per hour. This would not be a surprise, not only because their workers, I'm sure, are following like, oh, the person who does my exact same job, this is what they're getting? Why am I so dramatically underpaid? So Toyota's feeling that pressure. Okay. It's been 10 minutes. Dude. It's been 10 minutes. The pay isn't actually different yet. There are tentative deals. Indeed. And on top of that, she's already, she's created a straw man, yes. stepped into the mind of this straw man, and is making arguments based out of the straw man's logic that is actually just her own. That she's assuming these people think because she's never actually worked a real job before in her life again, and she's just a newsman. She's just a news lady who sits there and talks about shit. She has no concept of what these people are actually thinking. She, she's not down there doing ground reporting. They don't, they're not taking all their subscriber revenue that they're making and sending a reporter down and interviewing people at Toyo Shop to get right. a, a real feel of what's actually going on in the heads of these employees and whether or not they actually like their job. She's painted them all now. Every Toyota worker that is in a non-unionized plant, she's paid them all to have the same opinion that like, well, these people are getting paid way more than me for doing the exact same job. You have no basis right. to say that. Obviously, You're I'm fucking lying to everybody. Of. You're lying to your entire audience right now. With zero evidence. Yeah, with, with a all, tweet from a fucking yes, union shop. It's purely conjecture and then a leaked memo from Toyota saying that they're raising their pay. That's all that it yeah. says. There's nothing in, in there that says... In reaction to the market, yes, most likely. There's nothing in there that says, because we're afraid that our workers will unionize or because we're afraid yeah. they're going to leave to the, another auto worker. Because, again, it's not like... It's not like the other auto workers are fucking, you know, spilling out jobs. No. Like, they're... This, they don't have open arms for whatever thousands of other employees want to leave Toyota and go to work for one of these other plants. Like, yeah. it doesn't work that way. No. The union doesn't hire people. They represent people who work in these plants. Mm-hmm. That's The union does hire people who work for the union, but they don't work, They don't hire auto workers, is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. They're you unionized work auto workers. GM or Ford or whatever. Yes. Right? They send you to work there, you're, but you're, you're just a member of the union. Yes. So, <clears throat> again, what are you saying to me? She's <laughs> lying to you. Yeah. That's what she's doing. She's lying to you so that it makes the unions look good, the unionized, or just the union look good, and any other corporation that isn't unionized look bad because they're evil corporate greed pieces of shit. When really what this says to me is that you don't have to be in a union to have a good job. That's what it sounds like. You just have to hang out. Just hang out, dude. Hang out for long enough. Yeah. If all of a sudden the economy changes and the market dictates that you make more money, then you just make more money. Right. Because again, that first story, the autoblog one was from, was from this week. And then this one from Toyota is like the next day. Like this one is from November 1st for Toyota. So, Mm -hmm. okay. It's been three days. It's been three days. And this isn't even final yet. No, (laughs) they're tentative deals. So she's already making the leap to say that because the union, the, the leaders, the negotiators, whoever the fuck is involved in these contract disputes, came up with a tentative deal. She's assuming that every single member is going to be like, yeah, this is it. We're here for it. We're going to vote this thing in. Yeah. Maybe not. Probably, I would assume. It sounds like a pretty good deal. Make make some more money over, what was it, four years, essentially, total? Four and a half. Yeah, four and a half years. That's not bad. It's not bad. 25% increase. Let's Something go. Like that, yeah. 
So carry on with your lies, Crystal. Sure. They don't want to have to, you know, they don't want to face a union drive. So they're trying to short circuit that. Tesla actually had already, you pointed out, yes, given raises um, in the context of these negotiations going on. So, you know, again, this is something we've again, talked about right? with the labor movement. Easy to assume this is in anticipation of whatever there's going to be a raise in the market average. That yes. is going to happen. What what it's going to be, we don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. Tesla, Elon Musk don't want no fucking unions anywhere involved in any of his factories, yeah. right? Of course, if he sees something because he wants come, control of his company, yes, and he has enough money and move around uh, ability to to maneuver liquidity mm -hmm. that he can just throw a number out there. He doesn't yeah. have to wait to see what the new market meeting is going to be. He can anticipate that himself hey, and just move it there. Let's just fucking give him raises and we'll just mm -hmm. cut it off now. We'll just won't even have the discussion yeah. about whatever, right? Yeah. And you know what's funny is that like these non-union shops are all going to get raises probably before the UAW guys do. Almost because it's going to happen immediately. <laughs> so no voting involved. It just happens. People just give you more yeah. money. The boss man says, you know what? Yeah. We're giving everybody raises at whatever percentage for the next blah, 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 blah. Isn't Done. That interesting? That's very interesting. Movement is, yes, obviously directly benefits workers who are in a union, but it can really have ripple effects across the economy and across industries as well. Um, additional context on this. Put this up on the screen from the UAW. They are making some real noises here, Sagar, basically about a potential general strike mm -hmm. in 2028. They say, we invite unions around the country to align your contract expirations with our own so that together we can begin to flex our collective muscles. They go on to say, if we're going to truly take on the billionaire class and rebuild the economy so it starts to work for the benefit of the many and not the few, then it's important we not only strike, but that we strike together. Pay, apparently. We were, when we return to the bargaining table in 2028, it won't be just with the big three, but with the big five or big six. So real warning shot there to all of the non-union um, automakers out there. That would. So this is really funny, right? She is assuming that everybody else at this point with these other manufacturers are all going to join <coughs> Excuse me, with essentially the UAW in some capacity so that they can all enter into the same exact contract negotiations at the same exact time. And then there is a single, there might be multiple unions at that point. The picture she's painting is that if everybody gets unionized and we all line up our contracts with this 2028 period, when our UAW contract expires next, we can shut down the entire industry, creating a single monopoly of unionized labor force to control the entire fucking auto industry throughout most of the globe because when i mean you're talking all the major manufacturers other than like bmw like the german companies right, right? but we're talking some of the biggest japanese ones i'm assuming honda's probably going to be in there somewhere probably or hyundai the korean company i don't know how what their status is but what i mean what are we talking about with the big six uh stellantis Stellar, stellantis. stellantis that's got like gm and chrysler and jeep and a bunch, a bunch of, of them right ones, yeah and then you got ford and <clears throat> uh gm yep so those are the big three here. And then, okay, so then Toyota. Let's think. Um, Jeep's kind of fucking me because I feel like I don't forget who makes Jeep. I well, think Chrysler does. Yeah, because, yeah. It, yeah, up on the hill, it's like it's like Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. Like yeah. all of those are They're in all one the same. dealership. Yeah. yeah, so you got Toyota, you got Honda, and then probably Hyundai. Mm -hmm. That seems like the big six right there if there was going to be some. And you're assuming that they're all just going to get unionized. And then join on the same page as you guys that have just been causing problems 
for the entire industry, and then that's you're just going to become a single monopoly now and control the entire market. Right. That seems like something that is probably not great for the consumer at the end game, but because it it also does not account for the fact one of the the concerns that we raised last time we talked about the UAW is that while you are on strike you're not receiving pay and part of you know what the arguments for the union is like well we're going to give you money during this time but yes. they don't and they ain't they can't compensate your entire pay so you or everybody are, you are taking a loss at that point and this particular time I do believe that whatever they lost in that time is being paid back to them in this in yeah. this agreement that they had but you you have to hope that that happens in the agreement if mm -hmm. they're not going to pay for those backed wages then this yep. is a hit that you have to take and if you're talking about an increase in numbers potentially doubling the amount of people that are in your union yeah. there's less money to go around there's more people there that's yep. less money that you're going to take in when you have to strike when you don't have a choice but to strike because yeah. that's what the union is doing that's right if you like your job and you like working and you don't have a choice your union says you can't and yes. you have to pay, take a pay cut because the union said so. There's just, I, uh, Where the people so in Toyota who maybe hate their jobs, maybe they don't, maybe yeah. they're fine with it, right? There's going to be varying degrees of whatever. Exactly. Maybe the general idea is that they, it's, it's okay. Working at Toyota is okay. You yeah. know, it's fine. It's not the best job around, but it could be a lot worse, right? Indications seem to be that. Yes. And this is why it's so irresponsible you can, you to can, make these judgment calls about people that you don't even you're not even talking to. And if you're an employee there, you see the market shifting, you don't have to stop working to see those benefits. Mm -hmm. You can continue to make money in that time and yep. continue to work for your company, yeah. continue to have a good relationship because regardless of what anybody says, the way the unions conduct themselves is going to rub the leadership of the of the production plants the wrong way. 100%. They're not happy about this. They don't love this, right? So Would you you're like also, a generalized revolt of your entire company? You're also causing a shitty relationship between the leadership and the workers there. You're yes. actively adding to that. Even if you're not causing it, you're actively adding to that. Yep. Which to them, to the unions is good because yes. that bolsters them. They have That just means more union reps are going to be in. There's going to yes. be more discussions we're involved in, more, more things that we can do because we have helped fuck this relationship. Yep. Toyota... Maybe you can fucking still like your boss, still yeah. fucking get along with him. And then in yep. two months, he's just like, hey, you saw the shit going on. Everyone's getting a raise now. So right. thank you for chilling. Yeah. Everything is cool. Like That seems to me like a better place to be than this fucking rigmarole of dog shit that you had to deal with yeah. to, to get the same raises that the fucking Toyota workers got. Yeah. I mean, the minute you... I'd rather go work at Toyota. I 100,000%. I have more control over my own life. Yes. I, I greatly enjoy that, right? And probably taking on more money because you're not paying fucking union dues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that extra, maybe they make an extra like 3 or $4 an hour more right. than you, but that's going back to the unions. But that's fine. I don't know the actual numbers. So I don't want to necessarily no assume that. But, but I know some of it is. Dues. Yeah, but you're not paying union dues. Yes. And I know that if the more money you're making every year, the more that stacks up, whatever that percentage is, mm -hmm. you know? 1% is 1%, but if the bigger the number is, the bigger that 1% is. That's right. So that's still less money that you're taking home. That's right. 1% of 100,000 is way more than 1% of yes. 10,000. We all know how quickly Social Security, income tax, all those things pile up on your on your pay stub that oh, individually yeah. they're not that much. But when you have seven things that are all 4%, yep. you know. Including the newest one. Yes. That's a pretty which, decent chunk that's being taken out of your yep. fucking money every week. Yeah, which is, I think we're up to about 20% now in our neck of the woods yeah between state federal all the other things 
It's about 20%. The fucking state's just stealing from you. We have this dog shit tax for like um, the long-term, long-term care. care. Yeah, Ooh. if you don't pay for long-term care insurance, you get taxed on your every time you get paid. Yep. To That goes into – it's the same idea as Social Security. Care. Yeah, it just goes into a general fund that you can pull from if you need long-term care when you're older and you haven't gotten Supposedly. insurance. So me, at 28, if I don't have long-term health care insurance, I, ha- I get taxed every – I get – penalized every yes, week because on my pay long-term care this thing they they called long-term care yeah that's for like nursing homes and assisted or like living assisted living type stuff in-home care yeah stuff like that for when you're elderly and your family's yeah. abandoned you because we don't have multi-generational households anymore and so bing bang boom you're just there to die by yourself and you can't afford it because you're already on a fixed income which is getting taken away from you every day because the government continues to inflate your dollar every fucking day so now we have to pay for that, which is just another fucking Ponzi scheme that the government has created. They love creating Ponzi schemes. They're and I'm not yet 30. It. I am not yet 30. No. And I am paying for long-term health insurance. And I have a feeling that by the time we hit, say, 70, it's probably not going to be around anymore. Probably Let's not. Let's be realistic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for the people who are retiring next year. Yes. And they can take advantage of that. Exactly. Which is, ooh, yeah. Would include Anyways. Tesla. And apparently there's already some stuff, union stuff going on at Tesla. Put this up on the screen. Um, Bloomberg reporting Monday, and this is written up in this publication, The Street, that Tesla's 20,000 worker plant in Doesn't leave. And then reposted by The Street, apparently. Or how did she say that? Let's go back just a second because she she said it and it just sounded weird. There's some stuff, union stuff going on at Tesla. Put this up on the screen. Um, Bloomberg reporting Monday. And this is written up in this publication, The Street, that Tesla's 20,000 worker plant in Fremont, California, is currently playing host to a UAW organizing committee. The group, according to a source, is talking to Tesla workers about the value of collective bargaining and is reportedly committed to funding any such campaign. UAW did not respond to The Street's request for comment. This effort to actively expand the UAW's membership in a threat to Elon Musk and Tesla um, is, uh, you know, is very noteworthy. Okay, and, and again, this is all very perceived language. Like yes. the way she's talking about it is it's a threat because the UAW said they're going to go and try and pay for a campaign. Okay, so if Tesla workers are not receptive to the campaign, campaign how big of a threat is this really well then it just turns it's it's not it's a waste of money that you have expended in california right or something happens that happened with like the amazon plant in staten island right anybody that's for a union gets backed they get dollars they get promotion they get spread out there they get popularized artificially from the outside by a third party to essentially drive out anybody that's not interested in being in the fucking union. And the next thing you know, they've taken control of that shop. I do not have a, I don't like the concept of an outside union coming into my business to talk to my employees about how I'm a piece of shit. I'm taking advantage of them and life would be so much better if we all unionized together and you joined us and then we really, and then we could put up the divide between you, the workers and the bosses and then then bing bang boom and then everybody's got a, everybody's got a bad relationship now there's tension always you can't you got to be careful about how you talk to your managers because if they're they're part of the bosses class you're part of the oppressed workers class right i don't like any of this fucking marxist language from an outside organization it's not even a real fucking company i might add just a union comes into another pre-existing company that's been working fine so far. 
I haven't heard any massive protests about outside of Toyota or Tesla. I've heard some rumblings within Tesla about people not making much money. It also makes shit in California. That's kind of what you get. <laughs> exactly. And also, it's a it's a very different industry. You're making EVs. There's less people involved. A lot of very a lot of automation. A lot of high skill labor requirements and very little low skill requirements. Yeah. It's a very different system. But these people are going to try to get their fucking foot in the door and tox make a toxic environment there to get everybody convinced that unionization is the right thing. This I don't like that at all. That seems like a it seems like a state entity, even though they're not coming in to like just fuck up with the private market. I don't like that at all. I get very uncomfortable when I hear about like unions making their way into fucking starbucks and into amazon and all the shit where i'm sure there are problems that need to be solved or looked at but like i don't like this outside union coming in to like try to you know hey man like well, your I life kind of sucks a little bit right there like, is an interesting state element to it to the uh, to the point that <clears throat> joe biden is a good example right if you have a president that is overtly pro-union that is just going to be supportive of what the unions are doing and there are other companies that you know have a semi-hostile relationship with that administration, there's going to be kind of a green light on your end to go towards those yes. companies because you know that the administration is not going to step in to intervene, you know? Yeah. Even if whatever, right? They're not going to intervene. They're yeah. not going to fuck with you at all if you're expanding to companies that they don't like. And whatever you do, don't look at the administration track record with the railroad industry unions because don't worry about that, that didn't do so well. Don't worry about that. Don't talk about their actual relationship with the unions. Yes. He says he likes unions, so we'll just go with that. Yeah. Ooh, right. So that is very interesting. There's just so many. I, w I remember when I watched this class, I just, there were so many things. I was like, I can't stand this woman. Earlier in October, Fain referred to workers at Tesla and other non-union automakers, including Toyota and Honda, Honda, as, quote, the UAW members of the future. Fuck you. So pretty extraordinary how quickly things appear to be moving here after the major wins that they were able to achieve. And, and I think the fact that Fain did it in such... How quickly things are moving. They're spending money in different states. That doesn't... What are you talking about? Yeah. What else is happening? These are assumptions that you're making that you're using to frame this story. In. Yep. You don't have evidence for this. And because you're such a partisan actor, anything the union does, you side with, and you'll find any justification to make sure that like this is the moral and correct thing to do because these are your people. This is where you side. I don't like I don't like any of this. It, it all makes me it feels very very gross to me, man. Like it, she likes to bitch about corporate greed all the time, right? What is this? This is this is the same thing. It's just it's yeah. your team. This is the only reason you approve it because it's your team doing it. You're still creating a bigger monopoly outside of any particular one of these corporations. This one monopoly rules three major corporations because whatever the union says goes, or we don't work, and you go out of business. And there, are... she acknowledges either in this this segment or a different segment the issues the UAW has had with leadership in the past. Mm -hmm. So. This is only beneficial right now. If you have another shitty ass leader that comes into point, yeah. you have someone. He's who, a new president. Yes, you have someone. Sean Fain is brand new to this. You have a piece of dog shit who's running a monopoly over an entire industry. Mm -hmm. This is not a good thing. You're now no. controlling how all of those employees are going to get fucked, not just some of them. Yes. This is not a good thing. No, dude, shouldn't be doing this. 
Shouldn't be doing that because Donovan. it's lest we not forget, right? The UAW is not a new thing. They've been no. around for quite some time. Yes. I don't know, obviously, exactly their their date of conception, their year of conception, but conception they, happens at birth. They've with been union. around for for quite some time. <laughs> so again, lest we not forget that mm-hmm. when the union workers got fucked in 2010. That was during the negotiations with their union president. Yep. This very thing can happen again in 2028 oh, if yeah. Sean Fain is not the president again, right? Or who if knows? he starts to get a little extra something, something and he who, becomes corrupt. If he's corrupt again, who knows what's going to happen between now exactly. and then? The way that Me Too's happened, blah, 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 blah. I'm not, I'm not predicting anything. I'm just it's saying just if, if something, something could happens happen. where Sean Fain is not the president in 2028 when these new union negotiations happen and they've expanded like Crystal's talking about, not only could union workers get fucked, we could get fucked as a society, as a country, if that's how things are being controlled on that basis, on that level. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like a real smart idea in so the grand there, scheme. There are inherent problems there that can be defeated by by right leadership, just like the fucking country, right? Uh-huh. There are inherent problems there that can be that can be corrected through the right measures. Oh yes. If those measures are not carried out, you're in fucking big trouble. Huge. You're in serious danger. And with with the jobs and livelihoods and just overall lives of tens of thousands of people in your hands. And because you, I mean, let's, let's put it plainly. I mean, a big union is essentially just a giant political party that only deals with one particular issue. And that's that industry. That's it. But I mean, they have democratic elections, so on and so forth. They have leadership panels and committees and contract groups and all this stuff. This isn't just involvement. Exactly. And most of them don't work for these companies anymore. They work for the union to right. run the union. This is just a separate political corporation that you work for, essentially, while being temporarily working for a company. And so whatever they say, whatever kind of corruption that comes with that, because a giant massive organization like this that deals with millions and millions of dollars, is you're going to deal with corruption. That's just the nature of large human organizations. Done. You're going to deal with it in some capacity. You better hope that it's a small issue whenever that does arise next time. Because then everybody gets fucked and you have very little recourse. You think if you're going to be a, a hostile member of a... Or if you're going to be a, a union member who has a hostile relationship with whatever corporation you're working for, you think that if you decide to leave the union and try to go scab work at that same company, they'll be really interested in you? Right. Probably fucking not. You've already shown yourself as a partisan actor who's going to side with the union... What's going to say you're not going to be the next guy that's going to do another union drive? No. This just doesn't seem like a real good idea to me. And to to plan on trying to expand that to the rest of the entire industry? Yeah. It just seems like a bad idea, man. It could man. have a lot of potentially negative implications. Yeah, for sure. Where, whereas if you just stuck with your more individual-based decisions and you, you have your own choices and you can have your own negotiations and whatnot... You just are in so much more control. Or even so unionized in the places that demand it. You know, there exactly. are, are going to be some companies that are shitty, and those are uh-huh. going to require uh, – it's going to be one of the methods to do with it is unionization, yes. right? Those are, those are times in which this is very appropriate. Uh-huh. It, an intentional expansion to try and dominate a market because you think is what's best. I don't – that's not the right – that's impressing your own ideas and ideology on other mm-hmm. people who are trying to make money and exist. Exactly. This is not, that's not right. Doesn't seem good. Yeah. Doesn't seem good to me. Such a public fashion is also really noteworthy and was very intentional because previous UAW leadership was, by the way, extraordinarily corrupt. Here it is. 
totally in yes. bed with, you know, they were take skim and I mean, it was it was a mess, you know, and they Go elected detail, this new please. leadership in Sean Fain. And they had also conducted a lot of the negotiations like behind the scenes in secret, not drawing a lot of attention to it. And they were taking major concessions in terms of the deals that they were striking. So, and so you're just going to assume this is not going to happen right. ever again. All things that could happen. Sean Fain is he's just he is pure as the driven snow. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. He's the he. We elected Joe Biden. What if Everything's going to work out. Like, what if he just dies? Yeah. That's a thing that happens. Also, accidents all happen. The time. Car, like, shit happens. What Brother if he has just a heart attack. Dies? Like in a car accident, like you said. Right. It could be that he even still has all the support, but he can't run if he just can't be the president anymore. Yep. What the fuck then? It's okay. It's okay, Sean Fain. All we need is your corporeal form. <laughs> we to stay alive, Sean Fain. That's <laughs> all we need. So this is a, a dramatic shift in the way things have been going previously. Yeah, it's actually really interesting on the Toyota piece. You know, they say that the increase of $2.94 to the maximum of $34 uh, per $34.80 per hour for the production workers wage. and a 370 raise to $43 per hour for skilled trades employees. I mean, that Okay, just for reference here. I owned and operated a civil engineering and survey company. I didn't make those wages. Right. These are usually, like, I was filling a job that should have been done by a guy that went to a fucking a four-year engineering school. But I, you know, just, I was doing that. And I was not making 43 bucks an hour. In right. skilled trades there, is that like welders and stuff like that? That's mostly going to be probably welder. There's probably a lot of tech stuff, too, because everything's so automated. Yeah. And so there's probably like some robotic stuff. And stuff. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like electric, electrical engineers, software engineers, that makes stuff sense. like that, for sure. But that's, again, I didn't even make that money when I was owning and operating my own company like that. Right. And I wasn't like a low man on the totem pole over there. And that's good. That's good money. That's good fucking money, dude. Yeah. If you're working 40 hours a week plus overtime on that, what's over? What's time and a half on 43 bucks an hour? I mean, it's going to be it's a know, lot. 61 and a half dollars. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not doing podcast math. I'm yeah. smarter than that. 61 and a half dollars. That's a pretty significant raise up to $43 per close. hour. And it does show you also where labor pressure comes from. It makes mm -hmm. sense, too, because it think about the overall um, environment. For minimum wage workers. I mean, prior to the pandemic, people were getting away with 11 and 12. Then as we have a labor shortage and we have more labor activism all throughout 2021 and 2022, we're at almost a minimum floor at this point for a lot of major brands between 15 to 20 bucks an hour. I'm even seeing that, you know, in terms of the pressure on the consumers and consumer prices. Right. So pause for a second. What he's talking about, right, in these fifteen and twenty dollars things, this is what we just talked about. This is a raising in what the market median is, mm -hmm. right? We talked about this and we're talking about all of the other not even union industries, but the fucking fast food industry, all these regular entry level jobs that are paying what he's talking about, of yes. that being the new baseline. That's because that's as a society refusal to work those jobs raise mm -hmm. the median pay for those jobs market forces that's, at work that's capitalism yes right there are obviously there are communistic aspects of that and i'm not being like i'm not degrading i'm not i'm not degrading the union but this when we're talking about the different base aspects of it this mm -hmm. there's the capitalistic aspect of of this market value that went up mm -hmm. there were communist aspect that affected that with these union pushes and things like that that also inflated this yes but to act as though it is only the union you know quote unquote big labor pushes that did this that's nonsensical that's nonsense 100%. when a very easy thing to point to is during the 
pandemic when people who were were called well like like frontline workers right mm -hmm. not not just the essential nurses, workers essential workers the people who worked like in grocery stores and yeah. were on you know in in they were receiving hazard pay that's that raised the baseline whatever yes. you want to call that whatever justification you gave it that raises the baseline that's mm -hmm. what that job is worth now yeah that was through a tertiary governmental process that raised that that's that's what the new market median is yes when that happened in certain industries it raised the market median other entry-level industries that's how fucking capitalism works yes that's how it goes this is called free market forces working i, I mean because it the, the originally market, influenced guy by government but yes. capitalism followed through very quickly afterwards they had no choice Yes. Otherwise, industry everywhere disappears. Yes. It has to do that. We talked about all the different the fucking Burger Kings that closed early and shit because they mm -hmm. couldn't find workers at twelve dollars an hour. Oh, yeah. They had no choice but to pay more. Yep. That's capitalism. That's right. To this day, if I'm going to work super early, I can't get my Mick and D's coffee in the morning because it's the little sign on there. Due to fucking labor shortages, we are having. Yeah. What was it? It's like a, we have alternate hours or something like that and sorry for your the inconvenience move along sir go so, get fucked on your coffee so they're advocating for communistic ventures while touting the exploits of com of capitalistic ventures yes <laughs> even communism and capitalism look better isn't that interesting that's hilarious but that's it's a good point he brings up too because he is relating it now to outside industries i wish Sagar would have spoken up more than four minutes into this clip but that's fine crystal talks a lot there's it's hard to break into that situation and this is kind of her thing anyway she talks over him anyway if he tries to exactly also shout out to the nice tie today man i know the comments don't like it when we talk about their superficial aspects but one, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his tie and his yeah. fucking his glasses game is on point man he's like, always got fashionable specs i on. like the dark suit with the light tie i think mm -hmm. that's a good look very much so where people are expecting a down quarter. And he's pretty adventurous with quarter. his ties. Like he, he's willing oh, to wear yeah. a pink tie or peach tie. I don't know what color that yeah. is exactly. I don't know. I'm going to go with peach with like like whatever that. Like sailboats or something. Yeah, on something them. on there. But those are definitely the, a nice like solid deep pink. Yeah. Maybe a magenta. Is that, that that's a, that's like a deep pink. Colorblind. Right? I'm not, I, told, I don't know what color that's that is. True. I'm not the guy to ask. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, It's I got red in it. Not the guy to ask. <laughs> I got a friend of mine who also has a. Uh, uh, it's an interesting color blindness issue. She's got a hard time with yellows. And so we, depending on the shade, we fuck with so her all the time. It's more greens then. Exactly. And so it's, you know, some things like looking at the two, your two vapes there. One is like a nice neon green. The other kind of like a faded yellow. I guarantee you if she was looking at those, she'd go, yeah, they're, they're green. She's greens lady. Yeah. But some I'm... yellows come in real strong. And she fucking... So good. She's a horse friend of my mom's that works at uh, the brewery. Um, and it would, I'll come in every now and again. Jessica, what color is this? She goes, fuck you, Colin. It's, it's yellow. And oh, I, damn it. You got me this one. Jordan hits me with that stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I know that it's not brown or else you wouldn't be fucking asking exactly. about it. Exactly. So You're it's fucking gotta be right now. fucking red. Like, I, know, I don't know, but I know it's not. I thought it was brown, but it's obviously not because you just fucking asked me about it. I've started to run into that with Dax that I'll ask him like, 
are like trying to get him to look at something you know like it's like this fucking red thing over there and he's like that's not red and i'm like okay fuck off i it's this is the thing like i don't i don't know what color it is i can't tell you what color it is it's this is the thing yeah because <laughs> he doesn't he's too young he for, has no idea he has yeah. no idea yet how no, to handle he's this. not being a dick he's just like i don't i don't know what you're talking about i'm like okay this is obviously not the color that i think it is like, let's start to go with shapes here we, yes. we won't do, we won't do colors we'll do yeah. shapes all right i need to read how am i gonna <laughs> yeah okay sorry for that diversion let's you're go fine. back and yet Walmart and others are still paying some 20 something dollars per hour, even seasonal holiday wages. So the wages are higher, honestly, in some cases they've ever been before. Now, to be clear, it has not kept up with inflation. And I think that's really bad. But this does show you where the pressure comes from and how it will all look like. It also, you know, people were like, shows oh, you where some of the pressure comes exactly. from. Exactly. Like I don't agree. Some of the pressure. Yes. And in that particular industry, in the automotive industry, yeah. Yes. If, if they're the driving force at this point, yes. But that's not the case for everything. No. Now, GM cars and all that are going to be too expensive. We'll see. Actually, I'm still, uh, uh, I still want to know. But it does show you, too, like, with the pressure that we'll be lifting, it's not like it's going to be restricted just to the American auto workers or auto companies. It's going to be all of the auto sector because they're, at the end of the day, pulling from the same labor pool. So it's an overall positive development. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, very interesting to me the way that Sean Fain is calling for other unions to align their contracts with theirs. If you work so in the auto industry, this smart. is an overall positive because yes. no matter what happens, you're going to make more money. Yep. If you're unionized or not, you're going to make more money because yep. your company has no choice but to respond what the new market average is. Exactly, because we want employees and yes. we have to compete in the market. And so we compete in the market. And if you're not in a union, it's even better because yes. you have to keep fucking working the whole time. You didn't lose any money and now you make more money. Yep. And it's it just... It, Other people fucking around being cold outside and all bullshit in fucking Detroit in the middle of November. Fuck off with all that. I'm yes. chilling the plant. I'm warm. I'm in a fucking tank top exactly out here. I'm good. <laughs> Rocking the tank top at the factory. Hot as shit inside Toyota factory. <laughs> that they can he have an even larger... Um, you know, just not just in the, the auto industry, but much larger impact on the economy. So something to watch there. He's the one that I wish would run for president. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he probably would win. He would, yeah, do, he would do quite well. He would do well. <laughs> All right, guys. Very excited to have um, James Zogby here. You know, very interesting to me the way that Sean Fain is calling for other unions to align their contracts with theirs mm -hmm. so that they can he have an even larger um, you know, just not just in the, the auto industry, but much larger impact on the economy. So something to watch there. He's the one that I wish would run for president. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he probably would win. He would actually. do. He would do quite well. He would do well. <laughs> All right, guys. Very excited. What the oh, fuck are you talking about, dude? Based on what? Your ability to manipulate a market? Yes. That's that's why you're so good. That's why oh, you're yeah. the president. Is well, because she's you a, could fuck with the, the auto market. Yeah. Well, she's a she's a uh, 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 a nationalize it, bro. She's a nationalizer, bro. That's what that's what she's all about. She wishes there was no such thing as a right to work state. My God, she did, wishes that that didn't exist because all corporations are evil, greedy industries that are just filled with um, two classes of people that are just sub, there's a subjugated, oppressive class, uh, oppressed class of the workers, and then there's the bosses class and the executives. Jesus that's Christ, that. that's the that's the way she views the world. Jesus Christ. So Sean Fain for president. Let's go get Biden out of there. Oh my God. <sighs> well, that was a very, very, very healthy. It's a nice return to the breaking down breaking points. I feel yeah. like it's been it a, has been, it's a while. been a hot minute. There was a, uh, I think you basically already covered, but just from that other, um, that other article from Auto Blog Auto or blog. whatever. Yeah, it's the same thing. They were talking about Tesla and and uh, Tacoma or Toyota. Toyota. Why do I keep saying that? I love my Tacoma so right. much. It's such a nice little fucking storm trooper <laughs> truck. 
But it's the same thing. It's talking about UAW. Sean Fain wants to expand union battles um, from Detroit to the other places like Tesla and Toyota and do the same thing. So UAW officials also got a five-year deal, longer than most in recent history, as Axios reported, that will give the union a longer runway to attract workers from the other automakers, including Tesla, Toyota, and perhaps even the Korean automakers. Either way, Toyota's pay raises are likely just the start, and they will add to the pressure created by the union's deals. That means we'll probably see similar moves by the other non-union automakers in the near future as they seek to retain workers and stay competitive. Check. Stay competitive, yes. I don't know about the retain workers thing. See, I the, don't. the thing that really bothers me about all this, right, is that the assumption made by Crystal Ball and people like her is that without an outside driving force like a union, the market will never change, which I think is just... I think it's wholly wrong, and it's kind of short-sighted to begin with, because you're just assuming that workers don't bitch about when they're not getting paid enough. I know that in a lot of places, most people will just sit there and take it on the chin and bitch and then leave angrily. They'll never make their voices heard and try to talk to their managers or their bosses about trying to get more money or better working conditions or whatever. But, you know, unless you're talking about very specific places, like you, I, I, I do agree with you. There are certain companies, generally within specific industries, that I think still to this day require unionized support and you know unionized pressure against the companies they work for coal mines are still like that mining big industry like that is usually still like gas that. Job. It's, it's still a pretty shitty situation yeah. there was another mine collapse somewhere i heard about it yes last night when i was Shit's searching terrifying, the thing. It was dude. outside the country i'm pretty sure but that's not i don't like none of that stuff you shouldn't be going shouldn't be doing that it's not natural for people to be hanging out miles underground fucking pulling out ore from the fucking earth dude that shit gets another, crazy uh, i try to subject the world shakes a lot um to a video of the, the people who are like crawling through the tight cracks under the earth and stuff i, like I just i'm down to go caving bro but i know like, what i'm doing when i go in there and i'm not gonna wedge my shit in there especially if there's water involved i I have to commend them for their ability to stay calm because you i panic, don't you die dude. i would I would get very upset very quickly, mm -hmm. you know, if I began to feel as though I might not get out, I, like, it's over. I'm going to die then, and mm -hmm. this is going to be a fucking problem. Yeah. You ever been in a situation where you felt stuck like that before? Not necessarily in a cave, but like, I'm, I cannot move. I'm, I'm stuck here. I'm wedged here somehow. This is not okay. I don't think so. Ooh, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah. It's not fun. Even if there's no real risk. Involved right. here, but you know, there's been times where, uh, particularly on ships, where I'm in firefighting gear, I got my fucking uh scuba gear on, I'll just you know, it's right. F, we call it SCBA, um, and you know, the mask, the everything, and you're on fucking air like that, and you're trying to crawl through a little fucking you know, a little hole in the middle of a, a bunch of fucking metal, right? And something gets hung up somewhere, there's a lot of little shit hanging off you and something gets especially i had to have this fucking for a while i had to have the um it's like a infrared fucking gun mm -hmm. so you could see where heat spots are at and shit like that it's fucking giant dude right. it's like a, over a foot and you're like it's wrapped around you and you're trying to like wedge yourself down this fucking little scuttle thing and it's super tiny and you get fucking hung up because there's one fucking strap back there and if it's the wrong or if it, it might be a hose you can't tell right. you can only see like this because you're wearing a fucking mask what if it's the hose? What if all of a sudden uh, the hose pops out and I can't breathe and now I ha and now I can't even reach up to grab my fucking respirator off? Like you, 
you get freaked out real quick, and it's right. not real fun. And I see those videos of them dudes crawling in caves like that. I don't like it. No. I don't like it don't at like all. It. No, it makes me no, very no. upset. Yeah, and then I'll watch that fucking 13 Lives movie on Amazon. Dude. Dude. It rains? You're fucked. Dude. Look at that. Now we got to call in... Uh, uh, the Hidalgo. Thai scuba team. We've got to call in Hidalgo. <laughs> Who, uh, uh, what's his name? Yes. The actor. Yes. Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> Come down and fucking save your ass, dude. Oh, that's such a great movie. That's a great recommendation, man. You, the, I think you're the one that told me about that, I think. Yeah, Trenton told me about it. Because we were sitting here. Such a good movie, we're dude. We're sitting here after one of the Purge days, and Trenton, you know, we're getting all high and stuff. And he's like, I watched this movie about the... The kid, like the cave rescue, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I've seen that. Like I remember that." And he was like, "Yeah, they uh, put these kids in a K hole to get them out of the cave." And I said, "What?" Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, they put them in a K hole." And I was like, "I don't, I don't think I understand what you're saying to me. You're telling me that they like injected them, like they gave them ketamine." And he said, "Yeah, they injected them with it." A lot them. of it. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? I was like, I don't believe you. And he's like, I swear to God, it's... I just watched, he had watched the movie, and then there's a documentary about it as yeah. well. That's like a very similar title. Uh, and so he was telling me all about it. And the next day I watched it work, and I was like, I literally cannot believe that this happened. Yes. This is insane. We're just going to hover you right over death. Yes. Right on top of it. And we're going to yep. inject you with more shit under the water and still just kind of try and keep yeah. you hovering multiple shots dude get the fuck out of here crazy shit and human beings are insane yes. we're incredible the yes. fact that anybody that they thought of that and they're like we'll just pitch it you know like we don't want to yep. but what we don't have any other ideas so this is just what we'll try that's that's insane yeah. and of course it comes down to like a bunch of psychotic fucking cave divers be yes. like you know what we should do put all these fucking kids in a k-hole That'll be the way we do that, man. And we'll, Crazy, we'll just drag dude. them underwater where they're in a fucking drug-induced coma. The Let's Thai, go. The Thai Navy SEALs are like, we'll do it. Yeah. We will do it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> dude. Oh, that's such a good movie. one of them guys died, too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the Thai guys, right? He got him. I think he got stabbed or something, right? Like on accident. Yeah, I think so. He got stuck and like stabbed himself or something. Maybe he yeah. just got stuck. But... I can't remember. I yeah, for remember. some reason, I feel like he stabbed himself on accident. But Could have been. It was a great uh, fucking movie, though. Great fucking movie, though. Um, any side stories before we go into the next one? No, that's Can all I got in unions. We got to do the other... Uh... The Oktoberfest I forgot to put in the cooler. So it's up to you. I just put it in there. So, I'll fuck I mean, it. it's in the garage, so it's not going to be warm. I'll fuck know? with it. You know me, dude. I'm a, fucking, I'm a degenerate, dude. There's a tiny snail in the cooler. There's a snail in the cooler? Am I going to get salmonella? That might be kind of exciting. I've never had that before. <laughs> oh, it's a little baby snail. The shell isn't even hard yet. That's wild. Give me this camera. Pink. Can you see the baby snail? Kind of, sort of, almost. That's it was in tough. our cooler. Should we keep you as a pet? I mean, kids like snails, right? That's a thing kids like. What do I even put you in? In a terrarium. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to nurse and feed a baby snail. I don't know. That's kind of tough. You just hang out there, baby snail. Hang out in this moist water bottle from last week <laughs> can't move too fast exactly <laughs> <You're gonna laughs> go nowhere. <laughs> so, that's i've never seen one that small before yeah when i picked it up i thought it was a slug because the shell wasn't hard yet mm -hmm. i was like well, shit, maybe it's a slug that's just the smallest snail in the world which one do you like better let me see the silver city first hmm 
Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm biased. I see that goes. I'm, I think I'm biased. But then again, the boys did... They did fucking work this year with their, their O-Fest, man. It was phenomenal. That one has like a little bit more... Um, That's a little... Yeah? Come on, come on. Notes of like like almost like caramel or vanilla or mm-hmm. like something like that in there. Yeah. Um, and that's that's pretty nice. Real nice. It like rounds it out a little bit. You know, that yeah. one, the last Silver City's a little, little bit spicier. More yeah. Yeah, the Silver City's a little spicier. Yeah. Because I remember uh, last uh, well, was Sunday, I think I told you, I had a vintage O-Fest from last year at my buddy's house. We went there. And it was last year's version of it that he's just kept cold and cool. And it's, yeah, it's got a lot more bite to it. Yeah. This is much more mellow and well-rounded. That's nice. I don't know what the boys did. We'll have to talk to Tyler about that and see what see what he did. Yeah, ask him about those notes, them, mm-hmm. those sweet notes. Oh, yeah, it's so good. If he listens nice. to this, he's going to be like, these people don't know the fuck they're talking that about. Caramel, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Oh, there's nothing like hanging out at breweries or doing brewery hopping with a brewer. Yeah. Because you learn about all the different things. You're like, yeah, I knew I didn't like that beer as much as I thought I did originally. You talked me out of it. <laughs> um, let's talk about some 2024. Yes, uh-huh. presidential candidates. Yeah. I'm interested in this because there's been some interesting moves been going on the last few months. We haven't talked about this for a while. because We talked about some stuff with Josh. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. 2024 talk with Josh last time. Uh, Nikki Haley's been getting a bump yep. recently, which is... I think easy to understand now that I look at the whole picture and RFK find out. RFK is polling super high. He is polling super in, high. Like, general polls. Not, it hasn't... An independent candidate hasn't had a any polling this strong since Ross Perot, which was a big deal back in the right. day. He was like a legitimate competitor. Yeah, because he was a billionaire dude, and he bought his own fucking airtime and just gave a diatribe yeah. on fucking television back when there was only the three networks. Let and me everybody... tell you why the government is fucking you and why I want to change this. Exactly. And it was powerful. But um, but yeah, I think it's it's making a big Ooh, effect. look at that chart. Yeah, this is, uh, this is from 538, and it's essentially kind of like a real career politics type of thing where it's just an amalgamation of polls, all and then the they polls. find the average and all that shit. Um, and as far as the repubs go, T Dog Millionaire is far and away out front, right? Yeah. Um, it's interesting because this is, is fucking dropping, my God. And it's about to get worse because his boot gate is not getting any better. His, that shit on PBD was so bad. It was so bad, dude. But I haven't heard about this. Get out of my face. You know, no one said anything to you about fucking yes. being four inches too short. Get out of here. Yeah. Either. You personally aren't tapped into enough to understand, and you're a fucking idiot, which probably a little column A there, uh, or your marketing team or your entire campaign team is hiding this from you, even though they shouldn't, and you need to know about it, yeah. and they're letting you continue to do this, yes. which probably a little column B there too as well, and um, or you might actually just be that fucking ignorant. Dude. He's really moving. He's fucking gone. Well, he's got gravity on his side right now. That's true. It's fine. You know. He's stretching himself out, too. He's fucking reaching. <laughs> he's like, dude, I'm fucking... How did I end up on this cliff? <laughs> <laughs> but all the way down the bottle. Yeah. But this is an interesting time right now because we're getting into Iowa, Iowa caucuses and New Hampshire caucuses. All the main first state primaries and stuff are about yeah. to pop off relatively soon. And even though... T-Dog's just tied up in court right now. Yeah. Um, he's doing... He had like a little rally, I think, the other day. I didn't care to watch it because, 
it just is what it is. He's the giant elephant in the room that everybody's trying not to talk about. Um, but it, it appears as if DeSantis is trying to make some waves in Ohio, which just I don't think really fucking matters that much. But it just depends on, at the end of the day, if Trump's going to be able to be on ballots, he's going to win. If he's not able to be on ballots, that's when we have a, another conversation. There. Right, because there are multiple states that are trying to expunge him from the yes. ballots. Right now, uh, <clears throat> he's, in a, he's been in court. I think they did closing arguments on Friday in the Colorado court. Um, he's in process right now. He sued the state of Michigan to make sure he stays on the ballot in Michigan. I don't know how that's going to go. Um, cause there's a lot of different arguments being had at, at this point. Yeah. What are the claims for why that they're making for him not being on the ballot? It's just the fact that he's has all this criminal shit going on. I'm not fully aware to be honest. Cause every state, every state has a different requirement for how you can be on, or what, what it takes allows to get you on the ballot. Yes. And every state, as we saw during COVID, can essentially change the rules at any time to decide whether or not they want you on the ballot or not. And the federal government has no recourse in to say that you can't do that. Nor should they. Exactly. Federal government should not be involved in state uh, election issues. Exactly. Issues in general, but elections um, specifically. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know if the party's going to ultimately back him or not. So it'll, it'll just really come down to where it's at but i mean trump's not on the he's not on the debate stages not doing any of that even though he qualifies for all of them he's got the money he's, he's got the polls really doing himself a disservice by not fucking going on the debate stage i think so i think because there would be nobody else would be polling anywhere i don't think and he would dominate the entire uh event you know he 100%. will talk the most he's he gonna be asked the, the most questions yep. he's gonna talk the most yes that's why we've like I talked about earlier, like these are the, the lesser known Republican debates at this right. point, because these are all people that I think they're only going to matter if when it comes time to if like if and even if Trump gets removed from some of the ballots, it's not really going to matter depending on what state it is. If Trump gets removed off the ballot in California. He's not getting any one of those 51 fucking delegates. In, he's never going to win California. He's to never going to do that anyways. It's the same deal as like in Washington. If he's not on the ballot here, he's never going to win Washington. Exactly. Anyway. So there's a few states like Michigan's, Michigan's important to him. That was close. Dude. Like like it was well practiced. That was danger close. <laughs> I almost over poured my beer, guys. Dude, the space bloods get dangerous. I'm mixing the space blood, yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> And for those who don't know, Space Blood's uh, a local creation. Two beers from Elysian Brewery. Yes. They have a name for it, but we don't use it because it's a too It's not as name. good. Space Blood's a way better name way than better whatever name. the fuck they came up with. Yeah, like the a Fuzz space Duster. Duster. Yeah, the yeah Fuzz, Fuzz Duster. Duster. That's a okay. dumbass name. Space Blood's way cooler. Amen. <laughs> so half yeah. Super Fuzz, half Space Blood. Do you hear that Elysian marketing team? Dust. Somebody could use uh, an extra gig for some, uh, some ideas over there. Space the idea Blood. man's at work. Um, yeah, when you get cracking, I'm fucking cracking. <laughs> <laughs> get a couple space bloods in you, then you're really cracking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, I bet I can fit both of those beers in here when that head cools down. I probably. Yeah, you pour like I do. That's irresponsible. Yeah, the first one worked out really good when I got mm -hmm. to the half point, but not the second, the second one. Was no you good. got lazy on that backside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's an interesting thing. Time will tell how these court things will work out, and then ultimately we won't really know until actually the primary date comes along. Once they start printing the ballots out in every state, then we'll really know. But 
Um, as far as I'm concerned at this point, is everything kind of maintains status quo. T-Dog's the guy, and that's just going to be the way it is. And if but there's you... some weird fuckery that goes on at the party level, right? because ultimately the party gets to choose who their candidate right. is. And that's what you were saying, is you're not convinced that he will because... Not 100%. Shit. This is Kevin. Haven't used my girlfriend's account because my phone died. How's it going? Kevin! Kevin! We gave you... I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> we gave you a fast <laughs> shout-out uh, in the first part of the show. We yep. did a Let Me Ask You This that was based on your post yesterday, just like I told you about. We did talk about you some more. We have some things planned for you in the future. Stay tuned. We will stay Indeed. connected. And also, Kevin, I can watch you chop wood on repeat four hours at a time. I think I might just put that... I got to cut that thing out and just make it a clip and just have it repeat on YouTube because that's like great bro. motivational fucking background shit. Put some cool music to it. Let's go. Kevin, if you, oh my God, if you do that video with a voiceover of you reading <gasps> that, we'll put it up as a short on YouTube. Oh my God. I'm telling you that right now. Oh my God. We'll put it up as a short on YouTube. We'll put it up on our Instagram. It's yours, obviously. So do what you want. But if you do that for us, we will put it up as short on YouTube. That would be one hundred percent because oh, it's. Yeah. We'll do all the production. We'll help you out in any way we possibly can. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We'll do it because I just I need that in my life. Yeah, even if you just audio record it, we'll fucking make the video. Dude. Audio record it, send us the audio file. That's a better deal. There it is. <laughs> audio record it, send us the file. That's a way better deal. If you put all the work, we'll use it. That's a way better deal. If you. <laughs> He's the talent, bro. He's the That's talent. Hilarious. He just has to do his part, and yes. then we'll make it a beautiful yeah. thing. If you audio record your statement from from that post, mm. then we will put it together, and we'll make a video of it. That'd be so fucking yeah. awesome. And I'll put some dope-ass music underneath of it, real chill, and just yeah. real fucking intense. Just, oh, because I got Quiet a nice... Quiet enough, you can still hear the chops. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Next nice day. Or No. Wait till it fucking snows. Oh, wait. He's in California. Don't snow it out there. Never mind. He's in Northern California, though, I think. So I don't know. Yeah. Wait for just good day to maybe raining. And I think he's kind of in the mountains, too. I mean, it looks like it. I sure looks like it. He's got kinda, some nice vegetation around there. He does get snow. I remember him yeah. getting snow last year. Oh, yeah. It snows here. Fuck. <laughs> tapping into Kevin. Ooh, I'm tapping into Kevin. <laughs> yeah, because I could just. Out in the snow, dude, just chopping wood like that, hearing that, and then his voice just narrating that um, the text that he wrote. Yeah, dude, that was fucking powerful, yeah. man. I see Kevin's shit all the time on Instagram. I stay tapped into Kevin. I've been trying to get more in, into Instagram. I've been. It's very different than Twitter. I'm not used to it. <laughs> it's very it's uncomfortable. Different. I don't like my feed, so I'm trying to like things and trying to get my feed where I want it to be. Yeah, but it's tough right now. Whoa. I got a lot of like. Model building shit and like real so, super nerdy stuff. Also, if you tap on at the top the Instagram logo, um, you can click on that and mm -hmm. you can go from your curated feed to your following, just like on Twitter. So, yeah, if you tap on that says Instagram with a little logo next to it, oh, so click on your following, then that's all the people you're following. That's just your straight timeline. I did not know that. that'll help you with your algorithm. Interesting. Yeah. Go through that more like that shit and more of that shit once you open your algorithm. Very nice. Yeah. Thanks for the hot tip, bud. Yeah. The explore page is very intuitive, too. Like, mm -hmm. it picks up pretty quick. If you, you like one picture of some titties, you're going to see all titties all day. So, 
it don't take long to adjust your algorithm <laughs> my, on Instagram. I, I, I did put in some work to make sure that's not what my algorithm <laughs> is anymore. Because at one point it was. Me and my brother sitting in a duck blind having it's beers and smoking It's harder to weed it out than it is to get it in there. It's uh-huh. the weirdest thing, you it's, know? Exactly. You, you like a few things and that's all you get. Yeah. And then you have to really negate the other side of that algorithm for a you minute. You have to ignore about 90 million things before it's like, okay, maybe he really doesn't want this yes, shit. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, get that shit away from me, dude. <laughs> But man, I appreciate the Instagram booby and butt pics as much as the next person, but also that shit's gross. I don't like that stuff anymore, man. Yeah. It's like, it's all this manicured, gross, like, it's very exploitative. I just am very uncomfortable with it these days. I don't know why. I feel like I took a turn in my life where I was all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't appreciate this anymore. I like natural beauty. Natural beauty's dope. Yeah. But none of this Instagram model bullshit. I'm not into that. It's not my thing no more. Yeah. I feel like I've officially reached old man status. Until I get to another super old man, then I'm just back to plastic and everything's cool because that's just what dudes, yeah. old guys there's like, all like that, a, right? There's a very interesting duality to it. Um, my morals say no, but my, my heart says yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there's like, you know, depending on where you're at in your brain, like you'll justify it to yourself or not because they're, I don't know, I... I mm-hmm. It's difficult for me to place like a moral right and wrong on it, you know, because it's a choice of consenting adults like all around, you know. And so I can't say that somebody is like wrong for doing it because there isn't anything inherently morally negative about it, um, especially because I don't have like any theological limitations that mm-hmm. would that would lead me in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um so I just know that there, you know, there are questions about the industry depending on what you're looking at and like motivations and all kinds of stuff that mm-hmm. if you think like about. Like Kevin says, there's, he, it's purely so, for uh, inspiration. What does he say? I can't read that. Aspiration reasons. So Indeed. if it, um, it's very complicated. There's a difference a, between like a, huge... a hot chick doing a legit workout video and a hot chick doing a fake workout video. I mean, I mean, even a difference between like watching standard pornography and like like subscribing to an OnlyFans or something. You know, oh, like there's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. there's a yeah. uh, a difference where if you've been uncomfortable with like standard porn because of the industry and all the whatever, you know, then you're gonna but go it, more home style. But if you and, go to OnlyFans yeah. and you're like, oh well, this is okay because you know they're like making it themselves and they're blah 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 and they're like whatever and that's that's like what i'm talking like that's Mm -hmm. not you're inherently wrong for doing that but there's like yeah there are just other layers to that depending on how deep you go in your in your intellect or in your your inspections right yeah then then you can like really feel uncomfortable about it you know Uh and so like i'm you know me i'm a huge i'm a pretty big simp for lauren compton yeah right but and she's open about having her only fans but i'm not going to go down that road yeah no i just watch her on her show on ymh (laughs) it's great Apparently, she also does comedy. I haven't seen any of those. I'd like to see her do I comedy, watched, but I don't I like know. one of her clips on YouTube. She was okay. Yeah. You know, people dabble. She's all right. It's fine. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't give anybody shit for doing comedy. That sucks because I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. No, go for it. Dude. You've talked about it. There, uh, yeah. But then I thought about it and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> There's no way. I'll go see a comedy show. But like all the dudes that go up there and kill theory. Tony. When, when they pick out somebody from the audience, like that's like, dude, and then the gut, and then occasionally somebody gets up there and fucking kills for a minute. I'm like, that's insane to me. Yeah. I'm fucking nuts. But anyways, back to, uh, let's talk about presidents some more. 
Um, I want to talk to you about something that mm -hmm. we didn't get to talk about last time, Ooh, um, and it's okay. RFK and his issues with the DNC. Gotcha. Right? Because um, I know that I've mentioned This sounds like them. a nice avenue. I know that I've mentioned them a bunch of times on the show, but I've mm -hmm. not ever come with articles. And I had one last time, and it just didn't. It didn't matter, it didn't but it fit. didn't. No, it just didn't fit in what we're talking about. Um, it's this funny, one, in retrospect, before you get started, that it's surprising that when you, because we did with Josh, I think it was an eight and a half hour eight stream half total, hours. minus all the breaks, but. Um, it was 7.55. The audio was 7.55 okay. when I uploaded it so on Monday. So it's a fucking eight-hour fucking conversation that we're having. Yeah. And it's weird how even in an eight-hour conversation, it seems weird to most people that aren't having regular conversations. Yeah. Particularly at that length. So you go, well, how did you not find time to talk about this? But there's so much. Every single episode we do, there's stuff left on the table. Every single time, never fail. For Israel, I pulled almost all the discussion questions I had from last week and put them in this week's notes <laughs> because I didn't have, I, we didn't talk about any of them. Yeah. Part of it because I was like upstairs and doing a lot of that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. But um, we just didn't, mm -hmm. just didn't have didn't, time. Yeah, just know? didn't get into it. Yeah. Strange. So uh, RFK, been pulling very well mm -hmm. ever since he left uh, the, the DNC. Pulling like 20%, I think, in general polls, pulling which numbers, for a third-party candidate is huge. Nuts. Because the... Because he went up after he left the mm -hmm. DNC. After he started okay. out as independent, he gained in the polls. Yes, which makes sense to me. But so let's hit this article and let's see. Because I have some avenues that I'd like yeah. to explore, but yeah. I don't want to. Uh, and I sent it to you also if you want to pull it up. It's from the Washington Examiner, mm. which does lean conservative, um, but I find to still be fine reporting. Um, this is from September 13th. Um, and so this one's a little bit, like I said, I've talked about it a few times, at mm -hmm. least two or three episodes and just haven't come with articles cause it's come up like just in conversation. I've not yeah. planned it. So this article is called RFK junior blast DNC for turning primary rules and schedule against him to thwart his candidacy. You don't say. Democratic presidential candidate RF Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is blasting the DNC for for not wanting a real primary and turning the rules and schedule against him in favor of President Joe Biden. Kennedy said in a Wednesday op-ed for the Wall Street Journal that the DNC is willing to disenfranchise Democratic voters for choosing their nominee by refusing to host debates and stacking the primary schedule in Biden's favor. Pause button. Let's talk about this real quick. Generally speaking, whenever there is a president that is um, coming to an end of his first term, Whatever party he is, belongs to, they do not run a primary unless there's some wild candidate out there that goes, no, I'm going to try to primary you out of office because I don't like this. This is it does not happen very often what RFK Jr. is doing. Correct. Right. And so does this seem. From the Democratic Party in particular, it seems very undemocratic to not always have a primary yes. going yes. and then. And, and to have any kind of pushback against that. Especially if you have a candidate who's polling well. Like if yes. he's polling at 10%, he should be on the stage because that's whatever the threshold is. If he's passing what the threshold is originally for a primary, then you should have a primary. Mm -hmm. If someone is polling enough that they would be in a, in a regular year where there isn't an incumbent in, in the office, yeah. where they would qualify for a primary, then you should have one. That's so if, what I think. So if Biden's current polling is, say... 18% and RFK Jr. is pulling at 20%, you got to have a primary, primary at that point. I, I even mean if now, reg, irregardless of Joe Biden, if mm -hmm. RFK is polling enough, I don't if know he's if pulling Irregardless is a word. If, sorry, if regardless of, um, <laughs> you're sorry. a dick. <laughs> sorry. Of whether or not RFK, if. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to throw you off. 
So regardless of whether or not RFK is pulling at... No. 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 Damn it. Well, keep your fucking mouth shut and this won't happen. Just don't want you to soccer Regardless yourself. of whether or not... I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it doesn't matter if Joe Biden is pulling... Whatever he's pulling at. Uh-huh. If RFK is pulling enough that he would qualify for a primary debate, then gotcha. they should hold a primary. So if, Yeah, so it's not the level of, but if you meet a... The, if there's another yeah, candidate that like Whenever you had your last primary, yes. whatever your last rules were, if you meet that threshold... That should trigger the primary. Then you at that should point. hold the primary. So yes. even if you're pulling high, and the other guy's pulling high too, as long as you meet the primary, like say like the last primary threshold. Yes, gotcha. Then you should hold the primary. That's what that I seems think. pretty commonsensical. I mean that that would it seems like a very democratic way to do it. Yes, 100%. because if that's happening, then there's enough question with whoever the incumbent is that there should be at least a debate about what's happening. Yes, you know, and it shouldn't just be an inner party debate. No, it should just be. Hey, I identify as a Republican. I am a registered rep- or Democrat. I'm a registered Democrat. I don't like this guy. He his poll numbers are way way down. I'm going to try to go out and get support, and then boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, I'm qualifying for what yes. I would have qualified for last primary. Now let's have a talk. Yes, that that seems like a more uh, of for by the people type. Even of situation. if you want to use because they do like three debates, or whatever usually, and the threshold mm-hmm. for polling goes up. Yeah. <clears throat> Even if you want to use the third debate threshold, you know, because that's yeah, a, like high whatever bar. ten, fifteen, whatever the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. You want to use the highest bar. They're reaching that. You should be having a primary. You yeah. should at least be having fucking debates about what's happening. And if he's hitting twenty percent. There's yes. zero excuse for that to it happen. It's totally incumbent upon you to have a primary. Yeah. If they're polling at a fifth of what the party is, you need yeah. to be having a debate about what's going on. I mean, and dude, if your party in particular is the, you know, it's the for the protection of our democracy, yes. like yes, and you're you're just saying fuck you. You're total hypocrites for not doing it. You gotta, you have to do that. Yes. Oh, but we might lose power. <clears throat> Too fucking bad. Isn't that how the system works? Isn't, well, isn't that the way the system's supposed to work? Yeah. <laughs> That's the way you advocated for it to work, so maybe right. you should just do what you say. Um, so keep on this article real quick. He pointed the DNC's decision to replace New Hampshire with South Carolina as the first in the nation demo- Democratic primary state. Biden won South Carolina in 2020, but he lost New Hampshire yeah. and Iowa that year. Yep. South Carolina's primary will occur on February 3rd, 2024. New Hampshire will move to second place and share a primary date of February 6th with Nevada. The DNC Rules and Bylaws Committee said New Hampshire needed to overhaul its voting laws to secure the second primary date, as New Hampshire laws state that Republican and Democratic parties must be held on the same date. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the Granite State could see the nomination convention decline to recognize its delegates in the voting process, according to the Boston Globe. The committees made similar demands of Iowa, which holds the caucuses before any state's primaries. That is so fucked up. Yes. On so many levels. Yes. They are actively fucking with the order of the primary states to try and keep RFK out of the primaries. That's... And I mean, like, and that's to a level that I didn't really comprehend. That yes. is ultra fucking dark, yes. dude. There is, <clears throat> there is more. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's more. It's already fucking dark. New Hampshire has not made any changes to the law as of Wednesday, despite multiple deadline extensions. And Republican Secretary of State David Scanlon reiterated his position that New Hampshire would remain the first in the nation primary on Wednesday. Some of these states, and it might be New Hampshire, have like state laws that say we have to be the first. It's in their constitution, I believe. Yes, and so the DNC is fucking everybody over by trying to change the order the way these things happen. And I'd have to look into it more, but like... I don't know how you as a state to be like, we're going to put it in our state constitution to be like, this <laughs> work first. 
Fuck you, dude. You're New Hampshire. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Go it's away. weird. That's super weird. But either way. State law allows Scanlon's sole authority to schedule the primary, which he has not yet done. But on Wednesday, he announced that candidates can sign up between October 11th and October 27th. However, Kennedy said the ramifications of entering an unauthorized, unauthorized primary contest could be significant for his campaign. Quote, the DNC has drafted rules that if candidates run in an unsanctioned primary in New Hampshire, the DNC chairman has powers to punish them for not following the official calendar. Regardless of margin of victory, such a candidate would receive zero delegates. Dude, another example of how it is not the people that elect our leaders. Yes. This is, this is the party putting its fucking boot down and said, no, 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 no. So even if We, got... the DNC, are in charge of how we get to choose your elected official for you. Even if he got all of the delegates, even if even if RFK got all, all of the of delegates in New Hampshire, but they didn't sort, New Hampshire hadn't sorted themselves with the DNC, then RFK would get zero, zero delegates. They would take all of his delegates and just give them to Joe Biden. Because they have to go to someone. They don't just go nowhere. They democracy, have to go to someone. Democracy dies in darkness, baby. Yes. Fuck. South God. Carolina hasn't backed a Democratic candidate since 1976, leading some to argue that the party shouldn't be concentrating so many early primary resources there. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. Kennedy claimed that he is also facing the hurdle of superdelegates. We've talked about this a million times. Yep. He called party leaders and elected officials, or PLEOs. The DNC Plios. voted in 2018 party leaders and officials. Party Plios. leaders and extended officials. Do you see yep. that? The acronym. The DNC voted in 2018 to remove some superdelegates from the first round of voting, so as to not infringe on the people's votes. <laughs> yes, because no official will likely dare provoke the wrath of the DNC by pledging to me. Only DNC-approved candidates will get any pleos. Their net effect will be to impose the party insiders' will on Democratic voters, Kennedy said. Assuming no pleo blacks me, backs me, I, will, well, I would have to win more than 70% of regular delegates to beat Mr. Biden. And we've talked Ooh. about that, right? So superdelegates are, and I'm going to look it up so that we can read exactly what okay. it is because I've explained it a bunch of times. Yeah. But, it's, but if um, I remember contextually while you look it up, if I remember correctly, a superdelegate will vote with the party no matter what happens because the party said so, regardless of how the vote works out. And then regular delegates can go back and forth. A non-elected, a superdelegate is, so, okay, so I will answer your question first. A delegate who is elected by the party has to pledge their vote the way that the state has voted. However, their voters have, mm -hmm. have said that's where the delegate has to place their vote at. Mm -hmm. A superdelegate, by contrast, a non-elected delegate, which all, oftentimes these are people who either are current representatives or retired representatives or senators, things like yeah. that. Those are superdelegates. They're deep, right? they're, they're deep throwing they're the party, party insiders. at that point. The non-elected delegate to a presidential nominating convention, usually an office holder or influential party leader, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure that Patty Murray is a superdelegate. I'm pretty sure that Derek Kilmer is a superdelegate. I'm pretty sure. Um, it would make sense. Who is not pledged to support any particular candidate. That means they can throw their support any way they want. They don't have to listen to your votes. Mm -hmm. They can support anyone they want. Because and at that point, it's just whatever the party decides their candidate wants to be. Yes. Then all the super delegates do that. And I'm also fairly certain the DNC is the only party that has this. Which is, that's what throws a wrench into my GOP thing with Trump. It's because I don't, without super delegates on the GOP, delegates can go both ways and they can they're probably going to go where the popular vote goes. And they make up slightly under 15% of the convention delegates. 15% is not a small number. No, over 10 is yeah. not a small number. Exactly. One is too You're many, to be perfectly honest. You're in double digits of the amount of, 
of what you can sway there. Oh, it seems very undemocratic. Yes. From the Democratic Party. I just, I fucking hate these people so much. The Democratic candidates of the DNC seems to have forgotten the purpose of the modern primary system, which is to replace backroom crony politics with a transparent democratic process. He said <laughs> his campaign has contacted the DNC to ask for information about the candidate selection process. Kennedy said his campaign sent two letters this week asking to meet the DNC chairman, Jamie Harrison, to discuss voting rights and claims he is not in any communication with the party since June. We live in a time when a growing number of Americans think that democracy is broken and the political system is rigged, Kennedy said. The DNC's recent actions confirm this outlook. It will be better serve America to run a fair and free primary election. Be nice. It would certainly be nice. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. Oh, which is so that ultimately, because when did this come out? You said this was in September. September, yeah. Because he switched to an independent run. I think early in, October. Yeah. And that was like, okay, we're not. We can't be doing with this anymore. We have to just go independent at this point because otherwise, and then bing, bang, boom. As soon as he switches independent, his numbers go. His numbers were strong already as a Democratic candidate. Yeah. And there's a the big question here with RFK Jr., right, um, that I've been hearing through all the pundits lately is who's he going to pull more votes from? Is he going to pull more votes from the Dems or is he going to pull mo more votes from the Repubs? What do we got down there? Oh, Kevin says Demo Democrats are just communists at this point. Let's be honest. That's why the DNC keeps saying we are a democracy and we are a constitutional republic. As far as the DNC goes, you're yeah. yes. That's you're this not is, wrong. This is the way the Politburo used to work. Yes, that's the way. I mean, it's it's right out of the pages of fucking history. Dude. Yes, it's pretty disgusting. As far as the DNC, you're not wrong at all. I wouldn't put it on like individual mm -hmm. voters. There are a lot of communists within the Democratic Party. There you're not wrong about that either. Yeah. I wouldn't put it on any, any individual Democrat without giving evidence for it. But as far as the party goes, you are not wrong. You yep. are very, very correct about that. This is how that worked. I mean, this is how authoritarians always work. Usually, this, you, you be authoritarian is brought up through a party. And the party backs the authoritarian, and then the party curtails the rules to ensure that they just maintain power. That's that's the way it goes. Yes. I don't see this any different. This is very, very reminiscent of the the Soviet Politburo. Very, very reminiscent of it. And it doesn't surprise me at all to have it kind of flushed out through an independent candidate like that. But ultimately, RFK, not a fan, ultimately. I, I was interested in him at, at first because of some of the things he was talking about. Um, I'm so-so on RFK. Yeah. There's a lot of shit he says that I don't like. Um, There's a lot of things in his history I don't like. And just because he may not be talking about them now doesn't mean he's changed his views on those. I mean, his like entire what? career was built on being like an environmental, like an extreme environmental activist. And a, he's hugely anti-fucking assault weapon. Yes. Big time. Those things don't go away just because you're not talking about them. Right. His entire career, like he's a... I guarantee you he would back like a whole hard push into EVs and a massive change to our, our our energy infrastructure. Yeah. And then on top of that, he's definitely a gun grabber. A thousand percent. He well, would wait for the right time. The stuff that I had heard him say about it was that if like an assault weapons ban reached his desk, he would sign it. And I, I'm not defending that because I yeah. talked about that when Josh was here. That that's that's a, obviously a big hang up for me. That's, that's gonna, a game changer for it's me. It's going to be a problem, because, right? Because odds are especially now the Republicans are not going to be in any form of power at the end of the next election, except for maybe the executive office, maybe. Um, mm. But like Congress, I, whew, with 
regular folks who don't pay attention to shit and are just like hardcore Trumpers that are going to vote for Trump, might win him an electoral college victory. They're not going to, looking at the House and the complete fucking civil war that's been taking place in the GOP, the number of people that are fucking leaving, the old neocons, no neocon is going to support a hardcore Trump guy. Joe Kent, down in southwestern Washington, he's not winning a fucking neocon vote. He's winning the Trumper votes. That's the only way he can ever get into power is by winning, like, Trump people and maybe some Democrats that don't like the establishment. Maybe, right? There's a little crossover there, but there's absolutely no way. There's too much civil war and disarray going on in the generalized Republican Party to get, I mean, the red wave that was supposed to happen during the midterms. Right. That was that was nothing. You and know, it's the those, Senate was those, a huge issue. I mean, those two no different way. ideologies aren't concentrated enough in different pockets of the yes. country. Like and it's this is spread out just across where broadly in the party, there are the two different things. But it's not yes. like you have pockets of pro-Trumpers and pockets of neocons and like in specific districts enough mm-hmm. to get those people up there. They're they're very spread out. A hundred percent. And there's like there's a reason I was talking about. Uh, oh, I think I wrote a piece on this at one point trying to remember trying to remember because you might have a ton of republicans but they're not all going to be pro-trumpers i think the mistake of the MAGA movement was trying to identify every republican and call them a rhino when they're the true rhinos they're the insurgent party in the republicans they're the ones that came in kicked the door in, and said we're the freedom caucus we're the tea partiers we're the minority but we are the true republicans and then called every other neocon which is what the GOP had been for so long. Right. That was, that is a Republican. That's a fucking Republican. Somebody who wants to go to war and wants to make the industrial complex a bunch of money and grow government and continue to hold on power and fuck everybody else in the meantime and just give tax break, fuck the little people, give tax breaks to the big guys, trickle down economics. That's, that's a Republican. Trump never was a Republican. Right. Until he ran for fucking president and became one. He is the rhino. He, it's a different thing. He's not he a Republican. He's a MAGA guy. But he also pulled conservatives who would never identify as anything other than a Republican. Exactly. Because there was a brand new conversation that right. came up in the phrase. So this is the problem with the insurgency of the movement trying to take over the GOP. It's very similar to the Mises caucus take over the Libertarian Party. Very, very similar to that, except they actually were... It's a small enough party and nobody gives a shit about it. Right. So they were able to actually do it. They're not going to be able to hold on to power anymore. They're about to lose everything now that... Dave Smith kind of made a decision and essentially destroyed the entire party. But And if we had more than two parties, there wouldn't be this chaos in the Republican Party itself because Trump may not have ever had to make this move, this step into the Republican Party to win the presidency. Like he could very well have done it through. He could have gotten enough like popular a, vote a and then coalition, a coalition of, government. Right. Yes, right. he could have done that. And that, that would have been fine. Because more people would have gone, I'm not going to be a part of the GOP right. anymore. I'm going to go to the MAGA party now. I'm going to move right. over there in that kind of parliamentary shift. Ultimately, that doesn't work out, I don't think, in the long run. It doesn't help anybody because whatever party just gains more power just becomes the same governmental apparatchik machine that just still does the same evil that all the other parties do. It really doesn't matter. But this is, I think, the overall problem here. Is RFK attempted to do the same thing with the DNC was unable to because the machine's too powerful, had to go outside. 
I don't know if Trump would have won the last election, would have become president if he would have done the same thing and ran as an independent, but it sure would have fucking hurt. But this is one of the major problems. I don't see the GOP maintaining power in the next election because they're too fractured. They're too torn apart. Too many registered Republicans hate other registered Republicans because right. they see them as having completely different worldviews that there is very, very little to identify with. A, a, the neocon Republicans cannot relate to the MAGA Republicans. They just can't. And that, that's going to take time to work out. One party is going to win eventually, and they'll, they'll take over the GOP in some grand scale. I would assume it's probably going to be the more populist MAGA movement because of all the old neocons that are just saying, like, I'm not going to deal with it anymore. I'm retiring. I'm just getting out of the game. But we won't really truly see that until the next election to see what, what the House makeup is going to look like. Is there going to be – is the Matt Gates folks, are they going to grow in power or are they going to get smaller? Only see, time's going to tell. So this is where I got to push back on you about the multiple parties thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think that the positive to more parties mm -hmm. is – an increase in freedom of affiliation, right? That if it's you're true. down for the MAGA party, but then for when Donald Trump is president and then the MAGA party, you're because you were talking about how they're just going to keep concentrating power, right? Mm. But if the MAGA party doesn't have that half, if they have 23% or whatever, 25%, always right? maintain that no. rough numbers. No, no, okay. no. If they're doing that, but then Donald Trump is no longer the head of that party and they have somebody else who's a fucking Vivek is then the head of the MAGA party, right? And people don't like that. There are three other conservative parties that are varying degrees of conservative that they can realign with and remove that concentration of power from the MAGA party. So they have to stay on their shit if they're going to keep gaining. And if yeah. they waver, if they shift at all, which they're going to because no two people are the same. So as yeah. soon as you have a different head of that party, it's going to be different. Yeah. You're going to lose the fame thing. You're going to lose voters. They're going to yeah. go to a different member, a different part of the conservative portion of wing of yeah. politics. If there's more tents to go on to, if there's more tents to go to under the broad conservative tent you're going to go to the one that best identifies and with you. And you have to stay as an individual mm -hmm. party, a parliamentary party, right, in this mm -hmm. instance. You have to stay truer to what your values are because people will leave if you don't. If you start to yes. misalign from why the reasons they went there, they will find somebody else mm -hmm. who further aligns with them. And you won't be able to, in, in the process of trying to form a coalition government, you won't be able to just do what you want. You'll have to work with these other parties in the conservative wing yeah. that now more people are aligned with. So not only do you have to listen to them, you really have to listen to them because you just lost a bunch of your fucking voters to them. That's true. No, that's a very, very good point. Very, very good point. And I mean, I, I think actually, to be honest, at, at any point now, anything other than the two is going to be better I because really... there's too much power. To, there's too much power concentrated in these two parties. And that's to my earlier point, that might be a way to start pulling away power from these two parties is we need to get. And I know, I don't know how the, the logistics of the rules actually go with the two party system, right? If we're going to stick with the two parties, we need to focus on like the caucuses and like that being minor parties. That needs to be way more important. A hundred percent. But I don't think people even understand. And then part yeah. of it, I think part of it is 
imprecision of language, right? Mm -hmm. You have the caucuses process in certain fucking states like Iowa and stuff like that. Yes. And then you have caucuses within the different parties. Yeah. If you're not tapped in, you're not even going to know that those are two different things. What the fuck is a caucus? What the fuck Who's, is a caucus? Exactly. What does that mean? Because you're saying it over here in Iowa, you have to go and stand in a room in different fucking parts of it. And over yep. here, it's different people who think differently within the Republican Party. What let's, the fuck does that mean? Let's do baseball language. We have major parties. We have minor parties. Precisely. Let's do that. Let's Precisely. do that. And Quit the caucus shit. Uh, yeah. You're, you're the minor party of the MAGA, the minor party of whatever the fuck. Yeah. So and part then, of it, yeah. I think, is a language thing that they just there's an imprecision of language that doesn't mm -hmm. lend to people understanding people who cursory political watchers you know which is the vast are, majority of the people. vast majority of the people yeah. are not going to even understand what the differences are yeah. you know and that's why jimmy fallon and fucking jimmy kimmel could do all these funny things when they're on the street and they're asking people about like questions about the constitution because blah, blah, oh, blah. Yeah. people literally don't fucking know not only are you not taught that you have no reason to remember it afterwards even if you were taught that Yep. Because no one's fucking asking you. Yeah. No one's trying to get you to still understand that. They're just telling you to show up and punch a fucking hole through a piece of paper and put it in a box. Yep. That's what they're telling you to do. That's all. And you're like, yeah, I'll go do that every two to four years. That's fine. Precisely. Yeah. So no one – and that's that lends to – that's for mm -hmm. their benefit, for you to not understand what's going on because then you don't know. They can mm -hmm. just take advantage of the situation because you literally don't understand what's happening. They I can like give this. you half-truths and partial information to lead you down the direction they want to just yep. get can you to punch that hole in the and piece of paper. that's what they're good at. They're already good at that anyway. It's literally their whole job. Yeah. Oh, that's so gross. So yeah, no, that's, I, that I think is part of it. And I'm down with this. I'm down with this um, th this idea. I like that yes, a lot more. Because I've, I've, I've made similar arguments for the multiple party thing to also the strengthening of the caucuses. Just like we need – people need yeah. to be harder about this caucus thing. Like you need to yeah. – like, yeah, we're Republican, but really we're the Freedom Caucus. Like this is really what we fuck with is the Freedom Caucus, yeah. you know. and. FC all day, fuck the Republicans. And the reason they don't, right? Because it would be up to essentially the members to go out and try to make those points, to try to identify as a member of the Freedom Party. I'm a member of the Freedom Party. I'm Matt yeah. Gates. I'm a member of the Freedom Party. Who and we work very closely with the GOP. We identify with them more than those evil Democrats or whatever. Right. And if they were able to better identify better use their language to suit that over time, that would become just proper. It would just become standard nomenclature, and everybody just would be know what it. it is. Yeah, exactly. And then, but yeah, that would take time. But that's the way government's supposed to work. Time and it's balls. And it would take balls. Yes, it would take balls, and it would take. I hate this term, but grassroots. Yeah, because who controls who gets elected? The Speaker of the House. Right. He controls who gets money for whatever fucking part, whatever race is going on. Right. That's as disgusting as that sounds. That that person's position in government is also reflective of their status in the overall party. Right. And so you would need enough power and support in those individual caucuses for the RNC, the DNC to have mm -hmm. no choice but to engage with them and like. Indeed. And acknowledge them. That yeah. you have to have that solid like ten percent or whatever of mm -hmm. Republicans that are like hard fucking Freedom Caucus people for those candidates, or like for them to have such overwhelming victories in those districts or whatever. You know, to yeah. be like, I'm not going anywhere. I am in fact part of this party. You have no choice but to acknowledge our existence and the sway that we have here because yeah. this is how many votes we have in your party that are for the Freedom Caucus. You yes. know. That's now, like, that's what would be required for that type of thing. So I don't know. I don't know. They're going to do what the DNC is doing. It's exactly. Like, oh, fuck you. you exactly. Know? I mean, it's what happened to fucking Bernie Sanders last time. And 
all that shit. I and mean, part it, of that is, is characteristics of the DNC. That that is, it is they're uniquely real crafted as a communist venture for them yes. to be able to do what they want. This is very the true. Republicans are a little by by the at least the shit that they say a little more strong yeah. to like the rules and the constitution. <laughs> That's so funny. So. What would you think about this, right? Because I don't know all the ins and outs. We haven't done a deep dive on PACs. But if we were to spend in the political process to get rid of PACs altogether, particularly super PACs, money, political action any money given to any political candidate has to be cut off at a certain, at a certain level, period, full stop. That's all you can do. None of this fucking... Um, uh, the, the, the Sam Bankman Freed shit? None of that Sam Bankman Freed. Thank God that motherfucker's going to jail for life, by the Hemp way. Up. That's going to be awesome. Um, but if you were to remove the influence of all PACs and super PACs from the political process, I feel like you're leveling the game. Yes. The playing field. Yes. Unfortunately, because of the way that money can be funneled through those things, yes, yes, because you probably have fucking candidates donating to their own, yeah, you know, I mean, a thousand percent. I mean, there's no and campaigns, then, and especially because even if you let's say I'm going to make a million dollar donation to this one super PAC that's going to just turn around and give me that million dollars again because I can't give myself a million dollars, yeah, because it's we'll say the caps at twenty five hundred bucks per candidate. Okay, cool. Maybe you make that like a monthly thing that way because shit costs so much money to do anything anymore so like we have to be able to raise a decent amount of money but like so either you alter the cap or you change the rules and what how you can give money to candidates right um but then disband the entire ability for a pack to be formed a super pack all those things go away so you could still get money you have to campaign just as hard you're still just as bidding not running the country and going out campaigning because None of them run the country. They all just campaign for money, and that's just how that goes. And if you raise enough money, then you get reelected next year. That's yeah. the way that goes. So if you cut that off, that helps the money problem. It makes people draw deeper alliances with other, say, minor party members that you relate to. So you, I, you campaign more on ideological levels to get closer to your voters that way that are more apt to give you 10 or 20 bucks principles and policies exactly yeah um that might be more of a a solution-based approach to this <clears throat> there is no question in my mind that the system would be more representative of the will of the people mm -hmm. if super PACs and PACs were removed from the equation you might get closer to a, a, a democratic process that way yes and and by removing the influence of the PACs and super PACs you're also kneecapping the overall power of the, the, the party itself. Yes. Puts more power into the candidates themselves and their own particular campaigns. And they have to focus on individuals. Yeah. No more of these fucking giant mm -hmm. corporate fucking Yeah. Which I think charities are also uh, gives way fundraisers. More, way more room for other minor parties to prop themselves up. Minor pockets at the very least. Yeah. yeah. For sure. No, I, I fucking like this idea. This is good. Yeah. Solutions based. I like that approach. That is very... You've swayed me, my friend. You've swayed me. Thanks for the pushback. I really... Even though know, I did call you out on your sagarism. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> as far as fucking, um, like, actual politics goes, mm -hmm. you know, I really think that's that's the solution. That would, that's, be, that would, that would kneecap the motherfuckers real hard. Yeah. That would be a big one. And uh, it's it's 
to me, again, it goes back to like an obstacles thing. You know, there's so much individual responsibility involved in that yeah. that you have to go back to when, when people first got to vote, you got to have everybody feeling like that. Yeah, they're like, oh, I'm fucking voting. Like, oh, I am fucking voting. And there's <laughs> nothing you can do about it. You need everybody to be on that energy. Yeah. That's the only way that works is for everyone to like actually give a fuck about their yeah. vote and what it means. You know? Yeah, we need so that, that that level of the free state of Jones level voting. Yeah, great yes. fucking movie by the way. You need you need it to be the point that when you have people like us saying voting doesn't matter. Most people are like, you're fucking wrong. It does matter. Yes. No one can argue now that it does matter. That's why we say that shit is because w what it does, your one fucking vote in the system that actively chooses to ignore and goes out of its way to ignore every fucking vote that it can, yours matters. That's what you think? What you really? Think? <laughs> I bet. I bet it fucking does. All right, system. Prove us wrong. Yeah. Let's go. Precisely. That's why we say this is because you literally, you can't prove me wrong. All you can be... do is make some fucking mm. ethereal argument about the country and how much democracy matters yeah. and it's respected and people have died for this and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But does it matter though? Does it matter? Can you, can you prove to me factually that your system is fucking strong, that it can't be penetrated, that it isn't fucked with, yeah. that there isn't rampant fraud? Can you prove that to me? You can't is the thing. Yep. So and that would get us so much closer to like the the true meaning behind the makeup and process of the government written down in the in the actual constitution. That would get us so much closer to that. And the the only problem being it's a real big machine to try to fight that because those parties are not going to go willingly. Some revolutionary shit. Let's political go. revolution. Political revolution, G. which requires an intellectual revolution. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Some really cool guy, uh, Dave Smith, told me that. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> oh, oh, but let me funny. lament real quick to, yeah. the, to the death of the Libertarian Party, dude. Um, because, dude, I've been watching this. Sorry, guys. Saw it coming. You saw it coming. <laughs> yes, you did see it coming, man. Because they, uh, man. I don't it know was, what was up my ass that day at work when you asked me about it. I don't know like, why. Fuck the god. I was libertarians, like dude. already actively <laughs> upset about something. I don't know what it was. But yeah, then you asked me about it. I was like, let me tell you why the fucking libertarians are going to lose forever. Yes. <laughs> it was awesome. I said this once, and then I said I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was fucking right the first time. Those yeah. motherfuckers are going to lose forever. Dude, because I've been, I've been pretty tapped in for a minute, right? You I have think, been. Really? brought you back too. She really she did, man. The... She did. She really did, and, and she had me a believer again for a minute. And I think it's because she's so cool. She's, she's very, very cool. cool. And so the fact that she's she would cool. like, you know, potentially be involved in that, like, oh my god, maybe yes. they like have their shit together. Yes. And unfortunately, the I didn't realize the depths of the the drama that um, actually went down during the Mises Caucus takeover, right? Because the Libertarian Party has been just this fucking money laundering scheme for these people to make money doing their politics and just never go anywhere or have any change right there's been some very interesting local level stuff but that's mostly since the Mises caucus took over individual representatives and stuff that are yes. libertarians yeah individual representatives mostly on a state level yeah um and that's because when uh michael heist is the guy i think it's michael heist um he was the 
the brains behind the entire Mises Caucus takeover. He was the founder of the Mises Caucus. He just took over and just, he got all these people in place. He did all this hard work. There was a team around him, obviously. There's been a split between the original founders and, and masterminds behind the Mises Caucus. Um, there was a, an IRL the other day with um, Sam something or fucking whatever. I can't remember his name. It was on Thursday. I'm going to pull it up because it'll be quick. Um, it was on IRL, and he's also running for libertarian president okay. candidate, right? He, they had two libertarian presidential candidates on IRL this past week, and I know both of them. Um, I like the people who do that. Yes. That candidate. Josh Smith. Like that's his name. Josh Smith. And then um, earlier in the week, it was uh, Dr. Michael Reckenwald. Reckenwald. Whoa. He is. He's the one Dave Smith is backing, Wreckenwald, oh, okay. and his slogan is kind of fucked up. It's like wreck of the establishment because it's Wreckenwald, but Come on, man. it's bad. But uh, Josh Smith was one of the original people that started this whole thing, was out there campaigning and getting people and all that stuff. But there's been a massive, massive divide um, ever since um, Dave Smith decided not to run for president. And he was, as it turns out, he was the glue holding both sides of this thing together. And the minute he... Dave Smith was? Yes. And the minute he backed out, because he was a thousand percent the strongest, most intelligent, most popular libertarian candidate. He's a thought have, leader. I've said it a thousand times. He is a, a thousand percent. He's a yes. thought leader there. And he was supposed to be. He was like, this entire thing was built for him to do this thing. And then ultimately... For understandable reasons, personal, personally, you know, he's he's got his little his last little baby had a bunch of heart surgeries and all this stuff. And he's well, like, his I'm not kids are put... the same age as mine. Word. So a couple of people like, like I'm not going to put uh... my family through this. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm I'm just not going to do it. And he has lost lots of friends. He is uh, he is what is that? Uh, is that a fucking Latin term for this? But he's like persona non grata. Yep. In the Libertarian Party at this point, like. People either, even though he's their thought leader, still yes, it's a weird thing because some people understand and they're like that's fine, but also our entire movement is dead now. Everything's going to happen. They've got a new with with the with the Libertarian primary coming up. They also have new fucking chairman elections. That the entire makeup of the entire party is going to change now with all these elections. And after this little civil war that was created by Dave Smith not running for president. They're not the Mises Caucus is not going to be able to keep the Libertarian Party. These these are the people that essentially created the new uh, the the Free State Project in New Hampshire, that has made New Hampshire such a problematic state for the Democrats now. Yeah, which is also why they don't want it as the number one, the first state in their primaries, um, because the lib Libertarians are fucking dirty. These Mises Caucus people they will run under whatever banner their district thinks is the most popular. And they will get into office and start slashing regulations and doing this and doing that. And they get really, really pissed off. And they're like, oh, hey, surprise. I was a libertarian, by the way. I didn't <laughs> tell you that. My bad. Oh, it was great. That's kind of sick. But yeah, it's, it's really sad because there's been, I've watched a bunch of podcasts now where all these people are like hashing it out. And they fucking, once the best of friends fucking hate each other now because their entire movement is destroyed. And I feel bad for Michael Heist because... He's the one that created all this. He's the one that got Angela McArdle put up as um, chairman. Really pissed off Josh Smith, who was also vying for um, her second chair as um, like deputy director, whatever it is. 
and it's just this whole big fucking implosion, dude. And everything, all the hope and dreams that I thought might have been there for the Libertarian Party were literally destroyed overnight when Dave Smith, in his fucking comedy special, dropped a line and was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's awesome. And then had podcast after podcast be like, yeah, this is the official thing. I'm not going to run, blah, 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 blah. I was like, bro, but you put the special out first. That was... You That's a lot of part of the... You, and the rest of the thought leaders there, Michael Knight is a big guy. He's fantastic. He, uh, he's got a great book um, that kind of like... Uh, it was like a re- not really a response to, but it was kind of like a parallel book with uh, Michael Malice's Anarchist Handbook. He did the um, Voluntarist Handbook, and it's a very, very similar type of thing, but with different, a slightly different thought process and stuff like that. It's fantastic. He's a great listen. He's he's very, very super fucking base, dude. He's fantastic. Um, but the whole thing is over now, and it's it's all just because Dave Smith didn't run for president, and now they're not going to get they're not going to get any kind of poll numbers. Josh Smith is a he's a shit talker. He's a fast mover, but he's not. Nobody knows him. He's not Dave Smith. He doesn't have the the name recognition. Um, Reckonwald is great. He used to be a Marxist. He was a devout Marxist. He was a professor at some uh, some big New York City university. I can't remember exactly which one. Um, but at one point, kind of like through his studies and stuff, was like, oh, all this shit is super fucked. I can't be doing this. And then has written a gang of books now about liberty and freedom and libertarian values made and a anarchistic. Shift. Yeah, he made a shift, but he's a fucking stodgy policy wonk. Yeah. He's, there's no way. Like He says all the right things, but only people like you and me could appreciate that. There's no excitement to be had. Yeah. And Josh is all excitement, but no substance. Mm. It's just fucking done, dude. RIP Libertarian Party. It's game game over. It's game over. I so now the best we- coming. I hate to yeah. say I called it. You know, the worst thing is, though, you were fucking right. You just didn't know why you were right. You just had all the feelings. I was tapped in. I was in the veins of all these people, bro. I didn't want to crush you. But you you crushed my dreams, buddy. Bilbo! Bilbo's here. How you doing, buddy? Yeah. How you doing? Are we coming up on a break? Or are we talking about something else? We are. Again. Yeah, no, me too. Good. So. <laughs> Either way, Trump's winning the Republican nomination. Uh, RFK Jr. is going to do some damage. I think. To... Last question: Who is RFK Jr. going to pull more votes from, Trump or Biden? Do you think, in your estimation, dude? It's going to be both. Yeah, but it's like, is it going to be two to one, three to one, and which side and who? I think Biden because of the, or I think Trump because of the way that the DNC has poisoned RFK to all Democrats. Like. Yeah. Them labeling him as an anti-vaxxer was a pretty done deal, you know. Yeah, and it got a lot. It, that was that's and, the thing, and that's that the thing that the also thing about him drew a bunch of Trump people too, the hardcore Trump people that were like, "Yeah, but he's also Operation Warp Speed in the fucking Fauci ouchie." So yeah. like, fuck DJ Trump. Dude. And I think the aspect that you're talking about, the fact that the two A thing and the climate aspect Stop. are much less talked about mm-hmm. are going to be the reason they help pull more. They're going to be more yeah. surface level Trump people that see that he's anti-establishment that mm-hmm. are going to run on that. And oh, if the DNC doesn't like him, there's got to be something about that mm-hmm. that are going to go for him before 
he gains enough traction with the Republicans that people start to mm -hmm. air those clips again about him talking about the 2A and explaining, well, this is really what he thinks about the climate, and this is what he would do yeah. if he gets in office. Because, like you said, so much, so much of his climate stuff, even though he still believes that, the actions on it are so old yes. that you'll have to bring up old documents and stuff and say this is what this would mean as policy mm -hmm. if he's elected. But you also, know? everybody go read his book. The real Anthony Fauci, because that's fucking phenomenal. And that's so. What I'm he's, saying is, this is the type of shit that is gonna, both. you know, and people yeah. will have to weigh what matters more to them. Indeed, you know, there are still a, there's a lot ton of, of fuddy Republicans that don't fuck with, you know, the idea that all gun laws are unconstitutional. Exactly, they don't, they don't like that. The you bump know, stocks are bad anyway. They still are into the fucking Joseph. Shout out. No RFK. It's more of a two A thing for me, and I yes. I totally feel it. I, right that's, here. I I would I would be as inconsistent and as hypocritical as possible if I didn't say that removed him from my eligibility. Uh -huh. It does. As far as me voting for him, it does. I can't vote for you. That. I have to say there's a ton of shit about him I really like. Yes. I really like about him. Very anti-establishment. I, I mean. In his own way. That I think is very positive. Yes. You know, but as far as voting for him for president, I can't because of what the the implications for that on other aspects. I yeah. can't vote for you. Yeah. There's a lot of there's, stuff he says yes. I like, and I will yes. I will push that message forward for the things that I do precisely. like. Precisely. Precisely. But sure. I do not hate you, and I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I think that you have a severe misunderstanding. Because that's mm -hmm. as far as 2A shit goes with me, for the vast majority of people, I think that you have they have a severe misunderstanding of what this means and the implications of what of what you're preaching. Yes. You don't understand. And that's okay. I don't because I didn't understand. And that's why mm -hmm. I have that mentality is I I accept that because I, came I didn't from there. I didn't understand. Yes. On this show I said no one should have that. Yep. And then on this episode I've said <laughs> there it is. Everyone should you. have this. This is not illegal. So <laughs> so I have to to the same reason moments. for the same reason I can't vote for RFK, I have to understand people who don't who don't yet understand the necessity for these items. True. That doesn't remove you from culpability of voting for something like that, for supporting yeah. something like that, because of what will happen if it does, if those things, if a Solomon's ban, for example, does go into place, yeah. right? If this was smaller time, if you weren't running for president, maybe. Yes. Because that, you might be easier to and reach. I, you know, I could probably I mean talk an, to you, whatever. I mean on an individual basis, like people, Word. the general people who don't, or the, the citizens who don't understand mm -hmm. the necessity for these items. That That's, makes sense. I, I, I understand that, and I respect that. To me, it's, it's an education thing. You mm -hmm. just need you just need education you need to understand why this is necessary that doesn't mean you need to own one it doesn't mean you yeah. need to do x y or z it just means you need to step the fuck back yep. and stop trying to intervene in the people who do see the necessity you just need to understand why this is important yeah that's all you don't have to be involved i'm not asking you to kid up i'm not asking you to fucking throw lead i'm not asking you to do any of that shit you need to step the fuck back because it's okay if you don't want to do it you need to understand why this is necessary and respect those aspects. Yes. That's what's important. Yeah, and the, the fact that I don't believe he understands why he should care. Yes. That's, Which, that's almost forgivable to a point. And, and it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's very sad to me because of the issues he's having with, like, with trying to get um, 
Secret Service protection, right? Yo, because dude. of what your family has gone through, and even even maybe even because of that, I understand yeah. that would bolster why he doesn't believe that, like why people shouldn't just be walking around with ARs and shit like that, or like gen- like actual assault weapons, automatic mm-hmm. weapons. You know, that almost might bolster why he thinks that is because yeah. of the shit that's happened in his family, because he feels that he's at general threat. Yeah. Regular citizens are trying to get into his security service and stuff like that. Yeah. It would so, be very difficult for the Gabby Giffords yes. Institute to be pro to a instead of anti to I can see how from where he comes from that's where he's at yeah. like you said I think that is a that's a total misunderstanding of the general populace and why we would need that yeah. because if the situation occurs in which we need to kid up and we need to be out there with our arms you're not going to be out there doing that exactly. right maybe your kids will or something because that's what they fucking do that's why they join the mm-hmm. army and shit like that is because they do believe in that yeah. but you're not going to be doing that yeah. you're going to be in fucking martha's vineyard with the other hundred of the kennedy family members chilling out there holding it down with your private security that's yeah. fine because that's your position in life that's fine same deal you need to step the fuck out of the way because you're talking about yourself we're talking about the country yes. we're talking about america yeah. And it's okay if you don't understand that. You just need to yeah. calibrate that, I guess, for yourself and 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 mm-hmm. I don't check yourself a little bit and be like, yeah. I don't get this, but understand understand the, the the things that you're ignorant on. Yeah. Be able to go like I'm not really yes. here for this, you know? Yes. And that's why I think I gained a lot of respect for him with uh Ukraine. His very he was very, very anti Ukrainian intervention, while his son, without him knowing went behind his back, and went over and fucking volunteered for the Ukrainian fucking forces and fought. The whole time, he's vehemently against it. But he he gets... He's, that's fine, kid. Go, yes. You know, you're going to do that. I, I agree. I totally agree with Joseph. Joseph was saying he would be fine with people around him having those weapons if they're protecting him. I, and that's that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Is I, yep. I, there's a, there's an inconsistency there that I believe is based in in ignorance. Mm-hmm. That's so I know I'm not. For, and that's what I'm saying is I'm not forgiving that. You, you're still culpable for for the 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 potential blowback of, of those of those policies if those yeah. are carried out you're still culpable just as anybody who voted for those policies is that yes. it doesn't remove your responsibility i understand your ignorance so i am not like hostile towards your ideology because i understand i believe that you're ignorant yeah. that anybody through the correct education and understanding will change their mind because Mm -hmm. I believe it's impossible not to. That's my belief is if you truly understand why this is important, you will change your mind. That's my belief. You were that person. Yes. You were there. Yes. And through education and one of your friends, you learned. You learned and you're like, okay, now I I totally understand. So you're coming out from that approach, which means... That's why we you would never advocate for him for president. No, but you fuck with some of his ideas because he yes. he's a smart dude. Um, one last thing, and then we'll close it out. Was it on a Breaking Points episode? It might have been where Trump's talking about his new Trump University 2.0 that he wants to do if he becomes president. American University. I haven't heard about that. Okay, well let's. I don't want to dive deep into it, so I'll just give you the cliff notes yeah. during the break. Because it's fascinating, and perhaps we can come back to it next episode. Deal. Because it's, I'm like, dude, you're losing more fucking people. Shut the fuck up. This is a bad idea. Government-sponsored university, go fuck yourself. But anyways. Oh, Trump. Yeah. If you guys haven't heard about it, he made an announcement the other day about it in one of his his rallies, and it was on a show where I heard him talk about it. 
And I was like, this is so fucking bad. This is so terrible. It might have been on a uh, part of the problem. I'm not sure. But I got to pee really bad. So let's close this baby out. This was a beautiful um, nationalistic episode. Full of solutions, I might add. This is a solutions-based like episode. It. We'll talk a little this bit about 2A good. stuff, too, because I think it's important. Yeah. So we'll get into that a little bit later, whether it's part three oh, or four. Yeah. We'll Word. talk about it. And I really, really do appreciate um, the pushback you gave me earlier on the third-party stuff because I just hadn't thought about it that way before. And you did a number on me. I have a lot to think about in that in that realm. So I appreciate you. It's a good it, discussion. It never, we've been doing this for five years, and this shit never ceases to amaze me that we do this shit. I hope you enjoyed the Let Me Ask You This earlier today. That was I absolutely fantastic. did. I absolutely did. I, I thought I could get you on that one. Yes. So with that, close out. Let's get some social plugs, and I'm going to go pee. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, we'll be back in just a few minutes for part three. We have some international talks, some Israel, some Ukraine, some stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So with that, I am Donovan. I've been – you can find me at our – Jesus Christ. We have our own – I keep – I shouldn't switch it up. I need to just say the same thing every time because when I try <laughs> to adjust it is when I fuck it up. Exactly. We have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Don on Instagram. Colin is at Big Berdoffy on both those things. You can find all of this at saltofthestreets.com, including our Patreon, patreon.com slash saltofthestreets. Go there and subscribe, and you can become an executive producer just like Zeke. Shout all out the Zeke. segments that we do, all the shows are brought to you by Zeke. Make sure that you like, subscribe, you share this with all of your friends, all that, everybody, right? Like I said, we Even have people of, you don't like. Yes, everybody. We have all sorts of stuff going on for next year. We're taking big December off to to get all this stuff together and oh, yeah. start pushing out more content, new There's content. We have a lot of stuff in the book. So make sure that you're telling people. Make sure if you can, go to the Patreon. Help us make more stuff. We have an article. I'm going to put out mine on Monday. Yes. Colin's working on a short story. So that's it's we have a, awesome. Yeah, it's great. We have some things going on. And then, of course, we'll have next articles will be on time. We'll be good to go. I'm, I'm saying it right now. Next ones will be on we're time because we're not putting out a show I'm in December. We're putting so. out a regular article. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be great. We'll be back in a few minutes for part three. Thank you guys very much. And we're back. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Part three of episode 160 of Salt of the Streets. My Woo! name is Donovan. I'm Colin. We are thrilled to have you guys here. We're going to talk some internationals this time. But, of course, before we go any further, I want to ask you guys to like, subscribe, share this with all your friends, tell everyone about it so they can hear these discussions. As we talked about, these are the discussions that people need to be having that are going to get us to the point that we want to regain our power in this country. We need can, the power, bro. We can hear us talk more about these things on our personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Don on Instagram. Collins at Big Bird Offie on both those things. You can find all of this at saltofthestreets.com, including the Patreon, patreon.com slash salt of the streets. Go there and subscribe, and you can become an executive producer just like Zeke. <clears throat> Beautiful. Can I have another beer, good sir? Of course. Thank you very much. Do you we want could... the, makes, the makings of a space blood? Or do you want one of these individuals? I think I'm just doing an individual because okay. I should have been smarter about it and rinsed out the the Michelada cup in the beginning. And it's all tomatoey. Mm. So I don't want to mix. There. We'll rinse it out before part four. There we go. We'll do that. Do a space blood to finish the night off. Ooh, an O-Fest. You, you know, know a couple I like of that. Those, so. Indeed. I don't want to ruin your space blood palette with one or the other, you know? This is a smart man over here. Yeah. A smart man. <laughs> Plus, these always, I, these always send you for a little turn because of the fucking the space dust in there. You, you know, know what's really funny? Is these are because <laughs> I had a Bud Light Michelada to begin with. <laughs> and now we're to the Elysian Space Bloods, which are also owned by Ambev. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm the only one holding it down with my fucking local beers right now. For now. Mm. 
But I already sullied everything with the Bud Light. That one's right. But that's fine. So we got a lot of good stuff in this segment. We're going to talk we? about. Uh, we do. We have kind of three different little topics going on. We have three big topics going on. Yeah, three big <laughs> topics going on. Um, one of them having to do with troop deployments in the Middle East, Ukraine, and Israel, obviously. Mm-hmm. So do we want to start Man. with Ukraine? I feel like I do. For some reason, Ukraine feels better because I know Israel is going to devolve because we're both going to be very upset about things. Okay. So Ukraine's real bad. Um, it's, it's super it's fucking bad. Really bad. Um, wait, wait, wait. Was I right? Did they fuck it? Did, were we right? Have they lost the war? Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, Interesting. The inter-party members of the cabinet in Ukraine are at this point acknowledging on background and with not their names, but their positions. Indeed. Um, that they're at a stalemate with Russia. That they're at a no point where, shit. <laughs> where they're not. A, I know. It's almost like we've been saying that for quite some yeah, time like now. We've been following the maps. and Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> Ukraine has basically lost this point, says Bill. Yes. Well, you're, you're right. And certainly in, in their calculations to what victory would look like when they're talking about regaining all lost territory they Including have definitely Crimea. they have definitely lost the war yeah. there's no doubt about that period um the amount of I, I don't even i don't even know what the estimation of funds it would take to it wouldn't take just funds i'll say that uh, i mean yeah to 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 bolster the ukrainian military to the point that they could actually win this war yeah. but it's not even just that they don't have enough people or they don't have enough equipment. The corruption within the country has continued to grow to the point that no level of money we give to them will actually be that true amount of money when it reaches the front lines. Because as they said, it was on a breaking point segment, right? I think so. They addressed that and they were like, there was a big Time Magazine, excuse me, Time Magazine spread um, put out that they interviewed some of uh, Zelensky's like closest advisors yeah. and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, people are just stealing everything. It's like, we fucking knew that. Yeah. And of course. And they've had all part these... of the reason we've been against this entire fuckery to begin with. All these nonsense where they're, you know, ousting all these people. And like, it's because we're trying to fight corruption while well, everybody who still is there is just as corrupt as everyone who left. Yes. You know, there's there's really no difference between who is and is not. They're all taking everything they can. Zelensky's probably doing it, too. I of mean, I, he you know, if he's probably doing the same thing. So yeah, that was it, yeah breaking points the day before it was like Tuesday or something like that. It had so. a 10 second or 10 minute clip. So there you go. Uh, we have another breaking points clip in a little bit that will that'll talk about some funding for oh, yes. for Ukraine and Israel as well because that's a pretty that's pretty beautiful really thing because they talk about Ukraine in there as well. Introducing, uh, like I know that this clip is about Israel funding, but they end up talking about Ukraine as well in mm-hmm. this. So that's why I kept getting them mixed up the other day. Yes. Um, so there was the big funding push that happened uh, maybe w- w- the last two weeks, as we talked about in the last mm-hmm. episode with Josh, that was the $100 billion from the White House. But they were trying to get the $100 billion to go to Taiwan, Ukraine, and Israel. That has kind of faltered. There's been some talk about funding for Israel. This has been separated into yes. what we were talking about earlier, right, where the GOP put forward a funding bill in which they were, I think it's $14.5 billion for 
just Israel. Just for Israel, but it wouldn't be deficit spending. They were going to pull that money from the money that was just passed for the IRS agents, right? That was like yeah. $67 million or something like that that mm -hmm. they put up for all the IRS agents and for the uh, supposedly increased enforcement of tax laws and mm -hmm. stuff like that so that we can, you know, whatever, steal more money from people who have it. Indeed. And it's, it's to go after the rich tax cheats, right, of course. To make you feel like taxation isn't theft even Indeed. though it still is just because someone exactly. has more money than you you're not entitled to that and it doesn't make it not theft for the government to take it Dude, it's, it's, it's still so theft it's yeah. it's still theft so yeah. And, um yeah that they passed out of the house the other day yep um patty murray was the uh, the speaker of uh she was the one that like laid it out in a little press conference from the senate that said that that a solo israel funding bill is a it's a no-go in the Senate. It's not going to go anywhere. And then on top of that, Biden even came out and said, I will veto any standalone Israel spending bill. Which, why? For what reason? For what reason? For what reason would they not be willing to do that? There You're isn't, still spending the same fucking money, right? There isn't a good one. There isn't a good one. Well, it's, it's just, to create it a larger slush fund. Yes. It's, it isn't actually about defense, democracy, mm -mm. morals, or humanity, civilians. It's not about anything about that. Nope. It's about getting the other shit that's going to be buried in the bill that yes. they really want passed to be pushed over there. It's and, fucking disgusting. And doing it deficit-wise so they yes. can just keep tacking it on. They don't want to do anything to address the amount of debt and bloat and fat and disgust that exists in the nope. American budget. So they just want to keep adding to it. Yes. And just to, as a reminder, deficit spending means your buying power power with your dollar gets less and less every single every, time every single time they deficit spend your dollar is worth less your ability to buy a house goes down your ability to do anything your grocery bill goes up the amount of groceries you're bringing home goes down your gas price goes up everything goes up everything everything yep these are wonderful people we have in charge of this country and when they concentrate this warfare in places that impact our energy, our different natural resources, your house bills go up, your your power bill goes up, your heating bill goes up, yep. your gas bill goes up, any number of these things, depending your on what is powered by cost what, of living. goes up. Yep. <laughs> While the that amount goes of money up, you bring in goes, goes down. down. <laughs> it's like it's a, you get fucked on both ways, man. Yes. It comes coming in and going out. <coughs> man, I am so sorry. I've been like blowing my nose this entire show. I am super You're good. I didn't hear any tissues. Don't give you. They're just over like, here, so they're not in the shot or in front of the things. I like the sandpaper. Put them behind there if you testing. Hey, I think we're back. I think we're back. What the fuck? How can you guys happen? hear us? Please tell us if you can hear us. Oh my god. I hear oh. the theme. Okay, that's the theme. So now, please tell us if you. I, we have no idea. No idea what the issue is. I see my bars moving. Now, yeah, we're so showing up on there though. I feel better about this all of a sudden. Joseph, talk to me, buddy. Give me some love. Yes. Thumbs up. Thank God. <sighs> Sorry about that, guy. I we have that was no weird. idea what the issue is. That um, was a, that was a first. It, I mean, it, out of nowhere, yeah, the mixer stopped being recognized by the computer. I have, <laughs> I have no idea. I, know, I have no idea. I mean, I don't. I would never know because I don't do. Anything I was making the greatest but, point I was ever going to mm. make my entire life, and you all missed it. And you'll never hear it ever again. It was magnificent. And we forgot <laughs> all about it. Yeah, no, that's okay. I think we're prepared to to watch the breaking points clip because we were just kind of talking about. Let's just do that. Where the money is going, devaluation of currency. I don't think we were making like really any big point. No. I know if if we were, you guys tell us. But I don't think we were making a huge point. I think that we were just kind of talking about. But also, I'm curious. Was there sound and then just did it stop, or was yeah. there just no sound from the jump from when we started the segment? So I could see it going. Yeah, 
you hit something with the tissue box. And I said it here, um, so maybe. I blame Kleenex brand tissues. I'll own that. <laughs> That's really weird. Yeah, you said we hit someone with the tissue box. Okay, really cool. Super cool, cool, cool. weird. Well, we're back online, so let's go, baby. Yeah, who fucking let's knows? Let's just watch this Breaking Points clip. We're talking about the, the funding for the for Ukraine yeah, this, and Israel. This clip is titled about Israel, but they do talk about Ukraine in here as well. So I, we're not, I don't think because we're breaking. Because tied together, really. Just stopped after the box. I, so I, we must have uh, just hit something just the right way. Super weird. All right. Well, we're cool. That's so fucking weird. That's all right. I got my cans on. I know that. Doesn't matter working. anymore. I feel so. good again. Yeah. So we're not breaking this one down because I don't think that we're like talking shit about him in this one. No. We'll no. find out as we go along. I exactly. Guess. But yeah. I'm, no, I think this was just an informative. Because I was very surprised with breaking points over the last week or so. I, I was like, I was up watching. And I was week. like, you know, yeah. Up until particularly this past. Week. I'm you guys. I'm genuinely considering. Like a marathon shit on Crystal because there's three clips that are back to back to back that are long, but Ooh. I, I legitimately three minutes into the second clip I had to stop. I had you to go and watch because I so I was angry. stopping consistently to talk about how fucking dumb she was. It was great. It was really bad. Pe- people thought we were fighting at work. Yes, and I was like, no, everything's fine. He's just. He's just bitching. Someone thought we were fighting? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tyler was like, are you guys okay? Oh, yeah, no. That's he's so just awesome. really animated about something we've been watching. <laughs> Crystal fucking sucks so bad. So hard. But I'm pretty sure this one's all right. So we'll just see what happens. Action. <sighs> Sorry, I had a heart palpitation because I forgot to unmute the video. I was like, what else now? <laughs> Let's move on to the uh, aid part. This is uh, kind of a fascinating conversation. There was a new plan that's been revealed. So, of course, Speaker Mike Johnson, the new speaker, said his first act was passing a resolution in support of Israel. The second thing that they really wanted to do was get some Israel aid on the floor. Well, that Israel aid, as I brought you guys the news yesterday, they're breaking it apart from Ukraine aid. Now, it's going to be 14. As they should. As they should. And let me ask you this real quick. What are your thoughts on, like, congressional resolutions? Because the first thing he did was pass a resolution being like, hey, America thinks we back Israel. Because the resolution has no... Yeah, I think it's more of a... It's like for the history books type of thing. For the history books and for the world. It's more to kind of set mm-hmm. the pace for like, this is where America's at. You okay. know? If you guys are expecting, if you're looking for signals for what America's going to do, it's going to be along these lines. It's a governmental virtue signal. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Just the way Million. that the president now, can put out his one of, executive orders is bullshit, you know? Yeah. It's the same idea. It's all the same, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, it's just governmental virtue signal. Yep. I like it. Uh, just paying, or just, uh, I guess, borrowing that additional $14 billion, they wanted to do an offset. And so the way they've decided to pay As for they it should. is by cutting funding for the IRS, which was included in the Inflation Reduction Act. Here's Speaker Johnson. Fucking Crystal is pissed. Not the, pleased. <laughs> she is not excited about this whatsoever in an interview that just yesterday describing the strategy let's take a listen this is a matter of good versus evil i, I think what prime minister netanyahu said just a couple of days ago is exactly right it's good versus evil it's light versus darkness i spoke with him on the telephone i think it was saturday night i've known him for some time and we we spoke in those very clear terms and we understand what's at stake here and i hope that everyone will put politics aside get that bill over the line we're going to have pay fors in it um, we're not just going to print money and send it overseas because the other concern we have that is overriding this is 
our own strength as a nation, which is tied to our fiscal stability. My desire in the first uh, draft of this bill is to take some of the money that has been set aside for the IRS, building and bulking up the IRS right now. They have about $67 billion in that fund, and we'll, we'll try to take the 14.5 necessary for this immediate and urgent need. Do you think they have $67.5 billion in that fund? That's what got passed for the all the IRS yeah. agents. Let me tell you again why or different another reason why this is a good idea, right? Outside of the generalized abolish the IRS because this is all bullshit. Right? Which also this does give me a little bit of hope because we passed this in the Inflation Reduction Act, I thought. Yeah. And it hasn't been touched yet. They still got the money there. Yeah. Thank God. So let me tell you why this is this is a good thing, right? Please. I need because some hope right now, buddy. As far as where America's financial, the government's financial concerns should be, mm-hmm. it is not in the pockets of individuals. No. It is in the budget of the body itself. We don't need more people inspecting whether or not individuals are paying their proper taxes to the government because our taxes are not enough to pay your bills. You not don't even bring close. Enough, you don't bring in enough income as a governmental body to offset your own costs. That is what you need to be concerned about. Yes. Not what we are doing with our own money. I don't give a shit what Jeff Bezos is doing with his money. I don't give a fuck. I don't care how what he's doing to keep as much money as he can. It doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter to me anywhere near as much as the way that you as a government, as you as individual representatives and senators and the president are fucking our country with the way you are choosing to explode this budget every single year and refusing to take any form of look at it at all the fact that anybody in the government can look at the audits of the dod and not give a shit about that not refuse to increase the budget let alone remove from it is ridiculous that's atrocious morally atrocious oh dude the fact that anybody is is willing to try and come at him about taking money from the irs when the dod cannot account for a third of its assets continually this what is are, not the first time this is happening. They don't care about you. No. They, are, they want to victimize you. They want to take everything they can from you and use it everywhere but to benefit you. For their own means. And this is a perfect, beautiful example of that. A glimpse into that ideology. Yep. They cannot stand the idea there will be less people to look into your bank account, Jeff Bezos' bank account, everybody who has money, everybody's bank account, except the government. The IRS does not audit the budget of the government. They don't do that. They look into your finances. They look into whether or not you are spending or receiving more than $600 on Venmo. They care about that for you, not for the government. Take take all the money you can from the IRS. That's the last thing that we need right now is more tax revenue into the United States. That will change nothing. Individual tax revenue, income taxes will change nothing nothing if the government budget is not slashed we're i mean we're talking like a a decimal point it means maximum nothing maximum probably not even a a tenth of a decimal it's probably like in the hundreds category that we're talking about for actual revenue taken in by taxes that is going towards the amount of spending the government is doing and, and again, we talked about it in the last segment every time they spend this money Every time they deficit spend, that's taking money out of your pocket and making your costs more expensive. You said earlier that it just it does nothing but hurt the country. Who is the country? It hurts us. It hurts you as an individual. It hurts your family. It hurts your friends. It hurts everybody that you know. That's who they're hurting by just saying, fuck it, we're just going to spend the money anyways. It'll be fine. It's not fucking fine. It hasn't been fine. And it's only getting worse. 
We need to turn this. He 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 used the the term uh, pay force. We have the pay force there. We're taking it from an existing government expenditure that was already passed and already allocated. We're going to move that money around to go do this thing now that the another governmental endeavor. This money's already been spent. You've already been. Your money, by de facto, has already been taxed on this. You've already been screwed out of your own dollar, the own value of your dollar. The per- you have less groceries that you can buy now because they decided to pass the Inflation Reduction Act. That's kind of fucking funny when you really think about it, isn't it? Especially with the way they labeled it. And they're going to take some of that money and go do something, some other kind of government fuckery with it. I, have, I, much, I feel way more better about that than them just saying, we're just going to spend even more money that we don't have. We're going to take out another credit card for this one. Don't worry about the interest rate. We're just going to take out another credit card for this one, and that'll be fine. Because that's the way – you and I can run our finances like that, right? Everything will be okay. I'll just take out another credit card. I'll take out another loan. I'll take out another credit card. And I'm never going to be denied because it doesn't matter. Debt doesn't matter. Fuck it. It doesn't really matter until it actually does. Until the the interest payments you can't make anymore, and then all of a sudden you're fucking bankrupt. Oh, but except – the bankruptcy the bankruptcy that the government has to deal with if they overspend too much is our entire economy collapsing and everybody's lives being ruined and we go into a fucking great depression again yeah the answer to to governmental deficit is not raping citizens of their tax revenue yes it is to cut your fucking budget that's what the answer is, is to cut it's your budget. the only answer. That is the answer. It is not to continue to raise taxes and find different ways Ooh. to take money from people. Yes. We'll show it afterwards. Remind me when we're done with this clip to pull up the, um, the national debt clock because you can do some things with it. I mean, you can look at what the interest payments are required on our current national right. debt. And it's – we don't have long if we maintain our current spending level. And we're not. We're just going to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. The whole the bottom's going to drop out, dude. It's going to be game over. Action. We'll deal with the rest of that issue later. Do you think that will drive away some Democrats in the Senate, it, even, or here in the House? It may, but my intention is to call uh, Leader Schumer Politics. over there and have a very uh, direct and thoughtful conversation about this. I understand their priority is to bulk up the IRS. Um, but I think if you put this to the American people and they weigh the two needs, I think they're going to say standing with Israel and protecting the innocent uh, over there is in our national interest and is a more immediate need than IRS agents. So All right, not, he's setting up a fine. showdown we'll over the way. IRS. Uh, let's put this on the screen. We got Beer some of the bill text here just to show Sager's you Sager's got like this smirk on him, and he's like, yeah, man, go after the IRS, cut it from the IRS. And Chris is looking at him like, you <laughs> fucking piece of shit. You're a fucking, you're a capitalist pig. So as you can see, the House GOP wants to offset the $14.3 billion Israel a supplemental with IRS funding from the Inflation Reduction Act. We've got the bill text there that lays it all out. So, Crystal, I know that you disagree with this on a policy, mm-hmm. but i got to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think it's a brilliant play he loves it, because he loves they're basically daring the Senate and Biden to choose IRS funding over funding for Israel, which at the very least is politically popular. For now. IRS funding is certainly not politically popular. Um, you could try and phrase it in different ways, but especially with no protections inside of the bill to make sure that they are not going after is. poorer She's people. So it's one of those where they are setting things I'm up. I'm not a body language expert, but I always hear people <laughs> crossing their arms as a sign of defense. And yeah. she's sitting way back like, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? 
I think, for a difficult headline in the future. That said, uh, Chuck Schumer has already rejected the plan. Schumer says, not because of the IRS thing, although that's obviously the reason he's like, well, it has, doesn't have Ukraine. We have to do it together. Yeah. Um, and then President Biden has rejected it out of hand for the similar reason. Neither of them doing, though, for the IRS funding. So if this is the sole thing that moves from the House right. floor, it will be uh, quite a dare. And they already have a Democratic vote. Uh, at least one Democratic vote who said he would join them. Well, I uh, don't want funding going to Israel, so if this screws that up, I'm in support right. of it. Okay. Um, but I side with her on that. <laughs> Shout out to Crystal there. But I know that's not your real reason, Crystal. Can we just theory? talk for a second yeah. about how stupid this is? Because <laughs> the money that they're talking about stripping from the IRS not only is to go after wealthy tax cheats, it's also to finance a free tax filing system yeah, this one for is ordinary nice. people, which is something I know even you support. Yes, do. We do have a free tax filing system. Did you know this? You can go on to the website and print out your... Uh, uh, ten, um, I forget the form number. You print out your form and you can fill it out. I mean, it'll cost you the cost of a stamp, and then it, it mails it off. Yeah. And then you're done. You don't have to. She's about to talk about TurboTax and shit right. like that. You don't have to do that. You do not have to do that. You're talking about. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. She's. I don't want to jump the cart too much. It's like one of the few good things that the government is actually planning to do for us. And it's like, all right, let's make sure TurboTax can still extract their pound of flesh from every American when it comes to tax time. Way to go, GOP. But the other level that makes second, it so stupid. Also, TurboTax, you can generally file federal for free, by the way. What do you think the IRS is doing? <laughs> Extracting pounds of flesh from every fucking American who makes any more than fucking poverty level money. Yes. What do you think the IRS is doing? Yep. I don't care what anybody says about, oh, billionaires. Bullshit. Bullshit. I don't believe you. I do not believe you. Not even a little bit. I don't fucking believe you. I don't care. I don't believe what numbers you spin up. I don't care about your statistics. I don't believe you. Mm -hmm. You are extracting wealth from the American people. That's what you are doing. I don't care who it's coming from. Yep. You are extracting wealth from the American people. Cut the fucking budget. That is what matters. It doesn't matter what the billionaires are doing with their fucking money. You are not entitled to it. You as the government are not entitled to our funds. Get the fuck out of our lives. Cut your budget. Seems pretty basic when you put it like Starting that. their pound of flesh. What the fuck is the IRS doing? They're stealing from our pockets every yes. fucking day. Because And trying to find different ways to do it. Yes. Get out of here. Because everybody remember this, right? Um, if you get a tax return back uh, from your tax... Cut IRS to fund deep ocean exploration. Yes! <laughs> Let's go! I'm down with that, Let's dude. Let's go to space and to the ocean. Let's do it. We need a new fucking American fucking journey. Let's go to the bottom of the ocean. Yes. On like... We'll just not take in that one Titanic voyage that didn't go so well. Manifest <laughs> oceanic destiny. Yes, let's let's go. go. I want underwater colonies. That's yeah. what I want, dude. I want to live in the science, scientific future. I want a fucking military base on the moon. I want a farm of anglerfish. Ooh, a farm of anglerfish. Farm of anglerfish. I don't know what for, but I want a farm of them. Have you? Do you know about exporting the, them? <laughs> do you know about the the fucking blue blood or no the blood from the blue horseshoe crabs? It's like a billion dollar industry these companies go out there and they you know what a horseshoe crab is right yeah. these goofy looking ancient alien things that yeah. show up on the beach every year in long island there's like they're a massive die-off and they show up there and they're fucking gross looking but there's a, a special kind that like they're kind of terrifying they're super creepy looking a hundred thousand percent they're an armored 
underwater fucking armadillo with a fucking tail that looks like it could kill Steve Irwin. R.I.P. Steve Irwin. But they catch these fucking blue horseshoe crabs on these boats and they extract blood from them and then they put them back in the water and they go about their lives. It's pretty sweet. And then they sell off all this blood to all these major universities because I guess it has like it's got some crazy alien shit in it and it's helping like cancer research and <laughs> like all fuck? sorts of stuff. It's wild because it's like nothing that's ever existed on this planet and it's been around for fucking billions of right. years. These things are crazy because we shouldn't even know that it exists. <laughs> exactly. Because deep ocean exploration. That's I what we need to be doing. I think they're protected here. Oh, fucking yes. weird, dude. They always are. But uh, yeah, it's super weird because every time we find them, they show up on land. I've never seen a live land, one before. I've only ever seen them dead. Because they show up on land to fucking die. Oh. To do some shit. I don't know. It's super weird. They're, it's some mystery shit. Crabs are creepy in general, dude. We got a bunch of weird crabs. And I don't know why here. they're calling that a crab. It's just because it's got like a hard outer shell or something. Because right. it don't look like, it don't have no, no pinchers. It's it looks weird. totally different. It's super like creepy. Like spider crabs, you know? Yeah. Spider crabs are creepy as fuck, too. They are terrifying. Long ass legs and I shit. Saw Tiny one. bodies are scary. Yeah, I saw one on a fucking pier at one Ugh. point. Me and my buddies were fishing. Ugh. I think this was, <laughs> was in Alaska. And it was fucking hopping towards us. And we fucking freaked out and left. Because I was like, I'm not... Get a kick oh, this fucking, oh. I'm not dealing with this thing. It's nasty. Dude. I've seen plenty alive as well. Interesting. Ooh. I have never. I've never personally seen one alive, but that don't mean Maybe shit. Maybe we got to get down to Florida and find out some yeah. live horse group. That's horse crab creepy does. as fuck. Um, and the spider crabs are always barnacled to hell too. Oh, <laughs> always barnacled to hell. Out, they hang out in the depths, bro. Yeah. They're fucking creepy looking. But anyways, crabs funding. <laughs> Forgot the whole point of scientific research. There's Oceanic blood involved. Research, yes, bro. There we go is because the money you spend on IRS agents actually like returns more than the money you're spending. Wrong. So it's not like this is a pay for. This would actually further increase the deficit. So anyway, Wrong. it's just obviously political political. You know exactly that you know why she's lying. You know how you can tell she's lying because she refuses to open her eyes. You can always tell when she's when she knows she's blatantly lying. Is she blinks a lot and she doesn't look at anything and she fucking messes with her hair. That's how you know 100,000% that she's lying right now and she knows she's lying. Mm. That's not a healthy thing. But this this is... We're, what was the number we talked about that he's looking to cut? $14.5 billion. So you're saying that $14.5 billion that you're going to pull from this is still going to leave over $40 billion plus to boost the, IR, the IRS? Well, the number that the CBO stated was $90 million. That's like what it's going to pull from the budget is another $90 million. Who fucking cares? You're talking about a literal drop in the bucket. Yes. Who fucking cares at this point? I don't give a shit about that. I don't want more money. I don't care. I've said it 30 times on this fucking episode. It doesn't matter to me whose pockets it's coming from. The answer is not to steal more money. That is not the answer. I don't care. I don't care who it's coming from. Even if it only comes from billionaires, I don't, I don't care. care. That isn't the answer. Yep. The solution is not to steal more money. That's I just looked up like how much of the federal budget comes from income taxes. And they said this this budget from the Fed says or this page from the Fed says it's like under fifty percent, like forty five percent or whatever. Don't care. Don't care. I don't care. And that's still I, so bad. I don't care care your money should not be coming from fucking your citizenry that isn't how freedom works that isn't how any of this works just like the old lady in the commercial about the whatever that is how any of this works (laughs) it doesn't work this way 
The answer is never to steal more money from us. The Check. answer is to cut your fucking budget. You are running a multi-trillion dollar deficit. There is an amount of money that you can steal from us that will make up for that. You have to cut your spending and hold your people accountable. Hold this fucking, this deep state accountable that you don't want to acknowledge that it exists. When they're spending multiple billions of dollars, it exists. Oh, yeah. That's real. There is a literal paper trail that they are burning to keep their existence hidden. It is real. You are spending yes. the money on it. Please go through every single federally funded job and justify their existence. I want some office space level bullshit. What would you say it is that you exactly yes. do for the country? And that's warranted. You work for the government. Yes. You should have to justify your existence every fucking year. Yes. If you want your pay to be included in the budget, you need to make a good case for why the fuck you still work here. Yep. If you don't, Get the fuck out. Go find a regular job just like all the other motherfuckers who live here. Mm -hmm. Just like everybody else. And so let's let's play this game, right? Even with the existing regulatory body and all the shit that does exist right now, you know for a fact you could probably cut the the employee base by 45 to 50%. Absolutely. And not make an actual difference. That's called no, cutting your budget you would right cut there. cut spending. Done. That's all you do is cut That's spending. all you do. That is all you do. Think about the people the in the government have to work harder. <laughs> you work for the fucking government. That's what you get. Yes. This is what you get. Just like when they try and institute a dystopian policy and inject a foreign substance into people's bodies and you have no choice. That's what you get. Ooh. I don't fucking feel bad for you. Nope. I'm sorry. You shouldn't work for the government. If you asked me, I would tell you, don't do that. Yep. You lose a lot of choice by doing that. That's a bad idea. Everybody I've ever known is like, I'm going to enlist. Are you sure about that? Mm -hmm. I love you. I love America. I feel you. Are you sure about that? Yep. I don't know that's really that good of an idea. Larry, we had to level with him. I care about you. I love you. This you is what leave. you get. Yeah. Th this is what happens. Like, and, and he recognized that. This is what you get. This is what happens when you pick this as a career. Dude. Trenton, I... quit his job. This is what you get. Yep. He wasn't upset about it. He was fine. It's like, that's fine. I'm not going to do that. I'm never going to work for the federal government again because yes. this is what you get. Exactly. I'm exactly. sorry. Exactly. These are the sacrifices that you make. Just like as I choose to work for a small company in a private industry, if something happens and nobody needs neoprene orthotics anymore, that's I don't have a job. Yep. I don't have a job. If you work for the federal government where you can justify your existence every year, that's great, dude. You have a job forever. That's sick. You have a job forever. That's very, very cool. Also, you have a lot less choice. You have to yep. you have to explain to me because I pay your fucking salary why you still get to work here. Well, and on top of that, when I decide that well, when we as a people or a governing body decide that, you know, actually in retrospect, I know we've had this particular agency like the ATF for, you know, decades and decades at this point, but we're realizing now that this was a mistake and we shouldn't have this anymore. Or we just don't need this anymore. Goodbye. All of you don't have jobs anymore and I'm not going to feel bad for you. No. I'll feel bad for you on an individual level. Yes. And I will hope that there is a community around you that will help help you out until you get back on your feet and all that stuff. But man, there are bigger things at play than any individual here. If you're going to be talking about a governmental body and that the employment sector, that is the federal government, I have zero remorse. If your jobs are fucking slashed, because you know what your job is doing? It's taking from me. Yes. And if your job is to infringe on my rights, 
in some capacity, steal money from me, tell me I can't do this, do that, whatever it is. You're gonna inf- if Put your job in cage. is to infringe on my rights, I don't want you to have a fucking job anymore, yes. and you shouldn't. Not doing morally. that. Not doing Goodbye. that. Goodbye. I'm not going to feel bad for you. Find a different career path. Done. That's it. And this whole wealthy tax cheat bullshit, this is just another fucking line that they always say when you're a, when you're a partisan propagandist. How do I want to phrase this? Unless you have actually sat there and written out a check to the federal government, I don't want to hear about taxes from you, period. If you get a tax return at the end of the year, shut the fuck up. You don't need to, you don't need to talk about billionaires not paying their fair share because guess what you're doing? Everybody pays their share in taxes because the, the, you get a nice little return every year to make it make it feel like you like you know the government's giving me back some money that i paid to them and this and that but you've paid exponentially more in taxes to them over the year that's just their one way to make you feel better about it but unless you've actually sat down at the end of the year and had to pay the federal government money from your from your bank account after they've stolen taxes from you all fucking year you don't pay taxes that's how that goes that's when when people talk about who pays taxes and who paid and who doesn't pay taxes that's already hyperbolic because we all pay taxes. Every time you exchange any kind of money at all, you're paying the federal government, right? But just with this, this, the standardized income tax, which is what they're talking about, what she's talking about, how Jeff Bezos doesn't – he hasn't paid a dime in income tax because he doesn't take a fucking income. He has companies that he gets dividends from, and then he writes a massive fucking check at the end of the year to, to pay the – it's like about – I think for somebody in his tax bracket, it's about 40% of all his dividends, all his capital gains, he has to give back to the government on top of every single one of his companies and having to shell out fucking money and the state and the city. Dude, it's this, her fucking line is just this bullshit throwaway line that is just pure party propaganda. They go, the wealthy tax cheats are going to, they're getting away. The wealthy tax cheats are the ones paying all of our fucking taxes, period, full stop. And then we get a small little stipend at the end. Of, if you're lucky, if you're not a business owner and you don't make too much money, that you actually get a small little get back from the feds. And that makes you feel good. And that's nice. And I'm like, oh, I got some of my money back. And so you're, when you're talking about the returns, you're talking about from like a fairness perspective. Like you shouldn't be talking about how it's unfair that people. Yes. Do, okay. Because I get a return because I have kids. Like I, 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 and I, exactly. I, get, I only get a return because I have kids. And maybe I guarantee that. Maybe a, maybe house, a house now. now. Maybe. I mean, but it's a real well, hard maybe. The I first can, year is they're, they like to be like, oh, good job. You got a house. Well, you get two. Well, and that isn't a thing anymore. That's That first time home buyer's credit doesn't exist anymore. That so, sucks. So I didn't get that this time. So my return was you get two grand per kid and it was right around four grand. I don't remember mm-hmm. if it was just under or just over, but it was not. It was just a bit in either direction. So, I mean, I... If I did, if I didn't have kids, my mm-hmm. return maybe would have been fifty bucks. Dude. And if I didn't, I would have paid fifty bucks. You know, I would yeah. have paid like a small amount or whatever. Yes. But um, so for so I, I just uh, I only say that just so you don't sound like an asshole who's like if you, you don't much. fucking pay if you get a tax return because I get a tax return. There's a lot of people who just get fucked every year and well, get a tax return. And those are tax credits. 
right? Right. That's a tax credit. Yes. And so if I, you're, I, I only say really just to save you from thank critique you very much. of just that's, to not sound like a. Right. And I know that you're not thank because you. I know exactly what you're saying. But because of the heat that we get in the comments, for someone to be like, "You're a fucking elitist," you don't make any money. <laughs> you like, looking you, at buddy. You don't make any money. So I know that your point isn't you know fucking. Yes. But just because I'm, I'm I, very happy to be poor again, I'm going to get a nice I return know ex- this year. Yes. <laughs> and I know exactly what you mean. I don't. I don't question you at all. I am the years totally you spend, your ass the, the years I spent as a business owner really jaded me. Really jaded me, man. Well, and I when as you're we writing, gear up to own a business, you know, I fucking even the exactly. process. Have, I've my fuck the dude. state level has grown quite a bit in the last so much, few months dude. Just trying to the start prospects. a business, and it's not even like mine. It's my wife's. I'm just connected exactly. to it by marriage. I still, so I'm not thrilled for when Jordan owns her business and then we proper start this business, and I'm mm-hmm. just getting double fucked all the time. Oh yeah. You guys think we hate the state now. You wait till we have to fucking pay taxes on this goddamn show. It's going to be a crusade on the fucking government. It's going to be bad. Let's go. And this is why. Just don't listen to any of her nonsense. That's really basically the whole point of this entire rant was don't listen to any of her fucking empty platitudes about rich tax cheats and defunding the IRS. It's It's going to bring up the deficit. Fuck you. It's all bullshit. You printed over a trillion dollars this year. Yeah. Fuck your goddamn deficit. It's all bullshit. All that money came out of all of our pockets. Yeah. Period. Joseph says, he said a couple things. There are so few people signing up for the military. There's talk of a limited draft and they're calling up former recruiters and fast-tracking promotion for recruiters. So you're not wrong about that. And if you also remember... They're calling up reservists. They yes. just did that a few months ago when they Brian sure was sure we talked about like 1,200 reservists. And when I was talking to Brian, he's saying a lot of more like helicopter crew chiefs, people yep. who used to fly to go and train other people to fly because we're yes. sending all these flight systems into Ukraine and all these different countries that's people to train other people, mm-hmm. uh, which is not good because it's the same oh. advisor. It's the same shit. You're still in range of fucking missiles, yep. you know? Um, so you're totally right about that. Uh, and then he said, oh, it's not fair shit, story life. A thousand percent. That's Amen. A, a thousand percent. Um, if you want to return, pay extra through the year. That's, people don't this know that. True. You, you can, can pay more taxes if you want. Yep. If you feel like you're not paying enough taxes, you can write a check to the federal government. You can just mm-hmm. give money to them. And They'll let you, right, you do that. I'll tell you right now, unless you're very soon, unless you're giving if – you're, if you're not going to be willing to pay more in your income tax every, every month, you will owe money very, very soon. Oh, unless yeah. you have – a number of the tax credits and stuff like that. But I don't like the tax credit thing because you need to wipe that off the board because it, it doesn't – you need to do the clean slate thing because unless you're a single-income individual, you have no real basis at what your actual tax level is because they fuck it all up with like, well, do you have kids? Do you own this? Do you own that? Right. And all the tax credits come in there. And then, then you lose track of it. This is why the tax code could fill up this fucking studio. Yeah. Because th- that's not the way any of this shit should work, man. But – Again, to the point, she's being very disingenuous right now. She has no clue of what the fuck she's talking about. I know for a fact they make so much goddamn money in their company. You know for a fact they have to pay out a decent amount of money in fucking taxes. And they're running their goddamn company out of Washington, D.C. Of course they're paying a shit ton of taxes. Yeah. So I don't under- I still do not understand how she can still maintain this ideological mind frame that she continues to carry forth. This weird... You know, progressive, socialist, communist, Marxist, fucking psychopathic, you know, nationalize everything, bro, mindset. Because this shit's going to bite her in the ass real, real fucking soon. Because as they continue to grow, you cannot maintain that same ideology without realizing you don't get to keep any of your money anymore. We carry on. 
gimmick. I thought Matt Stoller had a good take. He said, so the new speaker wants to finance a foreign nation's war by cutting a free tax filing program for Americans and eliminating tax audits of the wealthy. Ladies and gentlemen, America first. Also, ladies and gentlemen, a couple empty platitudes that may or may not actually be correct, but don't actually speak to the real issue at hand here. Right. This free tax filing says we already have one of those. Like I said, go on right now. You can print out your fucking tax return forms. You can fill them out with a fucking pen and paper and then send that shit in. Done. The, it'll cost you the, the paper, the ink, and the stamp you have to print it on. Congratulations. You should realize the government is already fucking you because you shouldn't have to spend that money to begin with. Right. But that's it. What she's talking about is a online free version of TurboTax. Yeah. Which, again, if you're finding a simple tax return, which the vast majority of Americans can do on any of the e-filing programs, you can file your federal taxes for free. Right. And if you have if you have to file state, that's your own fucking problem. That's the whole deal. I'm going to send the dog upstairs Word. real quick. We'll continue. How does this all play out? I really have no idea um, because, you know, Speaker Johnson is very interested in Israel funding as well. Yes. I mean, Bibi is like his buddy. He's already talked to him. He's very ideologically. He's very, like, personally, religiously co committed to Israel. So he also is extremely committed to Israel funding. Um, you know, he has already signaled that he accepts the basic argument in favor of Ukraine funding. So I don't know how this all plays out, ultimately. My guess is that, you know, the things that I would want to happen, which is no way to Ukraine or Israel, are probably not going to happen. They'll probably find some way to shoehorn both of these things through. So we'll see. But this is... And I, def I definitely don't disagree with her on any of that at all, because Mike Johnson is everything she says there. He is... Definitely a he's a he's a he's a spendocrat. He's a unipari spendocrat, more or less. He he aligns a lot with like the more Trumpian version of things. So people would call him an election denier. We'll, we'll say that much. I know he's got that in his in his repertoire yeah. from when people started to do the research on him when they just randomly elected him as speaker when he came out of nowhere. But uh, she's not wrong on any of that. He's going to back Israel funding. He's going to find a way to justify Ukrainian spending. But at the end of the day, the point you're trying to make against him spending this money or trying to do this, coming from an existing expenditure which you support, the only reason you're upset about it is because you support that existing expenditure and stealing of American tax dollars. That's the only reason you have a problem with it. You wouldn't have a problem with it other than on the, the the fact that she just does not like Israel whatsoever and she doesn't want to spend any money in Ukraine. Absolutely. Down with both of those. Down with both of those. I'm super down with both of those. I don't want to spend any money there either. But the justification she's using to... It's not real principle. It's not real principle. Yes. No. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a political it's an empty argument. Vessel. Yeah, it's a political yes. argument when you're shitting on politics. Exactly. You're like, this shouldn't be political when using but, a political argument. Exactly. But it's her political argument, which means which means it's not political, it's just right. This is about people and money and us being able to fucking pay our taxes and blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I have to my mouth. That's right. <laughs> Fuck her, man. 
It's clearly like, you know, an attempt to, I even think the congressman, who, the Democratic congressman who said that he would vote for this, mm-hmm. he said it's like politics by political mail or like yes. they're trying to phrase like the way they would go after Democrats, which is precisely what is going on. Oh, it here. definitely is what's happening. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm like, well, honestly, it's, I think it's kind of smart. Uh, well, will it work? He I, again, it. I don't know. It. Let's put the next like one up there on the screen, as I said, about Chuck Schumer saying that actually it's the Ukraine exemption. He says that exclusion of Ukraine and the inclusion of offsets is going to, quote, make it much Do me a favor. Google this woman real quick. Melanie's an yeah she's not even i mean she might it's tough to tell these days like if you're uh, uh what is that not confirmed uh verified verified on twitter or not <clears throat> she's like a capitol hill reporter Ooh, she is kind of hot hey i'm not here to subjectify women on this Ooh, show all right none of them all right here i'm just interested like why is this Check random this out, person though. somebody <laughs> what are we checking out oh are you sending me a thing i did okay let me switch over here bing 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 Schmack. Yeah, she's a CNN reporter for Capitol Hill. Oh, she's a CNN reporter. Melanie Zanona is a Capitol Hill reporter. Prior to joining the network, Zanona was a congressional reporter at Politico and authored the Huddle newsletter, a daily tip sheet on all things Capitol Hill. Oh, so um, in other words, she's just a partisan shill. Yes. Got it. Cool. cool I said cool. this to you because she's kind of hot, not because she's cool. We're confirming her legitimizing or her legitimacy. Bona fides. Which, you know, it's not my type, but that's fine. She's cute. Carry on. Yeah. Tartar. She to makes pass real bad points. The Senate, obviously, it's up to him on whether it comes to the floor. But uh, Israel is a massive priority for Chuck Schumer and for yes. a lot of Senate Democrats and for Republicans. I don't think like the Senate Republicans would have any points. issue. Yep. And then CNN. you only CNN. need <laughs> them, uh, actually to join. But Schumer, of course, would have to bring it to the floor. Now, I don't know how that will come about already. The sole ex- uh, objection I've seen so far from Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin says, I'm fine with the IRS funding. Cut. But. We got to have Ukraine in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan Collins also saying effectively the same thing. It's a showdown. We'll see how it goes. The House is going scheduled to vote on it at least sometime in the next week or so. Then we it will make it. its way yeah, over to the Senate. It. They're going to have to decide if they outright reject it or not. And then and the two bodies will come to a head. And obviously the president is going to be on the side of hands. Chuck Schumer. So we'll keep you guys updated. But it is an interesting little hands, political man, right? wrinkle. Nice. Good camera angle. He has big feet too. And they showed his boots when they were talking about that. That's the, right. He's got big feet thing. too. Right. Well, you know, shout out to Sagar, man. Good for his wife. I want to like Sagar so much. I really do. I just feel like he's, I feel like Crystal runs the show here. I think if he wasn't on this show, I would like him way more. I think so, Like I said, if he hosted a show. He needs to hang out with Marshall more. Yeah. And just. More of that. Yeah. More Marshall, less Crystal. More realignments, less breaking points. Yes. And that would be nice. That would be a happy future. Yes. Because Marshall's a pretty, he's a solid dude. I mean, he's a statist, but. He's a small statist. Yes. I could take that in small doses. It's going to be the right show, Salt of the Streets, that is not a statist that is able to make it through that type of threshold, you know? Just yeah. takes time. That's all. I guess it does make sense, though, when... They're too afraid to not be statists. Well, they want to become the new mainstream, which means they have to be statists. So I guess that does make sense from him. And it's going to take some... If we were to sit soccer down in the studio for eight hours and just really break him down he'd be on our side i think i think, I think we, we get could some convince definite him. emotion oh for sure where he's, at. he's especially early on in his real days he's more base than he appears on the show exactly way more base he than is. he is on the show that's what i'm saying like his early realignment episodes yeah like he's got some real hardcore like libertarian small government like i 
focus on liberty stuff. Yeah. He's got some deep down in there somewhere. But this show doesn't help him. So that's that's the clip. That's where we're at with the Ukraine or the Israel funding. The Ukraine funding is still definitely going to be up in the air. Um, the especially because now all of a sudden, once again, um, as it was in the very beginning of the Ukraine Russia war, the U.S. and European powers now are officially um, okay with broaching the topic of peace with Ukraine, um, which I think says a lot. Because that means this is no longer a winning investment in their minds. And they're looking to find a way to pull out so that we can focus on the Middle East. Well, and I think that they're going to have a difficult time. The government will have a difficult time, regardless of what Janet Yellen and everybody has to say, justifying a multiple Multif wars yes. being supported by the United States when they can't draw easily understandable immediate national security lines to why we're spending that money like everyone is saying that mike johnson mm -hmm. that's what his name is right mike johnson yeah. he's saying that like this is important you know for for us to do and for for america's security for us to like spend this money in israel and that's what everybody's line on ukraine has been saying about mm -hmm. democracy and you know make sure this doesn't go farther than there like that's what the whole line has been the only the only legitimate use of money in this regard would be to defend the service members that are being actively attacked in fucking Syria and Iraq. Like, that's the only legitimate place to spend money where you're actually defending the nation because those are Americans that are being actively attacked. Yes. Everywhere else, you're drawing really abstract lines about why this affects America directly and why we should be spending mm. this money. You Ukraine know? was a really tough sell, yes. I think. And now that we're back to the Middle East and our, our old buddy Israel, it is so much easier to, like, get people on board, especially because of, like, the Jewish factor. Propaganda is already there. It's, and it's been it's there. It's been here for it's a long time. It's been here time. for a long time. Yeah. It was tough to build a brand new propagandistic network for Ukraine, particularly because of all the Nazis over there. That was really, really tough. That's why they had to fight but that so bad in the they, beginning. Exactly. But now... Now that we have a nice friendly war that we're used to dealing with and we have regular people over here that, you know, we've got lots and lots of Jews over here that that I that relate to Israel and that are, are deep, you know, American loving individuals, you know, like that. It's so much easier to to craft the propaganda. Americans are used to seeing dead people with their faces covered, not dead people in uniforms. Yes. That's the thing, is regardless That's of what was true. happening in Russia and in Ukraine, everybody's wearing a uniform. Oh, yeah. Everybody. The only difference there is if you have a blue tape on your arm or not. That's the only difference. Yeah. If you're looking in the Middle East, if you're an American, if you're a fucking regular person who's working yep. their job, they're not in five of that shit. It's easy to tell or easy for them if you see somebody who has a fucking black balaclava on their face and they have fucking white writing all of his black flag. Like, well, that guy's a fucking terrorist. Yes. Right. If you see a Ukrainian dude who has some kind of Nazi-esque shit on his arm, but he also has a blue tape on the other arm. Maybe this guy's a good mm -hmm. guy. Yeah. And I don't know. It's tough to gauge, obviously, on, on Twitter, but um, there has been a marked shift in the amount of Ukrainian flags and people's fucking Twitter handles. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. Um, although, also, with that, I haven't seen too many Israel flags or Palestine flags, flags in in people's 
bios either. So I don't know what this is going to be. This just might be comfortable. You don't have to virtue signal on your Twitter account that way. You can just talk whatever you want to talk. Say fuck Israel or fuck Palestine or whatever, and then then you're then you're fine. You're the back virtue home signal again. Signal isn't as clear as it was when it was Ukrainian flag. Yeah, you know. And it's anybody anybody with either of those flags could be called a piece of shit and a human mm-hmm. rights abuser and all this type of stuff. Oh you yeah, have a Ukrainian dude. flag in your bio. You're just a good person. That's right, because you're anti Russia, bro. That's right. You're anti Putin. You're a good person. That's right. But if you have Israel, Ukraine, fi- Israel freedom flag and or democracy, Palestinian flag. Half your friends might hate you, and they just don't know that. Dude, okay, so let's talk about this for a little while. Just the generalized. And this this has always bothered me, and I hate to just give it again to fucking Tim Pool about this because he's a 1,000% correct on it, and I was like, dude, oh, my God, you're speaking my language. When I don't like to talk about Israel-Palestine with almost anybody because – before Trump derangement syndrome exists, Israel-Palestine derangement syndrome existed and has for a long time. There is no way to have a coherent conversation with the vast majority of people about the Israel-Palestine conflict because everybody is so deeply entrenched in whatever camp they identify with, and it's been that way for so fucking long yeah everybody has good points on both sides which is hilarious and tragic at the same time um abby martin you remember her yes she was a big deal for a long time she was on joe rogan uh years ago just out there talking about the plight of the gazans and the palestinians and this that fucking my boy anthony bourdain he did a show where he went into the gaza strip and hung out with the palestinians and all this stuff and it was a real big big issue and like there's Everybody picks a side. There was a big, uh, what's his name? I can't remember. He's one of the editors of Antiwar.com. And he was on TimCast this past week. And even with, like, the most debased anti-war fucking libertarian anarchist-minded individuals, they still all have fucking derangement syndrome around the same exact topic. And you cannot have a fucking coherent conversation about this because no, nobody, nobody that is willing to talk about this refuses to take a side. Everybody has to have a camp and think the other people are evil. Right. Everybody does. If you talk to any, anybody that sides with Israel, well, the Gazans do this, the Gazans do that fucking October 7th, and they go back through the fucking wars and they do this, that, and the other thing. Some people go back to this time and that time. They go back in history. They try to justify their position. Same with the Palestinian side. The Israelis do this. They do that. They're fucking doing all these airstrikes. They're killing all these civilians. What, what, then the, the numbers start coming up. They go, pause button, people. Has anybody ever stopped to think maybe we just shouldn't be fucking involved in this conflict? That we obviously, by the fact that nobody, that there are moral lines on, on throughout this entire web of conflict that... Always get crossed, no matter how far you trace it back, no matter who's in charge, no matter what happens. Right. You always involve it, always involves taking somebody's side when you go, maybe, just maybe, this has been going on since well before this country was established. Maybe we just shouldn't fucking be, in, be involved. Maybe we should just, it sucks. Maybe we should just stand back on the sidelines and be like, y'all shouldn't be doing this. And that's the end of it because there's no there's no ability for America 
as a nation to do anything to either party that is going to fix the issue. Maybe we should just accept this is something that we cannot be involved in because it is a lose-lose no matter whose side you back throughout all of this. Maybe that's the thing. But the level of derangement that gets involved in people's heads, no matter which side they're fucking on, makes it completely impossible to have a conversation. Well, we saw that on Breaking Points earlier this week. We we laughed about it a little bit when Crystal was talking about, like, the Israeli claim to the land, you know? And yes. she's like, why? Because something in the Bible or something like that. But that's the that's, same thing that the Palestinians it. say. That's yes. literally the exact same thing. Their claim is also theological. It's yes. also religious. Period. So I hear you, but you can't laugh at one and not at the other because the claim is the exact same. same. If you want to talk about the borders of what the claim is, I'm sure it's slightly mm -hmm. different. The claim to the land is the exact same. They yep. believe it was divine to them by God. Whether they're calling it fucking Yahweh or they're calling it Allah, those both mean the same thing. They're the Those, same thing. They're the, they are the same thing. They're precisely. the same they fucking thing. They are the same person. So, yes. They so, argue about the prophets, so you, you, but the dude is the same. You can't laugh at one and not at the other. Exactly. They are the same thing. Which is exactly why this is not... Dude, we don't need to be getting involved in the modern-day crusades. I wrote about period. this this month in my article. The article is called, Now We, May, now we Have to Lie in It. Because the, the original question is like, what if we fucking do nothing? Like, what if we just don't do anything in mm -hmm. this at all? And yep. my, the point that I ended up on, to, for a little spoiler, is like, I don't think, as a government, I don't think we can do nothing. As a, as a society, as a people, we very much should be taking that stance of maybe we should not do anything at all. As a government, I don't think that... They are, they are in that position. Um, let me read this fucking part of my article. Please, good sir. I would love to hear this. Yes, I will read the last. Um, Bilbo's been blown up the chat here. We gotta catch let's see what he has to say. Yeah, here. Bilbo says, if only people cared about their own country like they do others. 100%. Yep. I was at a bar years ago, and a guy started off a conversation with, what are your thoughts about Israel? Most random thing to say to start a conversation. Holy shit. Also, don't engage in that situation, yeah. bud. The only reason we are involving ourselves is because they want this to ignite into global conflict because winter gets control of the world economy. Ooh, spicy. If you're not of their religion, they will come to for you next. You're not wrong about that. Um, it's generally and the way it's worked out the right. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. I'm, I'm taking control of the show. This is what we're going to do. Let's I'm going to go, read bud. this part of the article, and then I have a series of, like, discussion questions for Israel, because we're moving in Israel now. We'll, I knew we were going to. Yeah, I was we'll just forcing the hand. Yeah, no, we'll just <laughs> run through these discussion questions, because I think that that will just kind of fully encompass all the things that we want to talk about. Yes. That will kind of lead us down all the right pathways. So I'll read the last paragraph of my article, because I think that this speaks to what we're talking about. Um, and this is for... Newsletter 25, I think, this month. If you guys are not on the Patreon, you can go there, subscribe, $5, and it'll get you the article. So I'm going to put mine out on Monday, calling us still working on. Um, and I, I posted on the Patreon earlier this week to address what was going on. The way like mine is done, I was waiting mm -hmm. to see if Colin was going to finish because I like to post them both together just so they're one document. It doesn't totally matter. It's not a big deal. I just prefer to do it that way. Yeah, I'm just um, all about fucking his shit this week. And that's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't care. So I have mine done, and I'll put that up on Monday if Colin's not done, and then he'll he'll put out his next week. Yeah, and then and we'll have spoiler both alert. Um, it's exactly the short story I described on the last episode. I'm very excited to it's read gonna it. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Uh, so I, this hope, is... I hope my writing level is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying the story that's happening in my mind. I hope it works out on the page. That's what really matters. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this is the last paragraph from my article this month. <clears throat> 
In regard to potentially expanded warfare in Israel, I fear our country has few other choices but to respond to whatever happens in the following weeks. I have written this article over several days. Today is October 30th, and over the last weekend, Israel ramped up their ground offensive in, into Gaza following their bombing campaign. One question about the possibility of a ceasefire. Netanyahu cited the refusal of the U.S. to give into a ceasefire after Pearl Harbor or 9-11 as to why Israel would and should not pull back, and then said to relent from the violence would be to submit to Hamas. When another decades-long war, when another decades-long war is the last thing the citizens of the United States desire, we are sadly hamstrung by the policy choices of previous administrations and mistakes we made as a nation in the wake of a horrible terrorist attack, despite the obvious warning signs of future disaster. In the aftermath of this attack on Israel, the voice of reason, well informed by errors, lessons from the past, is being drowned out by the unending propaganda our government uses to convince us this is justified. As I have already explained, the posture and policy of our government has carried out precludes us from asking Israel to make what is clearly the morally superior decision and attempt diplomatic solutions while carrying out limited action to find the people responsible for the attack this month. Holding any other position besides support for Israel would be as openly hypocritical as the bombing campaign was immoral. Despite the support our nation has for the Israeli people and cause, Western intervention will do nothing but exacerbate this conflict. I fear the solution can only be found within the borders of Israel, and it won't be pretty. Uh, that makes sense. And so that's just where I and I made obviously a much more detailed case for it in this article for explaining mm -hmm. that. So obviously, again, go to the Patreon, subscribe, and on the Monday you guys will have this. You will see why I am saying this. Um, but uh, the the as I said, the way that we as a country, or I don't even want to say we, the way that our country has conducted foreign policy, interventionist policy, we, we can't critique another nation for intervening in what mm -hmm. other people are considering a foreign nation in Palestine, yes. right? We can't critique them for that and be... And not be hypocritical. We can't. Mm -hmm. There is no choice for that. Yeah. In a world where America... Yeah, read Overthrow. In a world where America is consistently losing any form of sway we have in the globe, we can't, the government cannot open itself to critique like that, to moral critique from around the globe. If we're going to open ourselves up to be openly hypocritical, mm -hmm. we, they can't afford that. The government can't afford that. So regardless of even if we did come at it as a, as a combined citizenry of fuck Israel, we don't want any money going over there, the government to to sustain its global legitimacy has no choice but to continue to throw weight behind Israel. Check. And I'm not I'm not defending that. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I'm saying that I feel like the government is chip my, committed. My concern is that we are fucked. We are hamstrung. Mm -hmm. And all of the and I say this to kind of underline the talks of like the World War Three, right? Because what Bobo was talking about about growing this into a global conflict. If that's what's happening it's too late is my concern that yes. we're already down that pathway because of the region it's happening in when it was going on in Ukraine, we had all the control in the world. We didn't have to do that. We had, we had all the choice in the world to not fucking do that. Yes. And that's why that was so bad is because we were doing it on purpose. Yes. Here we have fucked ourselves because we've we have, been doing it on purpose for far too long. And in this region in particular, we have yes. fucked around so bad and all of the nations that are viewing I made this point further. The the nations that are threatening to involve themselves with Israel have their own issues with Israel. Mm -hmm. They are also viewing Israel as a direct proxy for the West. Yes, because so they are. Every, uh, precisely. Yes. So everything that we have done over there for the last 20 years and prior, prior is coming back to bite us in the ass. Because prior is key. Because 
I think, as far as U.S. involvement goes, and the reason, the the single thing that brought us down this road that we can't escape from at this point, there's a reason we can't find an exit ramp. It's because we built the road, and we didn't build the exit the ramp. The one-way highway. It was when we fucking overthrew the gov- the Democrat the democratically elected government in Iran back in the 50s. You've seen the roads in the desert. They're straight and long. They Amen. go off into the desert. That is all. That's it. The, into the city and into the desert. That is it. Yes. And it was a... It, this... I mean, you can... You On can, top of China sitting there waiting to make their move. 100%. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt you. It's, But, I mean, you could trace it back to the overthrow and the installment of the Shah in Iran. Like, the, that's where... This this bad blood starts all the way back then, back to before any of us were born. Oh yeah, and that's it, dude. And that we've been on this same exact fucking ramp for so fucking long. There was possible ex- exit ramps, maybe over the last twenty years, like during Afghanistan and all this stuff. But even then, the as far as the government's concern goes, there what there hasn't been an exit ramp, which is why John Bolton's been out there talking about trying to just. Over, we're going to go to war with Iran. I don't see a future in which we do not go in into an active conflict with the nation of Iran. We are already in one due to the nature of warfare these days with proxies, because yeah. Hamas and uh, Hezbollah and the Houthis in Yemen, those are all Iranian-backed militias. That's those are Iranian forces. They right. take they take their orders. They come down from the Shah, come is in Iran. They're in a right? few different countries. Yeah. Yes, and when Hezbollah you, and stuff like yes. they're like up in Lebanon. Yes, too, and, and then we fuck around in Iraq. We right. fuck around in Afghanistan. Guess what nation that borders? We should pull up the fucking map because everybody always needs a goddamn fucking geography Jordan lesson. Jordan and I were looking at the map last night. It's there's a reason we're fucking doing this, yeah. and it's because of this man, and it's and it's always because of this. Where's Iraq? Where's right Syria? Where's Lebanon? Where's Israel? Where's Iran? Where's Afghanistan? Where's fucking Pakistan? Where we, where, where fucking Bin Laden ran, ran to after right. fucking 9-11, right? It's Iran. That's the whole thing. That's why we're super tight with the Saudis. Not because we like them, but because we have to like them. It's because they're the big dog in the area. They're the ones that actually control the rest of the, the, the kingdoms around the the Arabian Peninsula. This is all shit that goes back well before any of us were born, and we're fucking chip committed at this point. And this is going to be a thing. We have Raptor drones flying over the Gaza Strip right now. U.S. Raptor drones flying over the Gaza Strip. Why? Because of the hostage situation. Right. That's we're instantly involved because of the Americans that were scooped up in Israel. Yo, Bill but, goes out here fucking throwing fire. Let's go. Um, the side turkey picks is going to be a huge deciding factor. Also, they have massive. the strongest military. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's going to be massive. This it's going to break NATO. This NATO shit that they have here is very, very... There's always been an odd man out in NATO, and it's always been Turkey. Are you saying we should have let Hitler win? We are the reason Israel is a powerhouse, and it stems from World War II. I... The, when everybody drew the lines throughout all of the Middle East that was after World War II. Since 67. Since 67. Is, well, for is, Israel. Right. And that's what he's talking about is Israel. That's this. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Israel right now. Israel and the current lines, the boundaries they have there, were drawn in 67. That has that's nothing right. to do with Hitler. No. 
I'm I'm confused by the point that he's making between talking about letting yes. Hitler win and where Israel is at now. Exactly. Because that's when, uh, yeah. Because I got to go back and check. But either way, this is all like this whole Middle Eastern situation. The only reason maybe, any of the borders yeah, exist, I, I, I might have the date wrong. Um, I, I'm, well, because it did start in the forties. I'm I remember so maybe it, just it did go back to the forties. I, I apologize, but, my date is wrong. Um, I'm, I'm confused still by the, the the point is still. I'm confused by the hmm. point that's being made with the drawing of the lines in Israel and letting Hitler win the war. Because the drawing of the lines for Israel came with the drawing of the lines for the rest of the entire Arabian Peninsula. It all happened after World War II because it was all... We didn't deal with that realm of the world at that point. We fucked around a little bit in Africa, um, the Northern Africans, but after World War II, they decided to draw a bunch of fucking lines and create a bunch of nation states. And that was... Uh, I'm trying to think about who did that. He but. was the last one openly trying to eliminate the the, okay. The Jews? Yes. Well, he wasn't the last one. I Stalin did the same I, thing. I don't, under, I don't understand the point being yeah. made between Israel being a powerhouse and letting Hitler win. Because I, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything about the points that I was just making have nothing to do no. with the original boundary of Israel. That's not what I'm talking about. No. So even that is aside from the point. What I'm talking about, the points that I'm making about the way that we have fucked around in the Middle East have... The points I'm making are directed at the last 30 years of American foreign policy in the Middle East. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Because if nothing else, those last 30 years, if even if you don't go farther, yes. in my opinion, have hamstrung us to the position that we're in now. Yes. Yeah, I think I, I totally agree with you that you only have to go back a few and decades to tie our hands and our government's our government's actions over the last 30 years in regards to this area of the world have hamstrung us to this point that they're going to do what they're going to do, period. You, you can go back before that and try to justify one thing or another, but at the end of the day, our foreign policy over the last 30 or 40 years have led us to this point with zero exit ramps. Like you, I, again, this is, this is the problem with this regional conflict that has been going on hundreds of if not thousands of years before America became a country. This is, this is the same conflict that's been going on since before the Crusades started, okay? This is the same goddamn conflict. It's, it's the same conflict that, that, was a, that the Romans had to fucking deal with, and they couldn't fucking deal with either. The same fucking reason. The, the reason Palestine is called Palestine was because of the, the Roman Emperor Nero named this land Palestine to piss off the Jews because they they rebelled in a certain way against the Roman Empire. That, but none of that has anything to do with the current American government's involvement in the region. That in, stems in, back for about, like you said, about 30 years or and so. And if I'm understanding the connection between, like, I, I don't know, I'm really struggling. I don't understand the point that's being made between, yes. between Hitler and Israel, right? So if we're talking about, like, we... We stopped Hitler to save the Jews and then helped them establish an Israeli state. That's fine. Whatever you're talking about now, if you're extrapolating that to what is happening now, you're advocating for an active interventionist foreign policy, which is what fucking got us here in the first place. Exactly. I don't understand the point that's being made. If I can try to get into his mind a little bit, the... Because we didn't go to war with Hitler to protect Jews. We didn't even find out about the concentration no camps until happening. the tail end of the war. We were, we were clearing Germany out. Exactly. And 
the but the connection would be that after World War II, it was decided in the global community that the Jews needed their own nation state, and so it was decided the powers that be the 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 UN at that point I think that was created yeah. created the nation state of Israel for a homeland for the Jews. Okay, that's about the closest tie that I can even think of, but that doesn't speak to what we're talking about at and, all. Nor does it nor does it justify an interventionist no, policy from America not now. Not even a little bit. I don't. That doesn't mean that we have any fucking business in what's going on over there. The mm -hmm. UN had no business in what was going on there then. Exactly. Right? I don't. My my point of view on that, goddamn, I addressed this in the article too. My issue with, with that is the UN's it, it was it was speaking back to my might makes right argument, mm -hmm. right? The UN's intervention in this, if we're talking about the bolstering of whatever, that's that's on them then to make that state. Mm -hmm. We directly intervened with whether it be Palestine or Israel, their ability to create a state at that time by fucking around with those borders and putting them where we did. We did that. We are actively engaging ourselves with their right to create their own state. If that's mm -hmm. what we're saying, they have a right to have their own state, then that's on you. You make your borders, you defend them, you fucking create that shit. I like I yes. don't I don't get that. I don't understand this connection, this this thing that's happening of like we have a responsibility to them because of fucking X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Why? For why though? I, I don't understand this. I don't get this connection that people are drawing up with this. Mm -hmm. We we gotta fucking defend them. We have to do for for why though? Why? Because of what we've been doing. That isn't a good enough reason for it's me. Bad reason. Status quo is not a good enough reason for why we should be doing it's this. It's generally a red flag. If you're just going to stick to the status quo, that's generally a good reason to not do something because it, this is this has always been bad. It's going to continue to be bad, and it, if we continue to insist that we need to be involved in it, then we're just going to be a part of that bad situation. This so let's is, talk about this because yes. one of my questions, like, why are why are we doing this? Why are we putting this money in? Because that's why are we supporting them, whether it be financially or militarily. morally, as a, militarily, uh, you we know, two a, socially as fleets. a country. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Why why are we doing this? So let's start with the money thing because that's what we were talking about that first, right? Mm. Financially, we're we're. We're hamstrung. We're 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 we have been following this policy line for an extremely long time. Yes. And to turn our backs on them, uh, to, for the government to turn its back on Israel immediately after what we are calling their nine eleven, mm -hmm. isn't really a tenable policy. Yes, it's if you're trying to show that you are reliable globally, it's not really a tenable policy. It's not something you can walk away from. Yes, right. From a governmental perspective, I understand. Yeah, we like to make alliances and then make sure we we back those. Yes. Um. So I guess we understand. I guess I want to talk about the country part. Like I don't, I don't. I'm very confused by the innate, like inherent support that people are showing for, for either side. But I don't. I guess Israel, because it's what we're talking about with the specific, like because of this mm -hmm. point with Joseph. Like I don't understand this. I don't get what, where this is coming from. This moral connection to that, but because to me, if that's how you're feeling, it seems like it would be the same thing with Ukraine. It, because I don't know what it's people who are trying to defend a place that they're identifying as their own, and I guess we can mm -hmm. like there are differences in, in how far back their connection to the land goes. But the justification for both is they're trying to secure their own land, they're trying to maintain their own sovereignty as a nation. So I don't understand where the difference yeah. comes at that point. If you're supporting Israel for this reason, how did you not support Ukraine for the same fucking reason a year ago? Word. And 
just as a quick aside, I think this is really funny because there's always been this argument about a one-state solution or a two-state solution. This is de facto two-state solution. The entire basis of argument at this point is Palestine and Israel. Palestine is not a nation as far as the world stages goes. Right. We've achieved the two-state solution. We did it without even actually doing it right. because everybody's already drawn lines now. Which again, this is, is already a, a thing. It's a completely Western fabrication. Exactly. The idea of a two-state solution is not something that's tenable in with. the minds of either the Palestinians or the Israelis. Exactly. They are not open to either solution. The mm-hmm. Israeli government has said they are for quite some time for the same reason that we're supporting them. Because to say that they're not in favor of a two-state solution is to say that they want to eliminate the Palestinians. Which means that they're just in a constant civil war. It is not a globally, morally tenable solution that Mm -hmm. you can put out there, right? Regardless of whether or not they actually believe that, because if if they are Zionists, which they are, right, that's what Mm -hmm. they're saying they are, then you do believe in the home of 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 a Jewish state and the land of Israel, which precludes the existence of Palestinians there, right? I'm not... I don't care either way. I don't, yes. I don't have an issue with that. That's fine if that's where you're at, right? But that means you are not open to a two-state solution. You need to be honest about that. And yes. the Israeli government is not doing that. I understand why they're doing it. <laughs> I understand why they're saying that. Because you can't... Mm-hmm. The same way when Madeleine Albright said that it was okay for us to kill a fucking bunch of kids and women, yes. it didn't look very good. That was an American woman who was the head of state who was saying that, yes. right? Didn't look very good. It's the same thing when fucking Netanyahu says it. If he mm-hmm. says that, it doesn't look very good, Yep. right? We, we gave America, we gave the world a peek behind the curtain when Madeleine Albright said that. We expect True. this from both the Israelis and the Palestinians. We're waiting for them to stop lying on both sides. Mm-hmm. That's why this is so tense in this particular perspective is because yeah. we know neither of them believe in a two-state solution. We're just kind of waiting for whoever is going to say it first. Exactly. Palestinians are just a little less – Hamas is just less shy about what they're doing. You know, They're yes. like, oh, no, it's in the Constitution. Fuck you guys. We're, we want the whole shit. You know? So – this 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 whole thing, like you said, the the idea of a two state solution is from the beginning a a Western idea. Yes. It, it was doomed from the very beginning. Yes. When you put Palestine on two different sides of Israel, you never wanted that to work. You didn't want that to be successful. Nope. When that's how you decided to make a non contiguous country inside of another country, yep. you didn't want this to work. So, none of it's good. Um, the shit is confusing to me. I don't like. Which is exactly, and it's. And it's been this way for thousands of years. And, and no there, one can there's no, it. well, because there's no. The people who this are isn't a, this isn't a standard pro, war. The people who are inherently pro-Israeli can't explain to me, unless they're Jewish, why they are that way, mm-hmm. why their opinion is coming from this place. Yes, because most people can't just say that. Well, I like a Western democracy, and that's they do something similar to what we do, so we like them. Which I think is swaggins. If that's what it is, then that's totally great. But nobody fucking says that. Right. And it bothers me. If you like them because they kind of sort of look like you and they kind of they kind of do something. It's like a mix of like European government and, and, and American government. And we like that. Right. Because we don't we don't base they don't. Well, but then then again, even they do. They base their laws in theology. Judeo-Christian rally. Done. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the way they do things. This is the the major issue is this is a fucking, I don't care. I'm just going to use the term because this is what this is. This is a fucking holy war, and it has been since before the goddamn crusades. 
We don't do holy war in the West. We haven't done that. We deal with nation states and borders and governments and trade and fucking land. It, we do. This is very, very different. Logic we don't deal with and this morality. shit. Yes. And, that, and philosophy and yes. ideology, Western and Eastern and all this different shit. Which this can, is why we generally get along with the Russians, right. more or less. When I was there in high school, we generally got along with the Russian people. And they were great people and had a great time. And somebody said this on a podcast with Douglas Murray at some point. I said, if you were just blindfolded and airdropped in the middle of Russia and you had no idea where you were and you woke up and you took your blindfold off, would you think you were in the West? And he said, well, I would think I was somewhere close to it because that, this, is a, this is a concept we can generally, we can conceptualize. We understand this thing. We cannot and we will not ever be able to understand what is happening in the Middle East. It, it has shown in the last fucking 20 you years. You mean like in Muslim cultures? Yes. We cannot under... They do not perceive the world the way we do. Right. We do not perceive of the world that they do. There's zero ability for us to take our Western values and our even our high-minded... We were well-educated. We understand a little bit about Muslim culture because we have Muslims here and this and that. And other no, 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 no. We have... No ability to conceptualize what life and governance is like in that region. Right. And until we realize that and we get the fuck out of there, we're going to be doing what we're going to do. And which means this is just empire. This is Western empire world police. And we're going to have to go in there and bulldoze right. the goddamn thing and take over everything. And we're going to have to go to fucking war with Iran. And we're going to try to make nice with the Saudis, even though we have the same fucking problem with them. We have no idea. We can't comprehend how the Saudis do their thing. The law in Saudi Arabia is the law in Saudi Arabia. But guess what happens if you get in a car accident in Saudi Arabia? If you hit somebody that is like part of a, a royal family somewhere, if you get in a car accident with them, you're going to jail forever. If you get in a car wreck with somebody else, eh, you work it out, bing, bing, boom. It's more similar here. The societies, these two societies do not, they do not meld. They, you cannot, you cannot, uh, assimilate to, to each other. These are two different worlds, and we do not belong there. It's, and it's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine yeah. for multiple cultures like that to exist around the world that do not identify with each other. And if there is a basic understanding from both sides, which there used to fucking be, where you can just, I'm a tourist here, I'm visiting, blah, blah, blah. Generally speaking, it worked okay. It worked okay because people are visiting Everybody understands that, bing, bang, boom. There's always some kind of issues, whatever. But this whole, unless, if we want the Middle East to work like we, uh, we want it to work, the only option is to fucking go full-on empire and take that bitch over in some capacity. Done. That's the only way. Otherwise, the only other option, get the fuck out, and whatever happens over there, happens over there. Right. And might will make right, and it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad, but you know what's not going to fix it? Anything the West is going to do. Anything right. the West is going to do. I think the the moral thing is a really interesting point because I I understand that. That is like that is what will lean people towards being 
supportive of Israel is because their culture, their morals more align with what Western morals are. This, yes. this I more accept. aligned. This I accept. This, and I'm not like this is an acceptable answer for why you support Israel. I mean, this is something that I can understand, and I'm not going to yes. question what the fuck you're saying because exactly. that makes sense. This, if someone said this to me, this would make sense to me, mm-hmm. right? Because there is, because there is unquestionably a difference in the set of morals that exist in the Western world and in the Muslim world, right? Mm -hmm. And this is at its core, I think, why people are able to draw such a stark division between the two and be like, what's happening in Palestine is fucked up. Mm -hmm. I'm pro-Israel, right? However, this gets lost when those two parties are ignoring their morals and fucking ruthlessly killing civilians, right? Yes. The moral base that you have that you're using to justify your support for Israel is gone now. That yep. that isn't there. I understand whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't understand anything. You're you're that's gone. That doesn't mm-hmm. exist because they're not upholding the Western morals that we are expecting them to. Yes. Because it's the same thing, those Western morals that you're talking about. Our own government doesn't uphold. That's what mm-hmm. I talked about last episode. That's why we should be critical of them, and we are on their shows, because they're mm-hmm. also not upholding the Western morals that we're supposed to be the fucking pilots of. We're supposed to be the head of the spear of Western morals <laughs> as fucking America, right. and our government is not upholding them no. our, themselves to it, right? Yes. So that, that inherent support for Israel that comes from that, that shit's gone. And that's mm-hmm. why I think why I'm having trouble understanding it is because I get like— the background of that and if this active event wasn't happening and it's just the general two-state stuff whatever and you're like yeah, i have a side with israel in this i get that do you yes. want to see that nation exist and continue on because they're more aligned with what you have going on here Indeed. that shit's gone now dude yes we're past that point there's a there's also a reason they're the only place over there that that works like that the and only place over there that works like that is because the rest of them don't work like that and the only reason they continue to exist is because we said, you get to, and if everybody fucks with you, we'll, we'll make sure they know. We and need that's, to, and there was, we, so mm-hmm. Jewish said, we've bolstered the capability of the Jewish people since we declared we would not forget. Okay, mm-hmm. you are now trying to draw lines You're between back again. the Holocaust and, and the Jewish state competing with Palestine, mm-hmm. right? What is happening, what threatens to happen but with, with, with Hamas and with Israel is not the fucking Holocaust. You're not talking about the Israeli people being rounded up and put in fucking gas chambers. It's not the same thing. The, the, the people of Israel, the nation of Israel is not the same thing as the citizens of multiple European countries existing as Jews there and being able to be rounded up. Mm. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. There is a... Because... I'm not saying we fucking let the Jews be marched off into a gas chamber. That's Word. not what I'm saying. Word. That isn't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it isn't our job or our responsibility to fucking craft nations all around the globe. In what world is that our... In what world do we have the right to do that? Do we get to decide what countries do exist and don't? Why do we have that power? Mm-hmm. Who decided? We did? Yep. What the fuck does that mean? Yep. What are you talking about? What I'm like... What what you're what you're advocating for, Joseph, is is America deciding who gets to win and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. We don't have that right. In what world do we? Mm-hmm. How do we justify those actions if as you, as a country? If you don't agree with it in Ukraine, you can't agree with it here. That's the way that goes. I I understand it's a it's a very it's a it, it can be a hard thing to process, but it's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. We cannot dictate the future of the region 
in that area if you also don't if you if you also believe that we don't dictate what happens to Ukraine. And I, Joseph, I, I like I a thousand percent hear what you're saying. You're saying yes, but we have we have already done it, right or wrong. I I agree with you. So why would we continue to propagate wrong think? Why would we continue to carry out morally wrong actions? Yes, you're acknowledging right here in this discussion it was wrong. We all are. We did do this. Mm -hmm. I said that the last time. Might makes right. It wasn't right that we did that. It is not morally tenable how we crafted this nation, but it's how it happened. It's how nations are crafted. It is in natural. It is. It is unnatural for other nations to step in and craft them for somebody else. That is not how this should be done. It's, you can't morally justify that. That's why it's wrong. That's why it's not okay. It doesn't matter. At this point, it doesn't matter we've done it in the past. It was wrong. It matters that we acknowledge it and don't continue to do it. Mm -hmm. Or else we are actively... We are acting immorally around the globe with fucking knowledge of it. Mm -hmm. I... Uh, because at that point, you're just saying whatever mess that we did make, we have to continue to clean up forever. And that, that is a road that doesn't end. Because if you, if you go down that path with America's past, it never ends. And we just have to take over the entire globe. Joseph, I don't understand the point that you're making. Who has developed the Iron Dome? Who has kept Israel on the map? Mm -hmm. We have immorally. That's what I'm saying to you. We don't have a right to do this. We don't have a right to fuck around around the globe. Yeah. You're asking America to be world police while actively shitting on us for involving ourselves in Ukraine. What you're saying doesn't make any sense. And this, this is the problem with getting involved in a holy war that hasn't ended since it began thousands of years ago. The other conflicts that we've dealt with, all the other border stuff and all the other nations that we've, we've, we've taken over and done all that... We we destroyed. The, there wasn't a there wasn't a, a a religious aspect to it. We just did it for just the standard it's, empire it's, shit. It's not wrong to hold that position. No one is wrong to hold their position. But you mm -hmm. can't morally justify it. You can't logically justify it while you're being critical of other nations around the globe for doing the same shit. Exactly. You can't. So I'm I don't I'm not like. Whatever, I don't need to say, you, I can't tell you how to think. I'm not going to. You're not wrong for thinking that. But what you're saying literally doesn't make any sense. It's mm -hmm. extremely inconsistent, and you cannot support what we're fucking doing in Israel and not support what's going on in Ukraine and expect for anybody to take that opinion seriously because it's not. It's inconsistent to all fuck. It's, it's insane. You're, you're, you're actively asking for America to be world police. Well, we've been on the show, and you've said the exact opposite. It's wrong we did in Afghanistan. Like, all this shit is wrong, mm -hmm. right? I... You can't parse through and decide who we can and can't defend because mm -hmm. it's okay and it isn't. I, I, it, that's yeah. not consistent. That isn't a way that a nation can conduct itself and expect to have any type of respect or the sway that you're talking about to bolster those actions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, there's so the, really what I think there's so much surface level conversation that happens around this this particular conflict when really it, it goes way, way deeper to the fact that I think anybody that just wants to just, you know, put a quick end to this thing somehow or other, put somebody in their place, draw some borders, call it good, just does not understand the inherent nature of Joseph, you're of, making of warfare. You're making a circular argument. You're, you're actively ignoring what we're saying. Mm -hmm. 
it, it is wrong. We have done it. That doesn't make it right to continue to do it. Indeed. I, At a certain point, you have to stop. At a certain point, you have to stop. It doesn't matter. I... It doesn't make it right just because you acknowledge that it was wrong in the past. Yeah. That doesn't make it right to keep doing it. It's still fucking wrong. Yep. You have to correct your action. Yes. I, you can't. Yeah. I you, don't even understand. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is again, this is the inherent problem: is that there's some kind of, and to go back to, like the 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 bomb, like the the airstrikes. That Israel's doing, right? That's when all of a sudden America starts to lose some taste and we go, yeah, okay, well, we don't really like this. Well, do you know who doesn't have a problem with that? Generally speaking, the Israeli government doesn't have a problem with that because that's what they always do and that's what they continue to do. This is where we are similar-ish, but we're not the same. This is not a Western democracy over in Israel. This, These are things that we cannot comprehend because we do not believe in the same things we don't have the same values we don't we don't speak the same fucking language here man because this they is not... don't care that that citizens and civilians are being killed and we do that yes. does matter that, that does in fact matter and that, just that shows... they are killing civilians yes that does matter it I don't matters care. to us and that just that just demonstrates the fact that we are inherently different and that means we don't belong in this conflict we do not inherently belong to there we like to think that we do because like I said before, we're similar-ish to Israel, but we're not. We cannot, we, we do not align our, our Western values and Israeli values align on most things, but there's a few red lines that we have that they don't have, which, which means we do not need to be involved, period. And we can't be involved because there is no winning. I'm, there's I'm, no winning in that solution. Yeah, I'm unwilling to justify the the death of civilians I don't, I don't care the history between the the israelis and the palestinians mm. i i don't care i'm not going to justify that when you're talking yep. about the establishment and the creation and the defense of a jewish state regardless of whether it's because we had the jews back and we would never let it happen again or whatever mm -hmm. you're still talking about the elimination of fucking of civilians i'm i'm not going to defend that and yep. it's crazy that anybody will i if that's crazy to me i don't care if it's because you're pro-israeli or whatever mm -hmm. you are talking about killing fucking innocent people yes you are not moral. You do not have the moral high ground if this is the stance that you're taking. Period. You do not. You do not. Cannot justify And I will not civilians. justify this the same way that I won't justify or defend the way that America acted after 9-11. Mm -hmm. Do I understand what we did? I absolutely do. We killed millions of civilians. That is not moral. That is not justifiable. That was wrong. That was wrong. Yes. To continue down the same path is even more wrong because we know what we've done. Yes. This, you makes do not worse. have a moral high ground, regardless of whether you're pro-Palestinian or pro-Israel. You are advocating for the elimination of a group of people. Mm -hmm. You do not have the moral high ground. Yep. You do not. You are wrong for that. That's any, crazy. That's right. Anytime any can, anybody can try to justify the taking of an innocent life, you are wrong. Period. And this is why... This then we stop, but I believe it will be for the worst in this instant. I don't want to be the world police, but I also don't know if I can convert my religion to survive. I don't, I don't understand. Means. I don't know you what know, you're saying. You know what's really nice about America? Is that, uh, particularly after World War II, because America was a very, very anti-Semitic place. In, in, in a lot after World War II, but it kind of mellowed out afterwards. There's one safe place... Any... Oh, to convert, not wrong. 
next? Not not wrong next. I don't know. But there is one place in the world that any Jewish person can come and be safe in the world, and that's America. Because we don't we don't play those games. You can come here and we we do have freedom of religion and we have very strong Jewish communities in the world. And that's it's always been that way. That's I mean a, a vast a ton of Jewish people came over here after the Holocaust and uh, during the Soviet Union when they were doing all the purges of all the Jews throughout Russia and everything like that. This this has always been a safe place for anybody to come of any religion because that we don't play by these religious games. And that's like that's I think I th I think that what Joseph is saying, mm -hmm. and tell me if I'm wrong, Joseph, when you're saying you're next after the Christians well okay, so the, mm. I am right. You're, you're saying that you believe that if we allow the Jewish state to be eliminated, the Muslims will then come to eliminate all the Christians. You're talking about fucking holy wars, dude. You're talking about fucking holy wars. Yes. This is a different thing than government policy. That's, you, it doesn't work that way. You're yes. talking about fucking holy wars. Yes, and we can't play the holy war game because we're America. We don't play holy war games. We're the West. We don't. The West doesn't the West construct doesn't nations do that. that way. Exactly. We don't construct nations that way anymore. Yep. We, while America is indeed founded as a Christian nation, there are not only Christians that live here. No. You're talking about defending a place that wants to be only Jews. This is not the same fucking thing, man. Mm -hmm. You're talking about holy wars. This, you're not talking about government policy and political policy. You're talking about holy wars. Yes. This is very, very fucking different. This is the problem. Again, we, we acknowledged, we just acknowledged, right? Not 20 minutes ago. There are obvious concerns and differences between the moral sets of the West and of the Muslims and of the Muslim religion. This is a concern, which is why you're saying the two nations, the two societies are not tenable they should yeah. be separate from each other and that's not no fucking muslims in america right that's not what we're saying nope those two immense cultures should not be smashed half and half in one place can't be doing that, that. isn't how it should work we have seen these differences play out even in business right oh, even yeah. if you're talking about the way that we conduct business with the saudis is an excellent excellent fucking example mm -hmm. right they conduct business differently. They lie to your face and then they tell you one thing yes. and turn around and do the exact opposite. They conduct everything differently. Yes, right? Because we're we're completely you're, different cultures, man. That's you're just the talking way it goes, about man. fucking holy wars, Joseph. That's That's just the way it goes. We are all people of this earth. If we can't get along, Joe, you're you just said not all religions are created equal. And then in the next sentence, if we can't all get along, then it won't work. Am I am I crazy? And no. like I don't No, this is circular. This is going nowhere. That's going nowhere. I'm telling you right now, that's going nowhere. That's fucking insane. This is not I love you, Joseph. <laughs> You're not making any sense right now. That's crazy. I feel like we're back on fucking with with uh with homie. Yeah, Jake Lines in your house. Are you hanging out with Jake Lines <laughs> right now? What the fuck is happening here, Joseph? Are you trolling me? And you this... you like to troll me. What yes. the fuck is happening and here? This is my exact problem i'm getting hot right now i don't i'm so confused i know because and it's not i'm not mad at you just but nothing make sense. makes me more upset than when i'm confused and that's like <laughs> that's my whole life i don't i get so upset when i get confused yes uh can confirm <coughs> but also we've been in here for a while so it is getting kind of toasty but i'm, 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 I'm multi-layered too so that doesn't help but this is why there's no ability to have a real conversation about this because it always somebody 
devolves into holy war, holy war talk or somebody gets here or there. And it's not the same and, thing. And, and they're different conversations. They're a thousand percent different conversations, but they're all, they're all seemingly tied together, which is why the only answer is to just as the chips need to fall where they lie and we just need to walk the fuck away. Otherwise, this is only going to go one way. And it involves big boom booms. It involves U.S. troops getting shot and killed, getting blown up, and probably worse than that. But this is the path we're going to go down. So that's just, it's just is what it is. Like you said before, we're too chip committed as a government at this point to just continue on. I, I no love I this man, but I'm going to explode. <laughs> I'm going to explode. No, let's, I want to, Carolina asked a question up at the top, and then I think that's kind of where we're getting at. So I want to ask let's or answer that question. Bit. Yeah, just a little bit, up a little bit further. She had two right back to back. Okay. Absolutely agree. I do not believe that perhaps the Eagle of the Nation, correct me if I'm wrong, has led to want to have the control or desire of such by trying to play a part on how to craft a nation. Facts. It's like a snake eating its own tail. How do you guys think this could be stopped now that it's gone this far? So that's right now, right? Um, Shout out. I've had good influence over the years. Yeah, and I want to say before we go, Joseph, or not before we go, because we're not going anywhere, but before we switch to this next topic, I don't, mm -hmm. as far as the Holy War thing, if you want to talk about the defense of Judeo-Christian values, I'll fucking lay down hate for that shit all day, Word. right? That's a different discussion than we're having here. We're talking yes. about government policy of the United States. If and you want to talk states. about, if you want to talk about defense of Judeo-Christian values, mm that's that's why this motherfucker is around joseph that's why this is here I, i'm not i don't I, I don't go to church i'm not a man of god i have and i've said on this show a million times i've lived my life with judeo-christian values as the base since i've been an adult because i believe that's the right way to live i believe that's the moral way to live if you want to talk about holy wars that's a different discussion right yes but that's not what we're talking about right now yes i would die in defense of judeo-christian values because that is the moral way to live mm -hmm. i am right there with you with that we're talking about we're talking about government policy because that could potentially end with our children or us dying in a foreign fucking land for a religion that we don't believe in, to Word. a God that we don't fucking pray in. That's a different goddamn discussion, right? Amen. I would, I would die to defend Judeo-Christian values. I would not send my son to the Middle East to fight for the fucking government's policy or whatever the fuck they're doing. Yes. That I will not do. That is what we are talking about. Yep. That's the difference here. Very much so. And this sounds really callous, but it is also very true. Um, if Israel, as it exists today, did not exist anymore, you know how much that would change America? Not a lot. That's and all I'm, I'm saying, and that's, that's the basis of the problem here. We're coming from America first. Yes. Right? America first, the uh -huh. people of this country. Uh -huh. We talk about so we talk about religions and stuff. At nope. Different time. I don't want any innocent but, people to die. I don't. And but man, precisely. this is out of out of all the fights that are not our fights because there's a lot of fights out there that aren't our fight. I, I swear to God, if we get involved in a fucking holy war, you know, clothed in a fucking nation state rivalry, we're not we're not going to do that. We cannot do that. It only ends really fucking badly because holy wars have a lot of fucking allies and uh once 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 the holy war is actually declared even our little trade partner like saudi arabia and our best friends over there they don't give a fuck about us anymore 
Right. And I want to, this is the last thing I think I want to say about this argument because it's not, I agree, it's not going to go anywhere. But like this last thing he said, we have filled the earth and need to remember who has the capability of leaving our neighbors alone and who can't. Some religions are not going to assimilate. What you're saying is literally the same arguments that led to the fucking Holocaust. Yep. That they will not assimilate. They cannot be a part of the same. We can't accept them. It's the same thing that will literally lead to advocating for the elimination of Muslims. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Nope. I just multiple times laid out for you the serious concerns with the differences in morality of those two systems i will not advocate for the elimination of muslims i will not do that and i'm not saying that's what you're doing but the thoughts you're expressing are literally the base for those arguments it goes down they cannot assimilate i'm not doing that man i'm not fucking doing that we don't get to decide what other people can and can't do you can't fucking do that man Mm -hmm. you cannot do that that's not moral. When you say shit like that, when that's the path of justification, you lose the moral high ground. You yes. have no moral justification. You don't get to decide how other individuals conduct themselves. If, if yep. someone is exhibiting active hostility towards you, you, you have choices there. If someone is living on the other side of the world, you don't get to decide whether they exist or not. Yes. It doesn't work that way. It's a different story if it's within our borders, within it's our not nation, moral. if there are that's, citizens you, and our... our, our American values, yes, very, very different. But when you're talking about in it, taking those values and then putting them across the globe, we don't can't do that. Do that, man. You can't do that because it only ends with fucking genocide and a world takeover. You cannot fucking that's 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 it. You can't go down I, that road. I absolutely understand and sympathize with the sentiment that you're expressing. As someone who has gotten to know you over the time that you've been like watching the show and interacting with us, I am pleading to you to take a fucking closer look at what you're saying because it's that's tough. That's a very fucking sketchy line that you're towing mm-hmm. saying shit like that. Yep. Um, and I don't, I like I said, I know you enough. I'm not, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I, Different arguments. I personally think we should leave it all alone and see, but I also see why it won't work. They will. All right. I'm over this. We're um, moving on. <laughs> yeah. I... Read the last 30 fucking things that you've typed, Joseph, and tell me if any of those things make linear sense. This is, this is also one of the problems with the chat conversation. <laughs> yeah. I know. As far as what's going to happen next in Israel, I, I think that a policy of observation is the way to go. I don't think inserting ourselves anymore. I already went over like what I think the government is going to do. I think they're going to keep fucking sending money. And I don't, my serious, my serious concern is that if it is opening up, it's, it's already too late. Like we're already marched down that road. And I yeah. hate to sound like, like the boy who cried wolf. Cause I said a lot of the same stuff when Ukraine happened, you know, I obviously didn't expect for it to fucking Peter off the way that it did. I really thought that they were going to keep shoving money into that thing. Mm-hmm. I think if Israel didn't happen, there's a good chance that it keeps happening. Have. Yeah, I think um, so. But I, again, I, I am not trying to, I don't like to sound like an extremist or like a shock jock. I don't want to be doing that, you know, because I don't, I've, I just see 10 years from now, people are like, this guy's just fucking saying wild shit to fucking get views. Like, I, I really don't want to be doing that. And if that's I, what you're doing, it's not working. I really, you're right. I really don't want to be doing that. And that's why I say that. But I don't, if I had to pick one that felt more likely to involve American lives, this or Ukraine, it's definitely this one. And it's yes. because, it, because of our foreign policy over the last few decades. And I'm, seriously concerned that we're going to keep fucking marching and mm-hmm. it's not just us but that 
other nations in the area are going to keep pushing to where we don't we feel that we don't have a choice you know um because when you start to involve the other nations that are openly hostile towards america you do have mm-hmm. immediate national security th- threats and interests and okay. I, you you can't the same deal as as israel in response to october 7th you can't do nothing you yep. can't do nothing and oh, yeah. and it certainly hasn't helped that our boris has been so porter porous that uh I mean, you've seen the massive protests. I mean, they're every, in every major city in every Western nation. Want to talk about that, too. And all of a sudden, it just takes one incident, and guess who's going in? Guns a-blazing. Yeah. Us. Because the protests here are getting... We'll get to that in a minute, because yeah. I want to talk about this for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, here, what do you think should happen next? Um I I would like for us to be as uninvolved as possible. That's mm-hmm. what do I think should happen next is I think that we should really try and remove ourselves from this. And somehow, I don't know. I mean, it, it what I think should happen is not going to lead to a strong America. It leads to the destruction of America because <laughs> like I like I said I I was talking about it in my article. Like I don't, the the moral thing to me like that's where I'm at. I want mm-hmm. us to try and begin to act morally because I feel like that's one of the things that is going to lead to the preservation of America is us correcting the path of our government and not fucking around around the globe in ways that question our inherent morality. I like I like the idea of American exceptionalism. I would love mm-hmm. to go back to a day where we just live like that, not because it's right, but because we it's fucking true. we kick so much ass that we're yeah. like, no, we actually are the best, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We don't look down on you guys, but we're the best, and that's all right. Yep. We can't operate like that anymore, and the general populace doesn't believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fucking Marxist and bullshit that's involved in there, a lot of things that are ruining that, yeah. but also our own actions have ruined that. Yeah, our so, foreign policy in particular has so I would really like us that. To move back towards that, but in this particular instance, that almost looks like a fucking apology to the Middle East and be like, "Yo, we shouldn't have fucked around here for so long, and we're just gonna back off now." Mm-hmm. You know, that also comes with a very strong, "Don't fucking cross this line." You cross the fucking prime meridian, you know, or the equator with the equators here, prime meridians here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You cross that prime meridian, we got a fucking problem. Don't be coming over here. Don't fuck around over here. We mm-hmm. won't fuck around over there. Yep. If you like America and you love American values, you you're visit, welcome to come. Come chill. We're still yeah. we're, we're still cool. have uh, an immigration process. If you want to still move here, we're yep. gonna vet the fuck out of you. We're gonna make sure that you're legit. Yep. Same we should be doing with everybody else. Yep. You know, and if we are truly the exceptional America that we would hope to build at some point, if you really really like our culture and you want to adopt it over where you're from, do that. I think the world would be a better place like that. And I that's that that opens to me that opens the door back up for like the America World Police light and I'm not trying I hate to sound hypocritical and like this but where where we're able to use those values those morals as an anchor for mm-hmm. stepping in to stop humanitarian fucking disgustingness you yeah. know that's the same deal if, if we're if we're at the point if mm-hmm. if what we believe or like joseph believes is going to happen that if we step back from israel and they do start getting fucked that the whole muslim world starts to just destroy that country you, you step in you say no nope. fucking stop it not because we still we're trying to you don't have the right as an individual as a country to fuck with another country that's what we're stopping right we're not trying to fuck mm-hmm. with muslims or any of the shit that you have going on there you don't get to fuck with another country i still feel that is within the moral justification of of that american exceptionalism but that comes with such a 
limited and well-defined foreign policy. Yeah, and it's a very nuanced. Uh, it's my view discussion. of what should happen next is very hopelessly optimistic. Mm-hmm. And that's because I don't think any things that I think should happen are ever going to happen. Indeed. Because the country that I have in my view, the America that I love, is so far gone yeah. that it feels like a dream for any of those things to try and picture them. It does, doesn't you know? it? But if you're asking me what I think should happen next, it's that. Yeah. That's what I think. Because I think all of those things are well within the bounds of the Constitution and well within the bounds of American exceptionalism and American morality, Western morality, for us to stick to our own shit until someone else is being absolutely fucking subjugated. And we say, we're not doing that. You're not doing that. The world is not doing this. Mm-hmm. And when you fuck off, we will fuck right off too because we don't want anything to do with you, but you don't get have to do anything to do with these people over yeah. here. And if we could have just stuck to that, like, once you fuck off, we'll fuck off. If we could have done that, yes, we probably would be all right. But obviously, that's not just not what we've done. Which, you know, it's like we we had our chance to be the American Empire and literally take over the entire world, and we just didn't do it. And in retrospect, maybe we should have, because that's I think the only way that that kind of thing could be possible. I mean, in a way, it feel like that dream feels as utopian as like the anarchist society. It's very utopian. But it's much easier to strive towards that within our own borders than it is to fuck around with others. Precisely. And that's that's where it, it all that's where it all leads, man. And it's and this is the problem. There is never going to be a time on this planet where everybody's cool. Right. And everybody's chilling. That's not going to happen because no. it never has happened and it never will fucking happen. Unless there's a fucking global Unless, monarch, you know, that's yeah. just iron fisting the whole shit. Exactly. And so then you just have Joseph, tyranny everywhere. What Joseph wants over here. Let's go. Don't tempt me, Joseph. American okay? Empire I've, throughout the world. Let's I told go. Colin, I think it was like two weeks ago, it was right before the Josh episode. I don't remember what we were talking about. I think it had to be Israel. But I Probably. was like, I was like, listen. If we're going back to straight Empire America, I was like, that's Let's fine. Go. That's fine. But I want to know that so exactly. that I know what we're doing and I can reframe my understanding. Yeah. Enough so that I'm not pussyfooting around here. Yeah, so I'm not so fucking upset about what's going on. If you're telling me, listen, we're this just we're, we're going to run shit, that's fine. I don't, I'm not cool with that. I'm not going to justify that. That's wrong. You know, but if that's what we're doing, it would make sense. I can get on board with that because I understand it. Mm-hmm. Right? I can. I'm not going to be so upset about what's happening outside of the, like my regular level because I understand it. I'm not mm-hmm. confused by this. We're trying to take everything. I get it. I get what we're doing. Yes. Why is it? It's crazy. This is crazy what we're doing. I understand it, though. We're trying to take fucking everything. Don't you, fucking tempt me, Joseph. You can, you can understand it. Don't tempt me, Joseph. Don't be confused. Don't, don't <laughs> tempt me, Joseph. Don't, Lord, don't tempt me, Joseph. Don't, don't tempt me over here. Jesus. Told you, America's the best. If everything was America, everything would be the best. Right. Don't we, we, then we can all just fight from within. We, we should have, and maybe our constitution should be available to all. I, let's go. Listen, don't fucking tempt me, Joseph. <laughs> you just had me upset at you. Don't win me back over now. Don't tempt <laughs> me on this, okay? Don't tempt me. Oh, Told geez. you, America's the fucking best. I don't. I I probably five times in the last month, I've been having conversations with people about politics, the country, blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about America. Like, listen, America's the greatest country. To ever exist. And I'll defend that to whatever. And I get a lot of really weird looks. And I just look right at them like, no, don't, don't misunderstand. America is the greatest country to ever exist. Bar none. 
That that is all. Thus far, that is the truth. That's right. I don't, you you cannot defeat me. There is no argument That's against right. it. I don't care all the bad shit we done. Yep. Oh, the fucking natives. Are you free here? Are you free as can be? Yes, you are. <laughs> all the yeah. other places that say they're freer than us, are they? Yeah. They're not. Are we still super free here? Not great. Are we the freest there is in the world? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are. This is the best country that's ever existed. There is no argument. Yes. <laughs> United States of the world. Don't tempt me, Joseph. Don't tempt me. I mean. Yes. That's Let me fucking ask you. Ian, Ian on IRL. Let's just make Israel the 51st state. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Stop. More about the future. Do you think that Israel has plans for the future? If you do, what do you think they are? Oh, I know we started to hear some whispers about this. This was yeah. a better question two weeks ago when I wrote it for Joe, or right. for Josh. But we've so we've seen some whispers since then, so it kind of ruins yeah. it a little bit. But yeah, what do I think their plans are for the future, Carolina? It is true. Coming from another country, trying to have my whole family here, I would That's have right. to say I a million percent agree. Yep, it's the greatest country ever. Based, yes. Um, Those are the people to ask to fucking immigrants. Exactly. Where'd you come from? Is it better than here? Like, fuck no. Yeah. All right. All right. Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> we got everybody here. They all say it's the best here. Everybody still comes here, bro. It's, it's still the best. By the millions down south. That's right. It's a whole deal. <laughs> Don't crush me. Oh, <laughs> I'm crush your hopes and dreams tonight, yeah. buddy. Israel, the future. What do you think about that? Ooh, what do I think about that? I'll let what, you think for a second. What do they want? What do you what do you think? What do you think their plan is for the future? I think their plan is to drive out every single Palestinian in the we'll just say the old borders, the OG borders. They they want them all gone. Anyone that's not willing to become Israeli and do their thing, I think they want them all gone. I yeah. don't th I don't think I think October 7th was their, their that was line. it. Yeah. Th there was like no no, you're either going to get with us or you're going to get the fuck out, period. Right. We're done with this. Which I think speaks to the severity of the bombing campaign and some of the... Because like, they don't care. Yeah. They want them all gone. Right. And, and the sad thing is, if nobody's willing to take them, you know what they're going to do? They're going to do what the rest of the world did to them earlier because they don't give a fuck. Yeah. They say goodbye. And that's what I think is... I think that's what... Because there's talks now about... Mm -hmm. The Israeli well, I, government trying to push all the Palestinians out of Gaza into the Sinai Desert of Egypt and, and the, just and, kind of fucking tend the, them up and yep. walking away. And the Egyptians don't want them? No. No. And there's good reason for that because oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure I get that it. like last time they sent them to Jordan, they fucking killed a fuckload of people. Mm -hmm. Hamas went crazy over there and killed a fuckload of Jordanians. Yep. That's no surprise. They're also killing a fuckload of people in Gaza and Israel. No surprise. Yeah. Nobody fucking wants to hang out with them. Exactly. They seem like a bunch of assholes. Yep. You know, a and bunch it, of a bunch of innocent people who support a bunch of assholes with a bunch of assholes in the mix. Amen. Nobody wants to hang out with you. No one knows who you are. Nobody knows what you really believe yeah. in. No one fucking trusts you. No one wants to hang out yep. with you. Even if you're just cool and you're just a fucking lady with kids and you're just trying to live, no one fucking trusts you. No yep. one knows what you believe or not. And that's right or wrong, whatever. No one fucking wants to hang out yep. with you, especially over there. And that's the sad reality of what's, I think it was, it's probably going to be that I think that's, and I don't want to say the Israeli people, obviously, because I've, I've seen a lot of clips of Israelis on Twitter now, like sickened by what's happening. They're and, subject and they're like, to the like, government just like Exactly. But I think as far as the Israeli government goes, I think this is probably going to be Netanyahu's last hurrah. Yeah. And. I he think barely made it in this time. Uh, yeah. He was uh, out and then back in, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then his fucking, his coalition government super fucked him. Right. With this judicial shit. Right. Which I get from understanding, um, I don't you know, know anything. tapped into all my, my Jewish stuff. Like, I get what they were trying to do, but they, 
the pe- the generalized government or the people of Israel were not into it. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, man, that's you. You guys do you. That's fine. If that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. It's not my country. Go for it. So I think this is it. And I think he he is the war prime minister. He always has been the war prime minister. And I think this is probably what he's going to shoot for. Because the West Bank, they're just kind of letting they're just letting people expand. They're just kind of letting you it's, know they got a whole yes. manner. The West of, Bank, of, for those people that don't know, is in the northeastern portion, connected of, to Jordan. Yeah, connected to Jordan, and then the Gaza Strip is just down to the south. A little uh, bit connected west. to Egypt. A lot of bit connected to the ocean or to the sea. To the sea, yes. Yeah. And so that's that's just going to be all the water of the ocean, all of it. It's all just the ocean. It's bro. all it doesn't. It's fucking salt water, right? It's a fucking ocean. Yeah, exactly. Don't it don't connects to the big one. Yeah. It's fine. It's all fucking salt water. Exactly. It's all that matters. It's salt water, fresh water. It's all that really matters. Yeah, because it's it's the nice one, man. It's the med, bro. Yeah. That's real nice. So can over you get there. to the ocean from there or not? Mm-hmm. You can. We all right. Seas are basically just the ocean. Okay, right. we just right. start chopping just them up smaller. Yeah, that's what I think is probably going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I think we're going to help them do it to a point. Because there's also talk of, I don't know if the two things are connected, like the two uh, policies are connected, but there's also talk about like post-conflict war, whatever, post-active killing um, of like what I'm calling a coalition, because that's what it fucking sounds like to me, of a couple of different NATO. Yeah, a couple of different NATO countries having their armed forces in Gaza. It was like the UK, France, the United States, I think. And then there was also talk of UN peacekeepers. Dude, y'all motherfuckers did this in the first place. Stay the fuck out. You're Don't. the ones that fucked this up in the first place. Get yes. out of here. Yeah, and that's not Blue helmets ain't going to help anybody. They never generally do. Blue helmets ain't going to fucking look at Africa. Blue helmets ain't helping fucking no one. And they never have and they never will. Just, They're just strapped with fucking big-ass 308s and shit going in there destroying motherfuckers. Yes. Man. Shit don't help anybody. Nope. But, yeah, that's ultimately what I think is probably going to happen. They're going to try to push as many people out. And then whoever is whoever's left standing will be subject to, you know, peacekeeping forces of some kind, whether they're Israeli or other nations. That's just and it's not going to be good. Can I say something like really superficial and Western and shitty? Go ahead. Um, I saw some clips of some people in the West Bank and they were, you know, talking about these settlements and like kicked out of their houses and stuff like that. So you could see obviously like the land in the background. And then obviously we've seen like a lot of images of like Gaza and the surrounding areas and stuff like that. Young motherfuckers are literally fighting over piles of dirt. Generally speaking, like, you yeah. are literally fighting over piles uh-huh. of fucking rubble and shitty ass land that you. There's obviously a ton of farmland, but the place people are living, mm-hmm. you can't fucking grow shit there, and mm-hmm. everything is destroyed. Everything is destroyed. Yeah. What the fuck is going on here? Holy war. It's not about. It's not about utility. It's not about beauty. And it's, it's how you nothing. know because, like, if America would be like, this shit's fucked anyway. Yeah. We don't even want it anymore. Like, I don't. We can't do anything with it. We have to spend twice as much to fix it as we did fucking it up. We don't want to be involved in it. Exactly. But that's how you like. That's obviously how you know that yep. it's about other shit that you're like. That, that looks like oh, the worst place ever to live. It's not about resources. And you are going to kill people to take it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I guess. Because it's ours. And I, I, it is shitty in Western because to that same point, if someone fucking invaded Detroit, we'd be like, no, fuck you. That power shit is ours. I you mean, know? unless they're Canadians, they're probably like, eh, go ahead. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> depends on who's doing the invading. Yeah. Like I said, it's shitty in Western. I know it's very superficial. It's whatever. I, but I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Exactly. Like we, and I don't, I don't say that like, like, what do you, like, why do you want this? But I mean, like, what are you fucking fighting over? What do you do next? 
mm-hmm. because it's going to take you 20 fucking years to be able to use this shit. It's so fucking destroyed. Yep. And the houses that are in West Bank now are like fucking, you know, mobile homes that, like literally mobile homes that mm-hmm. are on top of piles of trash and shit. Yep. And I don't. And then that's going to get blown up and another one's going to put on that? top of that. What the fuck do you do with that? It's a, it's a. It's, it seems it, so crazy it's, to it's, me. It's, yes, it is crazy. It's a thousand percent crazy. And the only people that don't think it's crazy are the ones that actually care about it. They go, okay, I don't understand. Goodbye. But it's... Just think they could be fighting for American soil. Joseph, stop it. I love you. Stop it, Joseph. Yeah. (laughs) It's American soil. I understand it. (laughs) 51st state. Let's go. Now Now we have investment in here. All right. What else you got? I want to make one last hit on... uh, I have a... I want to hit on saga really quick and then we can talk about the protests and stuff we can also talk about that next time because that's not going anywhere yeah i want to shit on saga really quick and i think that's the last point i have for this and then we can probably move to part four if you want i think so um we'll end on a much higher note yeah because we talked about the military base of syria and syria and iraq that's really the point there there are 300 soldiers that are being deployed there eod guys all manner of different dudes that Mm -hmm. are being deployed to supplement those bases because it's a fuckload of drone attacks and rocket attacks that are happening over there last count it was over 30 which again just shows that expansion of of the war right and that's that shit that really like and thank god i haven't heard about any u.s casualties no casualties injuries some some injuries and a bunch of like traumatic head wounds and stuff like that but no deaths yet. explosion shit no deaths yet because i feel very confident someone's gonna fucking die it's going to and that's when we fucking go over there it's gonna happen okay that's why we have the two carrier groups and a shit ton of marines ready to go in thad missile groups over there yeah a bunch of marines now in israel it's gonna be a thing and that's that's why i was talking about the boy who cries wolf thing because that's the point i kept in in ukraine is like if we send dudes over there and then someone dies America doesn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. We, we, we respond. We don't do nothing. It's yep. fucking half the military have something embedded as their, as their slogan of like, we don't fucking leave a guy behind. Rangers yeah. lead the way. We don't fuck around. Like that's, that's the point of the slogan of all these yeah. different military branches. And the we major don't difference, fuck around. And the major difference between like a Ukraine and an Israel or just Middle East at this point, right, is we don't have to fuck around. Like the point of Ukraine was not to go to war with Russia. Some people wanted it, obviously, but that wasn't the main generalized point. It was to just use them up. Use Ukraine as cannon fodder to, for one, prove out the Russian military strength and then to try to deplete them as much as possible. And we just can do that with money. And now the average age of the fucking Ukrainian soldier is fucking 45. It's crazy. Because we just... we've, we've, We've sent... Thousands upon thousands of Ukrainian men and women into the meat grinder. 20 to 35. And they're all fucking gone now. Ukraine is going to be nothing but old old women and old men and young people. And that's going to be the only thing left for a very long time. But we did the mission at that point. We don't care what happens to Ukrainian borders. It's going to be fine. We're walking away now. We're going to move into peace talks. We don't care. But in the Middle East, it's not that way. We can... We're we're used to being there. The American people are they recognize soldiers Militaries being in there. Outfitted for that type of warfare. We're just going to do that, and so we're much more comfortable. The minute somebody actually dies over there, then it's boom. It's in the press. An American soldier dies in Ukraine. Press isn't going to talk about it. American do- soldier dies fucking around with Israel or in one of our bases around there that an Iranian-backed militia kills. 
boom. It's 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 front page news everywhere, and we're going to fucking war because yeah. it's a different situation. And that's the major difference there. So yes, it's not a boys' cries wolf thing. It kind of sounds like it because, from our perspective, we don't want involvement in either of those situations. But as far as the U.S. government's concerned and the overall Western power, um, liberal world order is concerned. No, we want somebody to die in the Middle East right? so that we have a good excuse. We didn't want anybody to die in Ukraine because it was hush-hush, and this is not our fight. This is a true proxy war. This is a war we're wanting to start because we've been wanting it for a very fucking long time. The war plans with Iran have been floating around for decades. Decades. Yep. Oh, yeah. And we're the fucking John Bolton's fucking just, he's having wet dreams every goddamn night thinking about this, dude. Yeah. It's bad. And that's... And it's John Bolton's a hard charger for the Eastern European thing, but everybody almost in Congress and throughout the all of the kind of foreign policy administration in government and anybody that's been there for the last multiple decades wants an excuse to just go full bore, just get in there and devastate everything. Yeah. Everybody's on board with this. And it's gross, but that will be the thing. That'll be it. Yeah. And then we're fully involved and next thing you know, we got no fly zones, we got fucking airstrikes, and we're just we're right back at it again. And I think Joseph makes a good point. He said, Do they have American hostages? If so, we are going in. They that's, that's why we're flying drones over Gaza right now. Yeah. And we're only gonna sit around and fucking let them hold them for so long before we just send in a fucking special forces team or some yeah. shit because we think we can pull them yeah. out. Another know? reason why we're giving so much pushback to Israel's fucking airstrikes is because you don't know where the fuck these people are and they you're gonna literally kill don't them. know. Yeah. Odds are the is the Israeli Air Force is probably going to kill whatever American hostages are oh, there. Oh, God. And that's going to be a thing. Oh, God. That's because, I mean, you've fucking seen it, man. Right. That's just what happens. Oh, my God. I don't even. I don't even know. I literally don't know. I don't even know how to answer um, what would happen should America find out that an American hostage was killed by an Israeli airstrike in Gaza. Our government wouldn't care. And they would make sure that nobody actually knew it was them. Any any reports coming out of there would be misinformation, disinformation, whatever the fuck. It's all covered. Hamas fucking slit their throat and yes. they cut their head off and fucking threw it in the street. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't matter. It's like they don't give a Wouldn't shit. Wouldn't know for decades. They, they Wouldn't know for decades. Exactly. And it would be classified longer than the fucking Kennedy right. assassination. It'd be so. some Gulf of Tonkin shit. Yep. We find out way after everybody's fucking dead. That'd no one even be upset about. Mm-hmm. God damn. That's that's what I foresee happening in the future. To answer that question. Fuck. <laughs> Well, that's what I want to end on. <laughs> there it is. I mean, I don't see any fucking plus side to yeah. any of this shit, so no, it, it should end dark because it is fucking dark, and it's not going to end anywhere good. Same deal as Ukraine for the last two years. We will be fucking tapping into this every episode. So. Yep. It ain't and, going nowhere. Yeah, and we'll post some updates over December because it's not going to stop. We won't have any shows in December, but yeah. for sure one of us will hit up a live stream or something like that to just kind of... Dude, update. You know, can't go a month on. without yeah. a show. Yeah, yeah we'll some do something, kind. and we'll have lots of content for you guys in the meantime. So, while we build, yeah. behind the scenes. Mm. <laughs> With that, I think we'll be back in just a few minutes for part four. We will chill out. End it, it on may nice. take a couple minutes. I got to build up the grab bag. Yeah, it's gonna be we'll great. Be yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm checking with the family, find out what the uh, bedtime plan is, all that type of stuff. Yeah. So we'll be back in a few minutes, of course. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, yes. everybody who's in the comments for putting Love up with us, for dealing with us, for talking to us. We are very much still figuring all this out, and these discussions are extremely helpful for trying to parse through all of this. Yes. And 
a lot of this is just trying to just talk trying our way through it and figure out, out what the fuck we got going too. Yeah. So thank you guys. And I respect every one of you and I appreciate all of you and you are why we're here doing this. And also so, Joseph, kill another gator and post some more pics. I want to yeah, see some more. Yeah, see some more pictures. fucking steaks, dope, dude. Um Socials. Yeah, we'll be back in just a few minutes, of course. I want to remind you to uh, like, share, subscribe, tell everybody about it. You can find us on our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Don on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Off on both those things. Everything at saltofthestreets.com, including the Patreon, patreon.com slash salt of the streets. Go there, subscribe. You can be an executive producer just like Zeke. We'll be back in a few minutes for part four. Thank you very much, you guys. Peace. And we're back. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. This is part four of Salt of the Streets, episode 160, the grab bag. Woo! Mouth is watering because I just hit my pen. (laughs) (laughs) That does happen. (laughs) My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. We are thrilled to have you here. Super thrilled. You have marathoned through another show. Six and a half hours of a fantastic episode. That's right. You have made it. To the grab bag. We've done it. To the final calming conclusion. This is the payoff, bro. That's right. (laughs) This is what makes it all worth it. If you could stand through all of our fucking hot air and bullshit for this long, I'm so glad. Do you remember the origin story of the grab bag? How did this happen? How when we created part four? How did this just become how we we bang out? I don't even remember. I think that it was a part of it. Like, it was just part of the grab bag, Mm -hmm. um, where I think we would do, like... Oh, yeah, we did, like, small little stories. nonsense in the end. So I think we called it the grab bag in general, and then you started curating, like, some videos and stuff. That's what it was. It might have been inspired by YMH. Like, when we started hitting YMH, it might have been, like, that part inspired by YMH. Because I have all those videos in my Twitter, too. And then it just was (laughs) growing, you know? Yeah. And then at the end, we're, like, fucking... Let's just go. go off. I don't. That's that's all you, dog. Yep. I don't have nothing. Get my Twitter feed up. Yeah, because you come with like topics and with videos and stuff. It's, it's not, a grab yeah, bag, just baby. A, a, you never precisely. know what you're gonna get. It's a grab bag. <laughs> it's a proper grab bag. So. That's right. In particular, this first story is gonna be hilarious because yeah. we talked about it somewhat recently. I hope it was on the show. Oh, um, socials really quick. You can find yes, us on personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpac underscore Donald on Instagram. Collins at Beaverdoff on both those things. You can find all this Salt of the Streets dot com, Salt of the Streets Patreon. Zeke is the executive producer. That was highly impressive. You all know what the deal is. By the way. <laughs> you all know what the fuck this is. <laughs> um, so at one point, we had talked about uh, doing some, some nuclear missile tests, right? We were launching Minutemen 3 rockets out and whatever, whatever. Well, we came across a story recently. Well, it hasn't gone so great for us to be doing this because this comes from military.com. Air Force safely terminated, in quotes, a nuclear capable missile after failed test over Pacific Ocean. The fuck? So, the Space Force and the Air Force. I forgot they existed, man. I mean, when you think about who's launching the nukes, like the big big boys, it's going to be Space space Force. It's going to be Space Force and the Air Force, obviously. They safely terminated an unarmed Minuteman 3 intercontinental ballistic missile over the Pacific Ocean on Wednesday after a test launch experienced an unknown issue. Uh, the military said. So we can get into the nitty gritty, but it really doesn't matter. All that really matters is that they, uh, the test was based out of California. They launched it and they experienced some form of a failure, in which case it caused them to terminate the launch. So that doesn't give me a warm fuzzy when we're looking at right, regional right. conflict in the Middle East and I this mean, and that happens, thing. But we're the only ones who have ever actually launched a nuke before. Yeah. We should have this shit figured out. I we should have we should. it fucking down pat. Yes. And if there's a fucking warhead on there, 
That's not cool. That's a, that's a big no-no. That's, that's a, that's a boo-boo. We don't need to be doing that. Yeah. Even, right? even mid-air, nuclear waste is no good no. to be to poisoning the air well, above and let's the country. Say, and I don't know how it works, but when you safely terminate a fucking launch... I'm assuming that there's some kind. Maybe there's a you know. Head on the tip of it, and then you got to go get it. Assuming because it's not going to ignite, right? Okay, boom! It, the missile explodes. That's fine. The warhead's probably still going to be attacked. It's going to fall into the fucking Pacific Ocean. Go find it. And then my buddies, who are fucking Navy guys, are going to have to go on a super secret scroll mission where Before they have someone to, else does exactly and go recover that shit. And who knows where the Chinese subs are, like, legit. Right They're there. very legit. Uh-huh. So who knows where the fuck they are. You exactly. Know? Only us some of the time. Some of the time. Yeah. Yes. And so I just thought that would fill you with a bunch of, like, hope and, you know, for the future. And it's like, sweet, even some of our nuclear missile launches don't go so great. I know somebody, and I may have shared this story before. I know somebody who is in the military, and they do some very secret squirrel stuff. Mm-hmm. And they told me a story once. Of when they were in a submarine and they were in <coughs> waters in which they were not supposed to be in, yes. is what he said. They were in a place where they were not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And they got pinged by another ship. And um, for people who don't know, like someone else picked them up on their radar, right? And Their sonar. Yeah, on their sonar. It's a submarine, yeah. so it's super duper sneaky, like you're not really supposed mm-hmm. to know. Go watch a fucking... Uh... Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. Yes. Best submarine movie ever made. So they got pinged, and obviously the ship knows about it when that happens. Mm -hmm. You can you You can hear it. You you can hear it. You can yeah. Oh boy. And so they got pinged, and so they had to stop everything, cut everything off, and just sit on the ocean floor. That's right. Just fucking sit. And he was like, we were literally just standing still like people aren't even moving oh yeah dude because you just you don't know how close they are what they can hear like you have no fucking idea so if they hear even an unnatural creak in the water like there's a fucking ship there shoot some shit yes yeah they just had a chill for like hours until they were like we knew then that we were you know alone and then we slowly fucking oh yeah crept out of there watch any world war ii submarine movie yeah there's a lot of that going on yeah but he said he was like that's the scariest moment of my entire life was that right there yeah dude you just literally could die you literally could die at any moment if they decide that you are there and that they're going to take you out because you shouldn't fucking be there and they have every right to do it oh dude i don't like that at all yes. that's freaky and it's fucked up because we be doing that shit all the time because he the guy is just he's just a pretty regular guy you know he's a pretty regular guy I'm he don't do nothing dude. too crazy and so he's they we just do that shit we just go places we're not which is well, what else are we gonna do but we run the world bro american empire but we just <laughs> go places we're not supposed to go and when people find out about it we don't have any recourse but to just chill just go shh we're not here that sketch bro just be a hole in the water just sketch, be a hole bro. in the water baby it's not healthy well this should also help your your vibes too because this is the new this is going to be the new mechanized way of warfare check this fucking video out i'm going to turn this music down though because I'm just assuming that it's copyrighted somewhere. This is a giant oh my God. manned, Main switch on. which essentially passes for a Gundam suit. I mean, it's, it's a little it's, bit more armored core than Gundam, but Gundam suit. yep, this is it. And you might be asking, is this real? Is this AI generated? I don't know if all the videos that yeah, they're taking here are. Yeah, some of it's a little AI, but yeah, and there's but too much. Got into a thing. You sure did. And it's a dope-ass fucking video. I don't know the practicality of this situation yet, but it's pretty based, and it is indeed a real thing. 
Holy shit. So a Japanese startup developed a Gundam-like robot. It's only $3 million? For, for $3 million, bro. Cut that corners. seems very reasonable. This is Japan. They're creating the industry of the future, bro. I mean, as far as fucking robots go, that yes. seems... Uh, robots you it, can dude. get inside of, that seems very reasonable. This is fucking it right here. Holy shit. Yes. Um, it, what can you do with it? Well, right now, it moves. It has the articulating hands and the fingers. And it, it runs on, like, wheels and stuff like that. But, I mean, look at the cockpit, so you dude. you can crush things. Oh, yeah, dude. You can crush and I dudes, wonder, like, like, no problem. Is it bulletproof or... Oh, I guarantee you. I mean, there's a lot of steel or going on there. certainly bullet resistant. For, yeah, probably yeah. bullet resistant. I'm sure you fucking start throwing some... Uh, you fucking shoot it with a tank, it'll fucking blow up. But, yeah, you know, throw some RPGs and shit but, at I it. But I mean, I really just mean like small arms fire. Like, oh, you yeah. Know. That'll cover you. Holy shit, dude. And it's it's pretty fucking badass, bro. And for $3 million... Hopes to sell five units. God damn. Mm-hmm. I want to see the motherfuckers who buy those things. I want to know who buys them motherfuckers. And well, I want to know what you do with it. And... Film some crazy music videos. Some crazy music videos. I guarantee Let's it's going to be music videos. It has to be. We it's can create so, a... This will so be a live-action Gundam anime we can make. You it's know? so weird. <laughs> There'll definitely be a bunch of fucking southern-ass rappers just all hanging off of that thing with fucking Glocks with switches talking about how they're going to fucking smack the op. Like, Glocks that's absolutely going to happen. I have a question for you, Rex. Oh, my God, actually. it converts. Yes, it, it goes down. It lays they down so it, it can They hope that it can be used for disaster faster. relief or in space. Yes, that was another thing they're talking like about. Like to bringing, fix things in space? Yeah, to fix things in space, to move a bunch of heavy machinery around, wow. stuff like that. They're talking about possibly using it for a moon mission at some point. That's fucking crazy. Although, super fucking heavy. Yeah. That'd be tough to get up there, I would imagine. To make it with some space-age metals. You some gotta polymers, do polymers, you fucking know. High-class polymers and Carbon alloys fiber and, and shit. Yes. Yeah. We can get some graphene involved. That would help. Yo, in the book Devolution, they were mm -hmm. 3D printing glass. Right? Do you remember, remember that? This. I don't remember The artist that. woman, uh, whatever her name was, because I don't remember, <laughs> um, like the Israeli lady or, you know, uh -huh. I think she might have been Israeli. She's the one that funny. went crazy and just started hanging out in her treadmill in the garage? No, that's the woman who is married to the head of it. Um, uh -huh. No, before he went crazy. This was yeah. This was like the old woman who was the artist, and she. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she, her art, she was three D printing glass. That's like she, yeah, she had a three D printer that had this new material that was like glass interwoven with some type of polymer, mm -hmm. and so when it dried, it was a glass structure, and she was three D printing glass. I don't remember that very much. Yeah. It's that's been a minute, up, though. I haven't listened to it since last year. The spears out of and the javelins. And, uh, like, they're, yeah, she ended up making a fuckload of spear tips. And they were using that. And to so they fight made against the Sasquatches? An, an axe, the axe was made out of this glass. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And it's tough, too. Super fucking Super strong. Because it's, it's a polymer. So yeah. it has, like, plaster or something interwoven in it. I love it. Yes. I love every and second so of it. So that's why she was there, is because she was the guy who started Green Loop, was working with her to pioneer That's this right. technology so he had helped her make the technology and she's just using it for art for now but she's mm -hmm. also making like like uh architectural structures and stuff so it's just kind of That's she's legit. just kind of testing what the capabilities of it are that makes sense she was a glass blower i think is what her deal was and that's why she paired up with them mm -hmm. someone had they obviously didn't go too deep into their pairing but explained oh, yeah. enough to get that so yeah somehow the two got hooked up and they started fucking yeah. 3d printing glass and then by the end of the book we're making fucking spears and shit like that a to dope go battle axe fight fucking sasquatches dude. dude tell me that book was not dope right it was badass tell me right now i'm in your world 
Not good on the movie recommendations. You're a hitter on books. I, but I fucking hit on the books, bro. Yeah. I hit every time. You are a hitter Let's on books. Let's go. Remember that yeah. when Devolution we're discussing the stack. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If you guys don't know, the stack has weird, so, you know, it psychic. Yeah, it has weird psychic powers to it. I don't really know, but the books tend to be correlated with what's going on. It's weird, dude. In this country, it's so. very problematic. Like we just, you just hit the overthrow too. That that's that'll be something Keep to work your eyes on. on. It's gonna it. be good. I told Jordan. I might have been telling you. It was like I was thinking I wasn't gonna do a stack next year. I might have to do a stack next year just because it's of like, how yes. this has been fucking going. Yes. And then I, I brought up the fact that like maybe now that we know that the magic of the stack exists it's like the the like the quantum particle theory or whatever like the minute you try to measure it you can't it goes somewhere else right now that we know the magic exists i don't know if we can recreate the magic by observing it we might have altered the entire destiny of humankind so congratulations <laughs> <laughs> but i will say if you're when you build the stack for next year um Try to be hopeful, you know. Let's end it on a high note. <laughs> Try and make some happy things. <laughs> let's go. Let's let's start at some tough stuff in January, and let's get to like Chill you know out. some really nice you know we're building new worlds or I don't know something really awesome, and then then the future will be bright. December this year um, is about Lewis and Clark, so that's pretty chill, you know. It's not on. Oh, it's undaunted. Oh, yeah, undaunted there you go. That's what it is. Okay. It's not in order because I put him inside be good. on there. But yeah, either that or we have already destroyed the world and we have to go back to exploring um, uh, the country through trails and and the the people that are still alive and we need guides. That's right. So it could go one of two ways. It'll be really nice or really fucking terrible. And we'll cool find names. out. <laughs> and very cool names. Always the cool names. And it's a Stephen Ambrose book, so you know it's good. Gonna be fire. Because that's a uh, shout out to. Uh, Fucking, well, uh, Jacob was telling me when he was, I have, I can't do this. I can't, I got to stick to the program. I got two Jakes in my life now. And our Jake is OG Jake. He will always be Jake. Okay. And the other Jake is Jacob. Okay. So I call him Jacob Deal. to differentiate him. I got to, I got to stick on it. Deal. So Jake was texting me earlier because he's been sick as shit for a while. And he was down, I think he said for three days this week. And he said he binge watched all the Band of Brothers. And the Pacific. Yeah. I was like, let's go, dude. Fuck yeah. That's, That's fucking money, jerkers, bro. Guys are just at home Tough. crying by yes, himself. man. <laughs> when I watch them at work, I can like usually keep it together. If I'm sitting at home, I'm going to cry. I'm oh, definitely going to cry. Yeah, I think the first two episodes, I'm good. Because the first one's just training. The second one's right before they deploy. And then they get they finally do the invasion and all that stuff. But like three on, game over, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. There's not a single episode that don't don't get a tearjerker out of you at some point the pacific is just it's just darkness all the time the pacific is rough dude that's that show hits way different than band of brothers um earlier today we watched a fantastic video with it an amazing kind of like um i don't know what you call it not a, oh my god i'm a lot a loss for words here when we looked at kevin's um, post. post yeah it was very inspirational okay a yes. very inspirational post well i ran into this thing rogan's been on tear with guests lately because there was a minute there where i was like i don't care about any of these people yeah. and then then there was too many i wasn't able to keep up but yeah. he just did one with tim kennedy yep and then afterwards tim kennedy asked him a bunch of questions and i thought this was fantastic Glad you have and this. it worked perfect i have something so, to say about this so we have some we some words of wisdom from the great 
St. Rogues. I put this on our story this week. So nice. This is, it's good to, yeah, the double play is good. Yeah, see, you you know the minds. Yeah, the double play is good. And the question is, Same deal. Talk to what about this are yesterday. three things that you think an individual should do every day to ultimately become a good contributing member of society? Dude, even when he's just listening, he's fucking intense. Yes. That's terrifying. I think, well, first of all, giant you need to take control of your too. Yoke. And by doing that, I think you need to take control of your diet. You need to take control of your exercise routine. And, um, and not just your health physically, but your health mentally. Mentally. What do you mm -hmm. consume? In terms of like, what are you getting from? Because I, I might have talked over it for me. The first one he said was health, and then he yeah. goes into all the other stuff here. But. Social media to what books are you reading? What are you consuming? Health. That's a good one. That's number one. I think everyone needs discipline. You need, you need voluntary adversity. Things that you force yourself to do to make yourself stronger. Whether it is cold plunging, sauna, yoga, exercise routines, difficult things to do. And three, you need a passion. You need a thing that you do that you love. When you find a thing that you do that you love and you get better at it, I think those things become a vehicle for developing your human potential. And I think it makes you a better person overall. Those three things, I think if everyone could just apply those three things, You'll be a better person. You'll be a better human being. You'll be a better American. Damn. Based. Love so, it. So, talk to me. Yes. Talk to me, Goose. Number one, obviously trying to do with my health. Obviously, I'm doing my best, right? Mm -hmm. Been, I've still, I haven't been going to the gym for a couple months. I've still lost eight pounds since I stopped going to the gym. And I've been mm -hmm. trying to refine my diet and just yep. be better about calories in, calories out, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, that's still good. Number two is really the one that hit for me, right? I'm not anywhere near interested in, like, the cold plunge of sauna. I don't mm -hmm. like... I, that has no discipline means me. a lot of things has zero interest to me right the one that really hit for me though because he's talking about doing things you don't like like forcing yourself to do things you don't like mm -hmm. voluntarily I fucking, I fucking hate running i hate really i hate it Ooh. i hate it big fan for a long time before the last time I went to see somebody about my knees, I thought they were like degrading over time. It's like I can't run on cement because it's going to ruin my knees. Blah, blah blah. They're not degrading over time. They're just shit. They're just generally dog shit. That's just how it is. It's like a lack of fluid in the cartilage of my knees, yeah. so that it doesn't fluctuate the way that it should. So it's just constant pressure and just like bone mm -hmm. on bone fucking smash. That's where my mom's so, at right now. So it doesn't get worse. It just sucks. Yes. Right. So I'm going to start running on the street around my house. Okay. Because I fucking hate it, and it's not gonna. It does not. It's not hurting my knees. Like it's not making them worse. It just hurts. It mm -hmm. just. It just sucks. Right. I fucking hate running. That's my number two. I like. I'm that. gonna start going for runs around my house because I fucking hate it so much. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. And it hurts my knees so bad. Oh man. But it's it's pain. It's a temporary yeah. pain that I will get used to and get over. Yes. You know. And from a guy that used to hate running and then started to run at. This is years ago at this point. I haven't run in a while. Obviously, you can tell. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I did get very involved in running when I lived in Rhode Island. And it became like a really therapeutic thing. And there was always that... You ever heard about like the runner's high and all this shit? They, I just thought that was bullshit, right? And then one day, you suck, 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 suck. And just when you think you're about to die and everything... It, all of a sudden, there's this weird zen state that kind of takes over. I don't like to describe it as like a high. Like, it's not a runner's high. No. Yes. But you hit yes. this weird flow state. And if you're 
I don't know where yes. you're at as far as like I have to have something going in my ears, right? And it cannot be any of the standard stuff. I can't do talk stuff. I can't do audio. No, it has to be a specific kind of music. Yeah. It has to be a specific tempo. And like I have great playlists for that that I used on like a 10K that I ran at this point and this, that. And it just became it just became so fucking therapeutic for me to the yes. point I would just be like, Hey man, I'm feeling stressed out or whatever. I've just got to go for a run. I'll be back in an hour or two. And I can hit that. I am very quick to like fall out of it. Like if mm -hmm. I realize that I'm in that moment of like just going, cause I used to have during football. That's where I found that of like conditioning days of football yeah. is when you, you just have to run for 40 minutes. That's what you're doing now is you just, you hit a pace of like, this is what we're doing. This is yep. what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Not thinking about how it sucks or nothing, but whatever you're just oh, yeah. running. And so I can do that. Um, and I just, I really need to work on maintaining that because once I like, realize that's what I'm doing, I fall right out of it. And then I'm starting to think about all shit all over again. Mm -hmm. And so I fucking lose that. Um, I hate to put this on you. Do you have a story that you can go over briefly? I have to, it's bedtime. So I just have to go. Stuff? Yeah. Cause uh, I'm sorry to put that on you. <laughs> that's all right. I think I can find something. Um, Ooh, I gotta save the Zasanis boots for you. I can find something. I'll yeah, just I'm figure sorry it about out. that. Yeah, just don't dilly dally. I don't have a guest here to entertain. Yeah, me no, I know. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll reach into the archives. I was going to say, pull one of your local There's stories. There's got to be something. Yeah. There's got to be something that we didn't talk about today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I got sorry this. about that. Let's talk about. Uh, ooh, how deep do we want to go? That's a good question. Well, you know what? We're going to continue to talk on this because the second point that um, Rogan brought up there was discipline. Finding something that you don't like. Donovan just talked about it with running. And that is, that is also, it, it talks to the health aspect of things, but it also focuses on the discipline thing. If you, if you find something that you do not like to do and you voluntarily decide to do it, this is something that I have, I've struggled with in my life, particularly lately. I've become very, very undisciplined, and it is probably one of the most shameful aspects of, my, of myself at this point, something I don't like enough. And whether in, in all avenues, you just start to, once you start to lose discipline within yourself, you just kind of lose it everywhere and everything starts to fall apart. And so regaining discipline is something that I am very, very focused on in the future. And I think, I don't know, running sounds like a really good idea. I know winter time is coming and that's probably not the greatest time to be doing that around here. Cause we're going to start to deal with freezes and slippery shit, but you know, there's, there's other ways to do that. Um, there's other types of workouts maybe i can just choose to go down that avenue um but i need to be very very disciplined on you know on something i need to be better at all that and i think pretty much everybody can attest to that in some capacity um passion though finding a passion and, and pursuing a passion is very it seems like it should be easy because you're like well what do i like to do what am i passionate about i should just do that thing it's like well what do you like to do and you go well i don't I don't know. What do I like to do? Um, like I like to write a lot and this writing this short story for this month's um, Patreon post has been, it's been more daunting than I initially um, anticipated, which is why it's November 4th and it's not out yet because it's still in development, but it's, I'm really, really enjoying doing it. And again, lack of discipline has made me not focus on it as much as I probably should have been. And so I think this, as we go forward, I want to concentrate more on writing 
Um, and I need to try to be disciplined with my writing. It means every day sitting down for, you know, not even necessarily a half hour, but maybe, maybe like a word count or a, a, a paragraph count or something like that. I need to be disciplined every day and sit down and just write on some story that I'm working on. And just even if I abandon the story later on, it doesn't matter. I'm building the chops. I'm getting the repetitions and I'm gaining the discipline into that. And, and if I can incorporate working out into that, that would be fantastic. Um, you know, passions, but passions are tough because they, they can, they can pull from other things in your life that you need to maintain a balance on. And so trying to incorporate that into something that fits better in your life is probably a really, really good idea. I guarantee you, as I write more, people that watch the show and particularly that uh, subscribe to Patreon will be benefactors in that because if I just get to a certain point in a story or something like that, or if I'm really liking this particular chapter I'm writing or whatever it is, it's just going to go on the Patreon and it's just going to be there. And then everybody can read and judge and have a good time. And it'll be, it'll be fun. And then I may have, I may eventually decide that like this project wasn't worth doing, but it was worth the exercise and it was something entertaining to do and to read and be a part of. And that might be something that is worth it in the end. <clears throat> so that'll both focus on the passion and the discipline. And of course, all the projects that we've been kind of hinting at today, we've got a, we've got a couple things coming down the line that we're not going to talk about, but that those are 100% passion projects that we've both been talking about for a long time. They're both going to require a lot of discipline to do. And I've been, I've been one of those people in particular. Um, I like to come up with an idea and I do it for a while. And then this is, this isn't working out the way I planned it. And I just don't put the discipline in to make it a full thing. And so that's going to be something that's going to be paramount with these new projects going on and thankfully i have donovan there on the back end on this one to really help motivate me to stay disciplined with these new projects coming up and they're going to be fantastic i i can't wait till we can talk about them because they're they're going to be awesome you can explore a lot of different avenues uh, culture societal it's going to be fantastic it's going to be multimedia stuff and it's all going to be hitting the patreon so that's where those are going to originally be found. But we'll throughout December, we're probably going to put out some teasers to what's going on. And then as we get into the new year, all that new content is going to be coming out on a very regular basis. So that's something to look forward to. Um, other than that, I would, I would like to challenge anybody that's listening to this at this point, reflect on these three points, taking control of your health. Again, that also requires, it's funny because discipline I think is required for everything, but taking control of your health is massive. Your, your, what you eat, what you take in in your diet is very, very important. And like, I cannot stress that enough. If you eat garbage food all the time, you're going to feel like garbage. Your body is going to feel like garbage and you're not going to feel great. Everything from, you know, there's been a lot of talk about seed oils nowadays, every, you know, canola oil, vegetable oil, all that stuff's really, it's really bad for you, to be perfectly honest. Every study that we've seen at this point is just not, it's showing that it's bad for you. So I challenge everybody to tackle every one of these, these, these three points and really take control of your life that way. And then I tell me that it doesn't make you a better person on the back end.
Somehow or other, I just stuck with You're Joe Rogan for the entire time. You're the man. <laughs> I got really intimate there for a second. You'll You're have to man. go back and listen. I like it. Oh, that was fun. Um, you're going to like this one. Oh, God. This is the footage we've been wanting oh, to. God. We talked about this a couple episodes ago. What are you doing to yourself? Do- exactly. <laughs> Not you, him. Exactly. He fucked up. This is Byron Donaldson. No. No. What the fuck's his name? I don't remember the guy's <laughs> name. He was the, the congressman. Jamal Bowman. Jamal Bowman. Byron Donaldson is another black member of Congress. <laughs> Jamal Bowman is the base dude from Florida. No, that... Byron Donaldson is the base dude from Florida. <laughs> yeah. There Jamal we go. Jamal Bowman is the idiot who fucking... He pulled the fire alarm during one of the speaker votes. Is that yeah, what it I was? Yeah, I think so. Yes. And then somehow or other, nobody could get a hold of this footage. Yes. Until just recently. And it just shows him walking up, pulling the signs down. This is fucked up because he, he puts one on the floor and he takes one and then pulls the fire alarm and walks away. That's it. Caught red-handed, motherfucker. You did that. Just disrupting shit. That's it. There was no... The the story that he told about being confused that you couldn't go out this door because this, that, and the other thing, after hours, this, whatever. It was all bullshit. He walked over there, took one of the signs, knocked the other one over, and pulled the fire alarm, and then walked away. He knew exactly what he was doing, which is why he confessed to his crime, and I think he paid some fine, some bullshit. But we have... fucking We've got the video evidence that we've been looking for. What a fucking child, too. And also, kind of... Fuck everybody, because you, you're telling me you couldn't get this footage the same exact fucking day right? and release it to the public? This was September 30th. It's fucking November now. Yeah, it was too advantageous politically, so we couldn't do this. Okay, so you know how like we do these weird things where like I ask you a fucked up math question? This is a little different. It's not necessarily a math question, but it's a riddle. What has four letters, sometimes nine letters, but never has five letters. You got me. That's I got it. What has four letters sometimes has nine and never has five. Yeah. What has four letters? Precisely. Sometimes has nine. Precisely. I'm a riddle guy. I have not you seen this. Fucker. I'm a riddle guy. Okay, so th- I got to <clears> stick <throat> with the math problems is what you're saying. Fucker, that was yeah, too quick. Yeah, math will fuck me. I am a riddle guy. I'm a words guy, bro. Eh, you are I'm a, a words guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, and I've never seen that before. Just to be totally candid, no, never seen it. You're before. a dick. Yeah, no, I'm. Fuck a, off. I'm a fucking. You're I'm too a, good, dude. I'm autistic. It took me guy. a minute. Yeah. It took me a minute. I was like, "What does I was like? Wait a minute." I was looking, I was like, "One, two, three. My grandma uh, used to hit me with riddles all the time. Nice, all the time. Nice. Okay, and so, it was shit like that. You know, this comes from one of my favorite Twitter followers ever, the Book Bunny. And this is great. So this is she just commented on somebody else's post, but. Who is the rap guy in your neighborhood, right? So L.A. has Ice Cube. New York has Nas. Detroit has Eminem. There's so many more you could put in there. But our city has... Sir Mix-a-Lot. That's right, man. <laughs> We've got Sir Mix-a-Lot. Um, this is where the people are. Mm-hmm. But also, if you expand it out to the greater Seattle area, like Macklemore. Yeah. He's contemporary and stuff like that. But as far as like the, like the hip-hop and rap game goes... That's your world. Who else has come out of this area in that world? We is have it... some other local guys that are like actually from Bremerton, um, and I'm not also it's close. Up, upper left, obviously. Duh. Yeah. Um, fuck. One guy. Its name is like Travis. Um, fuck. What's his name? 
There's a there is a guy who's from who's who's made it reasonably big. Um, Interesting. I just don't I don't follow him, but I know who he is. Because um, it made me think. Like I know like very it was my time. Like growing up in the '90s, Seattle was the spot for like the grunge rock scene, yeah. like all that shit. That was that was perfect. It was like that was the shit that I was into when I was growing up. Anyways, but like starting to think about, it, I was like, I knew Sir Mixlot was from right here. The dude, he was a, he's a Bremer, the song Bremolo, bro. You're not singing about Bremelos unless you know right. what you're talking about. And then, of course, Macklemore's been big lately. But I'm like, I don't know. I'm just not in that world. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I cannot remember this fucking dude's name. Um, There's a guy. Um, shit. Really good dude, but he ended up moving to Hawaii. Oh my god, I used to love his shit and I'm totally forgetting it now. But it was like an early 2000s dude. Oh my god, it's going to drive me nuts. But it was like real chill. It was like chill vibes rap, man. He would like um just rap about like summers in the Northwest and like writing writing song on a Seattle Transit bus. And it was just but everything was just chill and yeah. calm. It was the greatest thing. Right on top of my tongue. Right on top of my tongue. I don't know. There's a song called Inkwell. But then obviously we have Upper Left. Indeed. Inkwell song. Spong? I can type. It's going to drive me nuts. Inkwell. Kill me out. Nope. Dude, don't do me dirty like this. That's so fucked up. It's going to drive. Blue Scholars. Oh, Blue yep. Scholars. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're from yep. Seattle. Yes, they are. Fuck. Yes, they are. That was a that was a journey. Yes, they are. Okay. So, but not a ton of fucking that kind of talent coming out of here apparently. Yeah, and there's one more, but I cannot for the life of me remember. And I'm sure there's lots name. of like smaller time guys obviously, yeah. but like big names it just had me questioning. Mm -hmm. I like this guy. You like Okay. And you have P Mags, right? Mhm. Mm okay. Just have a pro homesteader. Have you seen this uh the pro homesteader. He looks like he's in a nice little he, fucking. This guy has a whole. How do I find out more about my own grab bag every um, time I pull these? Because Donovan would like this. This guy does a lot of really cool tactical stuff and like end of the world stuff. So Ooh. some really cool things that I've seen from him is like I think they're called like like scat keys or something, and it's the mm. four prong keys that you can use to access water from industrial buildings. Oh, word, word, so word. So he's like. This is a really cool thing, and you, you should maybe get one. have this because you can get a set of two for $10 on, on Amazon. And if you don't have water, there are going to be pipes that are still full in municipal buildings. And even if you can't mm -hmm. fill a fucking five-gallon thing, you could fill a canteen with it. You can do exactly. these things. You can like, get some water. If you're in a city and you need something, even if it's not the end of the world, you just need water. Just get a you can fucking pull this out. I think that's what it's called. Hmm. Um, and he also had another one about, like, Taking a water bottle and filling it with oil-based paint, used mortar oil, um, some powder of some kind, put it in a balloon. And then he's like, and if you throw this, you know, he's like, it's very slick on the ground. And, like, the powder substance inside oh. of it, if it gets on a face shield, it's very difficult to wipe off. And, like, he has a lot of really useful tips like that. Very interesting. This is a very cool guy. He's a modern-day fucking anarchist handbook. Pretty certain I also saw him... Go over the type of table that he has in his garage, like a building table, mm. and it's um, a based off of a British shipbuilder's table, and so it's a huge fucking table, and it has two mm. raised sides, and then like a gully in the middle, and it's maybe like a one foot 
go in so you can like put all your tools in there and if you're cutting something that has a raised edge you can slide it inside of there and then you can still work on the back of it it's very fucking cool. Jesus. This is a very cool guy. What's I his like name again? Guy. I think Pro Homesteader is what Pro Homesteader. Yeah. I like this guy a lot. Okay. Well, hopefully you haven't seen this little tip that he has. Beloved, welcome back. This is a Magpul P-Mag for an M4. I thought I knew everything there was to know about this, but there's a secret feature hidden in these things that I have dope. never heard of until two days ago. Let me show you. If you want to strip these things quickly... All you have to do is this, take your finger and press in right here, hold it upside down. I'm gonna stand up here, press in and commit, watch. Gotta commit. If I get it right. Right angle. Ooh. And it just clears out just the mag. right out of there, huh? Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> Thanks for watching. May God bless you and your families. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll see you on the next video. I already like this guy. This guy's very cool. That's awesome. This guy's very, very cool. So that's a very cool that trick is very you could do cool. with your PMAG for if for whatever reason yeah. you need to... Scroll down a little bit and <laughs> see if this guy's name is in the comments. Let's see. MD Mag. This guy's YouTube a channel, channel called Wranglestar. Yeah, okay. So Wranglestar. That's what he is on his, yes, yes. But I, and I see him on Instagram too, but Wranglestar on YouTube. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Follow yeah, that guy. I saw that shit. It was dope. Yeah. Super fucking cool. Oh, dude. Did you ever play the OG Mortal Kombat? Oh, yeah. So, it's a really weird looking game, right? Because yes. it looks half real but half fake. It's like South Park, you kind of. Word. Papery. Well, they actually did live action shots for all the moves in Mortal Kombat. And this is some of the footage of them capturing the moves. Some of them aren't so good. And that's what you but, see in the game. Yes. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And that's awesome. what you see in the game when they do that shit. That is awesome. Oh, yeah. I recognize some of these moves, dude. I had no fucking idea. Yeah, there's the uppercut. <laughs> this one's funny. <laughs> and he falls. <laughs> but, like, I that's didn't realize. Dumb. I had to look into it for a minute. I was like, oh, my God. That is real. That's cool. You go back and you watch the old footage. You're like... This isn't like the standard pixelized whatever. Right. This is like weird, yeah, like some South Park live action shit thrown on top of it. Um, I almost wish Dax could see this, but it would probably freak him out because he's talking about werewolves and stuff like this. Yeah, this dude hit a whole nother level of costume. <gasps> is he werewolf in London? Yes. He's in the middle of transformation. Boom. The tearaway coat has all the fur down there, and then pull oh out the backpack, and he turns into a fucking werewolf. How dope is that, dude? That's Isn't that fucking amazing? Cool? Yeah, he's just the regular American werewolf in London guy, and he goes, "Oh no, I'm changing." Pulls his human mask off, throws it back, and now he's got like a mid mask, and he turns his coat into. Oh my god! Also, how fucking hot does that jacket have to be, dude? Oh, for sure, that whole getup. Yeah, and then he's got like the legit-looking mask too, dude. That is awesome. Shout out to Halloween. That's fucking cool, dude. I do love how crazy people get on Halloween, like with their costumes. Dude, and they're stuff. getting even every year. It gets nuttier and yeah. nuttier, man. And not the insanitive behavior, but I like how crazy mm -hmm. people get with their costumes. Yes. Yeah, the behavior is not great, but also the costumes get legit every year. This is a new sport that I recently discovered. It's a competitive sport called competitive forklift driving. Oh my God, yes. And you have to perform certain feats without failing. And I'm pretty sure... It's not sure here, is it? No. I don't know what language it is, but I love the enthusiasm. But it ain't American? Bah. 
Eine ganze Halle fiebert mit. Seems super German. So he's got this giant fucked up stack of like tires and rubber things and all this stuff. And he has to go up this giant ramp and then he's got to balance it. stabil, stabil. Noch wackelt er. Is that soft? Is that good? Is that cool? Is it soft? Is that precise? And now it's against the clock. The zinkers are out. Four minutes are rum. Now, quickly park and go back up. Laufen auf dem Weg ins Finale. The title defender schafft das hier nach oben. Unser 425 mit der Frankenstoß Arena drücken. Benjamin Danke geht ins Finale. Four minutes and sixteen seconds. Fucking, I wonder what else he had to do. Yeah, I know. I want to. I trying to do a deep dive into that, but good luck doing joining wow. forklift competition. That's like the slap dude. boxing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think this is better than slap boxing. Way less brain damage yeah. and uh, an actual marketable scary. skill that you get hired on. Actually, <laughs> might help with a little certification <laughs> or something like that. Slap boxing, you're just degrading yourself every time. Yeah, but also I do need a German announcer to be hype as fuck, yes. just like this guy is. All right, fun time tricks. I just watched, before you play this, I just watched the trigonometry with Tony Hinchcliffe on it. I haven't watched it yet. Is it he's, good? Yeah, it's good. Of course and it he's is. literally Tony. in the middle of making a point, and he looks over, and he's like, you guys have eggs on the counter? So you guys keep, keep eggs on your counter? And they're like, yeah, you don't have to put them in the fridge. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, you guys definitely should be putting your eggs in the fridge and like give them a bunch of shit about not putting their eggs in the fridge. <laughs> and eventually, Constantine is like, stay focused, Tony. Stay, stay focused. focused like, yeah, Tony. no, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> also, what is the rule with putting eggs in your fridge? It's if they're farm fresh eggs, they don't need to go in the fridge. Exactly. But if you get them at the store, they do. At if least the, here. If there's but, still poop on them, keep yeah. them out on the counter. In the UK, all of the eggs are farm fresh. Exactly. So even if you do buy them in the store, they keep don't have, yeah, they don't need to go in the fridge. That's right. Because we're the only culture out there that really fucks up our food right. like that. But this is a really cool trick. I'm very interested in this. I don't want to try. Get your TikTok music together. Puts them in the freezer. Freezes raw eggs. What? Yes. Which is why they look super weird when she peels them. Ew. Raw egg. It's a little slimy on the outside, so you gotta kinda hit them quick. And she's cutting them up into nice little thins. And then frying them up. And it's like. This is actually a fucking fantastic idea. I also love you know she's white because she had to show you that she's putting salt and pepper on it. Like, you don't just assume that you salt and pepper a fucking fried egg. She has to show you that she's yes, seasoning that's it. That's right. <laughs> so I. That's, might actually try that. She got breast milk in the freezer too, because she's a based ass mom. Yeah, Duh. that's that's very interesting. Exactly. I'm gonna give that a shot and see yeah. how it works. Yeah, let me know. That's super cool. All right. Big debate about DeSantis Bootgate. Right? We mentioned it earlier in the show. DeSantis. I showed you some pictures earlier, like DeSantis in his fucking crazy ass high heel boots. So, yes, the kick out the back of his leg. Like, his calves look huge, but oh, there's no way his calves are it's that big. Nuts. Yeah, and the whole thing, like, you can sell. We'll look at some other pictures here. But I wanted to notice, during one of the lesser-known GOP debates, everybody's standing essentially exactly the same height, right? Right. Ron DeSantis, boxes. Ron DeSantis insists he is 5'11". Nikki Haley's 5'6". Ramaswamy is, like, 5'7". And they're not on boxes? No. And neither is he. In this particular one. Oh, okay. It's like a vent or something. The black thing behind him, I saw yeah. a tiny square behind her. I thought it was a box. Oh, yeah. No. 
Yeah, no, because there was other angles on him. Right. Um, yeah, see, so here's one. And here he's not wearing the weird boots. And he's not. And he's like uh, just a skosh taller than Nikki Haley. So he's probably like 5'8", maybe. And she's wearing heels. Yeah, this is true. But they're not like crazy heels or anything. No, and he's, he looks like he's wearing regular-ass shoes here. Right. And, and everybody's 5'11", about he would be, the same time. He'd be He would giant. be a few inches taller than her. He would be giant over Even everybody. Even in heels, he would be a few inches taller than her. Because you said she's 5'6"? Yes. And so that brings us to the the picture evidence of... Right. His boots. You've seen this picture. Yes. You look those at are these, insane. Those are absolutely insane. You look they're at just off the rack boots. They're just off the rack boots, man. Which is why same in here. You could see where they scrunch up up here, and they shouldn't be doing that. And the toes are super, super. They're scrunched up like that. I dude, I've been wearing cowboy boots my whole fucking life. Okay? Because they should. That's not real. The crease should be at his ankle. Right, like the like that up a little bit higher on a boot where mm -hmm. the crease is. Yeah, that up here. should be at his ankle where his, it where his be, foot is bending. Yeah, it should be down low because that's right. that's where your ankle. Yeah, that's right. where the top of your ankle is. Or your and ankle you can is see moving. on his other foot. That's where his foot is bending, but yes. that's way too high for your ankle to be yes. there. So quit fucking lying to everybody you with doing, your bro? fucked up boots, Why are you man. Doing this. See, look at that. Like everything, it's super. His toes end here. You can here. see like like the. With the ball of his foot right there in the four circle. Yep. And then up in here, he's his upper foot is pressed up real hard and against if, that area. If those fit, then his toes would have to be four inches long. Yes. Which is not real. So dude's out here lying because he's got short man syndrome. Why are you doing this? I don't know, man. It's just, I don't get it. And it's really bothersome it's to so me. It's so weird. And if you watch him walk around, like even here, dude, he's got these boots on these crazy white boots we were wondering what the crazy white boots were for maybe those have lifts in them too but also he looks pretty normal sized here so right. he might just be walking in his normal shit because he's in front of that guy behind him in the tactical vest and he's not that much taller than that dude even like in perspective yes you know if he was 5'11 yep. and that dude's I don't know unless that dude's also 5'11 or whatever but I'm just saying you shouldn't that's be doing very, this I don't understand any of this super short man syndrome why would anybody be doing this to themselves? His calves do seem very high in his pants. Yeah, because he's in—he's essentially wearing fucking high heels the whole time. Because your calves are. This is when he was walking out on that. Um, I think the, ooh, what show was this? Oh, I don't remember this because this wasn't the Bill Maher show. I don't think right, when but he was the walking bend on. on his shoes. That's it. That's the dead giveaway. That what video when he's walking doing, by bro? there. Can't be doing that. What are you doing? Yep. Yeah, so that's him. But you know what we should be doing. We should be utilizing our AI takeover. Um, you guys, do you guys have any of like the Alexa, Got rid of Google it. Homes and all that? Got rid of it. Don't I, like it. I found one cool thing that if this is going to be the future, at least. Alexa, please prepare a bourbon. Preparing your bourbon now. Just one moment. <laughs> when you think about it, it's relatively. Simple. I would rather connect it to a button than have it connected to an Alexa. Yeah, hit a button. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. The I don't like the Alexa thing at all. You're not into it. No, I don't like it at all. It's always listening. It's always listening all of the time, and that I do not like at all. Neither do I. But it's the thing we're gonna have to learn to live with, bud. What okay. the fuck? Have you? You haven't seen this? No. This kid. He glides 
across the air, and it makes it look... He's doing like a trick, and it makes it look like he's just kind of levitating around. He's using hockey. Is this guy from One Piece? Let's go with that, because it sure looks like it. Ooh. Look at that don't look dope, right? And then he breaks it down. Four steps or three steps. So you have to do these weird motions with your legs. And then you just push off with your back foot. And it kind of looks like you're fucking gliding on your feet. What the fuck? But if you watch his back foot, it's all just done on his back foot. And it's just he's making motions with his legs to make it look like he's sliding across the air. Super dope. Fink. Out. 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 And he's just bouncing on one foot. What I mean, that's not dope as shit. Yeah, what the fuck? That's what they be doing in Korea, bro. Making cool shit happen. Motherfuckers got way too much time <laughs> in their hands. Oh, this one was just great. This is just hashtag relationship goals. <laughs> like, if you, could, if you could be doing that, that's what you want to be at. And I, it was tough to tell because it almost looked like she actually had no legs. Right. But I think she's just wearing poofy fucking pants yeah. or whatever. Also, Just fucking blasting a full auto P90. Yeah, dude, that's, that's sick. I fucking love a P90, man. Is that a nine mil? Probably, I would assume. Mm -hmm. It's Some in that uh, that crazy shit. The it's like seven point five, the Ruger five seven, five point seven by twenty nine. That shit that your brother has. Oh, the fucking that's Kevlar, what they shoot. the Kevlar fucking guns. That's what they shoot. Ooh. Yeah, they're nasty. I'm sure you can get them a nine mil, but standard. Come that in. ammo is fucking expensive. Yeah, but dude. standard they come in that five point seven. Yeah, which is. Why they're so cool is because they'll penetrate the light armor. Yes, yeah. they sure will. They have a name for that ammo, but I'm not going to say it. Um, you you heard about the hockey player that ki got killed, right? Yes. Yes. Did you what see the, the video? Fuck? Yes. Okay. So I just it's it's real it's, bad, dude. I've never seen anything like it. Anything like it, dude? It's so messed up. He comes in and just face and like, got him right in the. Fucking Some people neck. think he did it on purpose. A lot of people think he did it on purpose. And there was a, uh, in one of the after hour shows on Timcast, there was a guy called in who was a hockey player and was trying to be like, no, dude, it's just how this happens. You know, he's got momentum going on. And you just watch that video over and over. There's like, there's absolutely zero reason for him to do exactly what he did. Yeah. There's, there's absolutely no reason. He might have been trying to hit him like in the chest or whatever, but he fucking killed that dude. Yeah, I certainly don't think he was intending to kill him. No. You know, he was trying to fuck him up. Um, yeah. But he died. He died because, yeah, you take a fucking razor blade to the jugular like that, you're. It's over. Jesus Christ. That's how that goes, man. The guy was 28. He's the same age as I am. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. What did Kevin send us? Who knows, dude? Who knows? He's always sending shit. All right. Uh, and this is yours, right? Yes. Okay. Tell me Oops. when to stop scrolling. Um, Let's see if I remember the last one we did. Don't remember that. Don't remember that. I think he was bouncing. Yeah, I don't remember a Bourdain thing. I feel like I would have remembered um, that one. What sparks joy? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. We did so we did the middle finger thing and then mm -hmm. we did that guy and so maybe that one right underneath it that might be the first one. Okay, let's jump. And we'll over see here. if we did this one or not. In the world right now, I made a flow chart for myself to decide whether or not any of it matters. So you want to turn it? Actually, I can do it from over here. Actually, now that I think about it, just turn it down a little bit because the little baby's been slipping. Mm -hmm. Forget Instagram's always louder. When concerning any and all world events. 
do I still have to go to work tomorrow? <laughs> yes. If that answer is yes, then it doesn't matter. And if that answer is no, then another question gets posed, which is, do I still need to pay my rent? And if that is yes, then it doesn't matter. And if that answer is no, then it matters. That is so with all. <laughs> yeah, you told me about yes. this, but you didn't show me the video. So that's how you decide if something it matters or not. Exactly. And yes. I, dude, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I did that with when COVID happened and yeah. all the shit and all, all the shutdowns. I was like, I still have work to do. Right. I'm so going to go to the matter. office. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. I'm going to go to work and I'm going to handle this. Yes. This, I, I cannot wait. <laughs> the Maria Kondo. Yeah, yes. Maria Kondo. Oh, this is just a single thing. This one sparks joy. Yes. What the, is this? <laughs> it's a really sick gun. Um, goofy looking scout rifle. Yes. After spending a few months with the Styrearm Scout, the Scout 2 is exactly what I would want to be. The opportunities for clip-on night vision or thermal or an IR laser on an actual Picatinny top rail are intriguing, or possibly Tacoma HQ Alpha to have a second zero. And redesigning the receiver to make it more rigid and in one piece is great. They also changed the lower accessory rail to M-Lock, so maybe uh, an arc plate would be an option if that's how you roll, but it's still 6.6 .6 pounds and and has the cool bits like the second magazine and the stock fold-out bipod and iron sights. I can't wait to get my hands oh, on one. Oh, second magazine in the, sta or in the stock. This that sparks is legit. joy. <laughs> Amen. Does it spark joy? Then you should this do it. Joy. That definitely sparks joy. A little Bourdain clip oh, for you, and I want buddy. your take on this because this has to do with when food started being shit. Ooh, I'm probably going to be on board. When food became easy, when we started thinking of food as convenient, meaning I could have mediocre strawberries 365 days a year, you start to think I could have anything I want at any time. We got spoiled and lazy and we lowered our standards. In Italy, you look forward to the month or so where you have fresh tomatoes. That's unthinkable to an American. We stopped yes. thinking about food as, as an important and pleasurable experience worth waiting for or worth working for. When Dude, I have been on this tilt for so fucking long. I think it is absolutely wrong that you can get Maine lobster in fucking New Mexico. Right. Any day of the week that you want. Right. It's fine. You can just get it. I We're like so the fact to it. Exactly. You know? We shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. You should have the opportunity to, but it should come at a cost. I and think you, and like, you get superior shit when you don't have it all year round. And yes. that's why even now during the season, the strawberries are better. The blueberries are better. It's a because that's when percent. they're supposed to be growing. You know, when you get blueberries in the winter and they only last for fucking five days, that's because you shouldn't have blueberries in December. There shouldn't be blueberries for you to pick in December. It yes. doesn't work that way. So when because they, they don't grow around you. Right. And, I'm not going to be like that hard on it and be like, we, this is modern society, it, it is, we can transport shit. But also, you should be like local restaurants and like grocery stores and stuff like that should be selling like local harvested things that because you can get stuff year round depending on where you are. But it's just different shit. Every it, This is in season. This is in season. This is in season. We see it every year with corn. Corn is the only thing because we, we talk, yeah. you can get that year round but it's like eh, you can get it's more expensive and but then when it's when it's corn season it's cheap as fuck it's in full ears it's all wrapped it's fucking fresh it's bing bang boom it's fantastic right. the rest of the year most of that corn is going to make fucking garbage ass toxins that go in the rest right. of our fucking foods right but no i'm super on board with this and it is a it's a lack of it shouldn't be that easy yeah. It should not be that easy. Like it, there should, it should be convenient, obviously, because it's the future that we live in. But 
like restaurants should have seasonal menus where you get things from local especially growers and farmers yeah. and and shit like that and even the grocery store should be stocked with all that local shit that you're getting and it should generally change and when things aren't in season maybe they should be a little bit more things are things expensive. are expensive things are so fucked that we live in Washington and sometimes we get frozen apples in the store yes we, we make we make all, all the apples. All the apples. All the apples. The vast majority of the apples right. come from here. That's yes. like our number one export besides tech fuckheads is fucking his <laughs> apples. For what reason are we getting frozen apples in our grocery store? Shouldn't be doing that. We, we should never be a thing. We all live where the apples This is where the apples are. Exactly. <laughs> we live where the apples are. <laughs> we shouldn't be eating frozen apples. It shouldn't be this way. The system is fucked. Yes. I thought you would like that. But I think there might be one more Bourdain clip in here. I hope so. But... So that's the Professor oh, Picky thing professor. that we talked about last time. Yep. Uh, that's a gun thing that we can talk about the next time. Correct. That's the tech suit thing that, that you should Hey, be. look at that. Yeah. Um, what is this? This is a uh, the dude that operates like a militia-style <laughs> group in our area, um, and he posts all kinds of really cool shit, and this is just one of the things I really liked. This is a quote from the men trying to kill you. <laughs> you, should you should carry, carry less, less ammunition. Yes. Yeah. That is facts. One of his big taglines is like, you're hated, train like it. You know, people Word. hate you, train like people fucking hate you. Because they do. Yeah, super based. Their shit's way more hardcore. It's very militaristic, which is not a bad thing. That's just how they run their shit. <laughs> and they do a lot of like proper fucking rucks, like 20 mile rucks, and they're out camping in groups. Like they do, it's, if I was a single man, I would be way into what they're doing. Yeah. It does not fit my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm very cool. Huge fan of what they're doing. It just doesn't fit my lifestyle. Yeah. That's why we but, have the Amble Men. Yeah, but it's totally, it's super valuable. Super fun. They're very, I mean, as far as a militia goes, that's a militia. That's a proper yeah. militarized, trained, and that, that's not a bad thing. That's a good no, thing. For real. Militarized, yeah, We don't use trained, militia in a bad context like, on this show. Standardized militia. That's, yeah. They're legit. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. This one. I know it's coming up on that one, so I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I've seen that before. It, it was like, <laughs> I've seen it a few times. put that it's dude awesome. on a list. <laughs> yeah. But when I'm asked if it's worth all the sacrifices it takes so that my wife can stay home to raise our homeschool raise and homeschool our children. children. Is it worth it? Oh yeah, it's worth it. If you're strong enough. Is it worth it? Oh yeah, that's, it's worth it. That's fucking Men in Black. Yep. And if not in enough. that background. No. Fucking <laughs> 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 that. No. There, there's so many good words of wisdom from the original Men in Black. Yes. And particularly from movie. that scene too. It's it was right movie. before. Yeah, because right before that, he, you know, he's like, oh, people Sitting are smart. Bench. Right. Yeah. It's like no. A person is smart. People are dumb, dangerous animals. Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. It's a great movie. Speak to me, Kay. Tommy Lee Jones, dude. The OG best. Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Okay. This, this is just is, a great, funny clip. This is so fantastic. It's presumed to be 14 in boys and 12 in girls. Tom, what is the age of consent? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Gere knows who Wrangler Star is. Of course Joseph does. Wrangler Star sick. This, does this surprise you at all? No. No, not even a little bit. Yeah, so that the funny. true answer to the question, it's Jeopardy, so I know it's reversed, is what is maturity probably? <laughs> or what is what is the age of right. you know, like puberty or something right. like that? It's that's like so funny. The age of consent, bro. Oh, my God. That's you're funny. on a list. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, dude. You can't walk away from that. Yes. That's like that libertarian candidate who was running for Senate in Arizona. Who got in that age of consent argument? I was like, bro, you can't. Just, you, just shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing, be doing that. that. No. 
I can't oh, read these this? words right. It's just There's weapons a... contractors trying to riz Congress into giving them another billions. Is that Zuck? Yes. A lot here to be excited about. I think this could be very positive. It's images of planes dropping bombs. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot here to be excited about. I think this could be very positive for our society and economy. Oh my god, dude. That's so perfect. Because, I mean, you know that's how, like, real, like, the real Tony Starks are that are out there slaying yes. weapons. They're super jazzed about it. Yes. Dude, that's nuts. That's our own clip, obviously. Hey, yeah. So if you guys don't know, I can't say certain here's a preview things. of some of our sweet are stories. So that people can feel comfortable here. Mm. Yeah, I remember that one. We'll go past that one. <laughs> that's the question I was talking about. That guy right there, that's the Charlie Kirk thing I talked about earlier. Oh. I'll ask you something a little bit out of the ordinary. So yourself <laughs> at this point we're living under a corporate and medical fascism this is tyranny when do we get to use the guns when do we get no, to I, use I, the I, guns? I, i'm not that's not a joke i'm not saying it like that i mean literally a poorly phrased question i think we did a much better job addressing that later but yes. obviously I but it's true on accident where's but... the line how many elections are they going to steal before we kill these people so ask you something a little bit out of the <laughs> Yes. That is, I mean, yeah. We tackled that earlier. That that's is... the thing that Larry sent us, so save that till next week because okay. that's the Seattle unarmed shit. So we'll save oh, that and we'll cover that with, with Nils. This is fucking awesome is what this is. This is the power of nature funneled by man. This thing's going to launch, dude. That launch. water's coming out of there launch, so bro. fucking fast. <laughs> Yes, smashed it into a rock. What would that do to your body, <laughs> I dude? The same thing if you if that dude fell in front of it, he would. Explode. Game over, man. That's game over, man. <laughs> the noise, oh. dude. That's <laughs> and they're all so hyped harsh. too. Yeah, dude, because that's awesome. Yes. Uh, save that for next time too, because that was what gets yeah, a discussion video. This is the Hillary Clinton clip that I was talking about. Das Grizz, yo. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You, you have a chance. Well, the, I'm not sorry. The, the you sit down. I, I know you're not sorry. That's the point. The hypocrisy. What's the dude that got hemmed up? Yep. Not the dude that got hemmed up that I saw. For also, there's a different guy. Yeah. Can you please? is a leading organizer. This is a clearly is... warmongering speech. President Joe Biden is calling for $100 billion of funding for Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine. And we're supposed to just bundle these together and pretend like we're going to rush to World War III and we're all just going to let Hillary Rodham and Clinton sit here. Okay. I'm yes. sorry. You know, yes. this is not, what, what, this is not no, the way no, to no. have it. Sean Walters, hello. Are... Shout out, dude. Hello. It's good to see you. You're just in time for the grab bag. You can, you can sit here. Okay, right. You're yeah. gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna wait for me, right? Please, I, I, I don't, I do not believe you. I will listen to you, and I, I will respond to you. I do not believe you. But Respectfully, right. I do not believe you. Well, and the fact just, of the matter is that the just, American people's voice are what need to be heard. Yeah, because, they are being because heard. Because our president is not speaking. It's like you're interrupting the speech that I'm getting paid half a million dollars right. for. Shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> the American people, and well, neither are you. Well, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. Yes, that's my but, opinion. But well, then sit down. We've heard your opinion. Thank you very much. Now we're going to turn to people. The disdain that she has for regular people, dude. She is pure fucking evil. I'm going to exercise my free speech. But it's not. It's not free speech when you are disrupting everybody else's opportunity. It is free speech. This is free speech, everyone. It is too. It kind of is, man. I'm sorry. Free speech. 
It's, he's being a dick. He's being disruptive. But it is, in fact, free speech. Whether or not it's yeah. constitutionally protected because these people or whatever. It, it is, in fact, free speech. A thousand percent. Yeah. And also... Fuck them. R.I.P. to that guy. And the Institute of Global Politics that's having fucking Hillary Clinton on to talk about foreign policy. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Yes. So this one is, she a, is a piece of This is one that is a little bit sad, but I, I was very personal for me. This is And a that's big why one. I wanted to bring it. And I thought that you would also think that it's very good. Okay. Right? Yeah. He says, uh, a battle most men don't discuss. Your body wants sleep. Your mind wants money. But your heart wants more time with them. Stay strong, man. Yeah, so it's just a video of this guy, but I thought that it was, you know. Yeah, that's good. Obviously, that's speaks very true sleep, to me. You your know, mind wants so. money, but your heart wants more time with them. Fucking A, dude. Isn't it, that just the plight of the American man anyways, just as it is? Yeah. And, and all the people just go. in the comments are just full of dudes that are, you know, like, yes, and I'm fucking, mm-hmm. I'm struggling, and like, that's everything, yep. everything, all the comments. Dude, people don't like men. It's more unfortunate. fight training for us? Yes. I was lackluster on the fight videos today. Just use your belly. You just use your belly, and you just move them right out of the way. What? Just use your belly, dude. Just roll them right off. Use your belly. Boom, to He's the dead every time, by no, no, the way. You just use your belly. <laughs> just... Iron belly. You pull him in and you wrap him down. <laughs> dude. Just it's... use your belly, dude. Just use your belly. He's not doing nothing. You got to be tucked in, though. That's the thing. You got to stay tucked in all the time or else. What is? Ha- what is? I don't even. This has a medical condition. What it's is awesome. this? That's that's not a real pooch, dude. No, that's not even a beer gut. That's a whole different deal. You gotta, you gotta be getting in some real. What kind of flag is this in the background? This is like some crazy know, Eastern European action yeah. over here. No, Steven Seagal was super upset about this. I didn't label this one, but well, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, use USB ports in airports and stations to uh, steal your data. Fun, right? Stay safe and use battery packs instead of the charging stations, just like the FBI recommends. What the FBI recommends, I'm out. What I personally recommend is maintaining a credit score in the low 400s while simultaneously committing tax fraud. That way, if and when cyber criminals steal your personal information, it's completely worthless to them. You want to take out a credit card in my name? You want to get a mortgage for a house? You want to pay medical bills? Yeah, me too, buddy. Welcome to the fucking club. And now you're wanted for tax fraud. You're out here playing checkers, I'm playing chess. Credit score low 400s, commit tax fraud. Plug your phone in wherever you want. Plug your phone in wherever you want. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) The King Trout is sick. We played a couple of his videos. He's awesome. That's fucking great, This woman is a complete fucking insane badass. You have to cut the music because it'll 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 get us. Timo Pilot jumps from plane to plane midair. To change a landing gear. 1926. No So like the first planes ever. Strap the fucking. Strapping her with a wheel. They're gonna they're gonna put her on that plane. She's gonna climb on it, right? Oh, hold on to it God. with her hands. Oh yeah, of and course. Then they're gonna spray her with all that exhaust, and then they're gonna fly her into the air, right? There she goes up into the air, standing on an airplane. I they're don't. Gonna, they're gonna fly her next to the other don't plane. Do it. She jumps onto it. No, you didn't. So they pull away on the first plane. She's mid. She's, half, she's half dangling, dangling still. She's dangling. 
She's now on the but she's second. she's got to get down. She's now on the second plane. She's going to walk across the wing of the second plane. The landing gear doesn't go inside Watch. the plane. It doesn't. She's going to climb down. She's going to climb down onto the mount of the landing gear with her hands. There's no such thing as a parachute, there by is, the way. And there's nothing connecting her to the plane other than her own hands and legs. That is all. She's going to wrap her legs around. She's going to mount this landing gear on there. Give it a little twisty twist. Make sure that it's working. Make sure it's cracking. Twist her on there. I'm going to call it a day. Dude, there's no tools. I'm going to climb right back How up. How is this? It's 1926. Tools don't exist. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> there are no tools. This isn't... I mean, it's like an emergency repair. Yep. That is absolutely insane. One of the most incredible things you've ever seen? Yes. And it happened 100 years ago. Oh. A hundred years ago, and she did that. That's a hundred years ago. Yep, almost. D fucking damn near. Almost. Three. Yeah, we're going through. You know, I went four years extra, whatever. Is that that insane? Insane. So we got to save that for, for the Nils? Nils episode. Yeah. This one, this you're gonna love. Creed we, talk. We talked about Creed this week, we, right? I, you told I've me, talked a lot about Creed. Told this me week. Creed is coming back. Creed's coming back, bro. Watch Creed's this. Creed's gonna save America. I've seen this video multiple times, but it made me think of water. You. What are we doing here? If we get the copyright for this, that's one, fine. It. We're not monetized, anyways. We'll gonna, take it. Is it gonna do? Yes, 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 yes. Can you take me higher Dude, oh, frozen water. What are we doing here? Oh my god, yes, that is awesome. This you're gonna he's have just to... pulling a thing out, <laughs> just throwing it in the air. that's a total man thing. Um, <laughs> this you're gonna have to cut the music on this one, but you're okay. gonna love after she talks, she's gonna tell you what she's gonna make. Okay. Get ready to fall in love with this woman, and then you, as the chef, I want you to walk through what she's doing. Okay, good morning. We're making short ribs, short ribs, short ribs. All right. All right, we're chopping up the, the mise en place. There yep. we go. We Little got the mushrooms in there. Yep. She really likes mushrooms. We got the Holy Trinity, dude. And this chick is beautiful. Hot pan. Yep. She's got Good. the short ribs in there. Do a nice little braise on them. Using Very the nice. Tongs. Yes, which is the best way to do it. Don't be getting your spatula She's taking in there. them out. Right, and let them rest. Ooh, yeah. That brown up the yeah. There you go. Brown up the veggies with the drippings from that. Add tomato some paste, wine. Little wine. Yep. Sprig of herbs. Throw them back in there. Ooh, yeah. Some stock. Yep. And now... Cover. Chill. Looks Ooh. like she's making some couscous. Oh, is that couscous? Is that... Some, maybe it's polenta or something? Ooh. Oh, I think it's polenta. It's got to yeah. be polenta. Oh, my God. Who is this woman? I'm going to... I'll keep bringing Hot Lady oh, Chef because... Oh, dude. I'll keep bringing Miss Lady Chef because she's posting shit all the time. She dude, got, she epic got popular polenta, really by the way. quick. I can see why. So she made the polenta. She also knows using... what she's doing. She's she... making the gravy. Yep. From the drippings from the fucking... Oh, look at those. She trimmed off all the outside. Fuck you, dude. Yep. Cooking it in the gravy. This is insane. A little glazer tin. I'm sorry. I'm just lost in amazement. Fry the little polenta cakes a little. Get them nice and toasty. Dude, look at that fucking sweet gravy yep. on there. I'm going to put the polenta and a little short rib on there. A little gravy. And this, you garnish with a nice roasted veg like that? I mean... That's... How do you like that? I'm in love. I'll keep bringing you Miss Lady Chef. Please. Miss Lady Chef. Hit her with the I'm follow. Hit her with the follow. Dude, and... And that way, she'll she'll show up in the feed, and I'll make sure that... We, yeah. And I didn't hear the music, but it's she's always, playing Brain Stew. It's always good music. It's always good music. Okay. And I think this done. is the last one that I have. This is the last one. So we'll cap it off with this. It's goddamn perfect. America. Fuck. 
got everything you need over there? Yeah, I think so. Ukraine? Russia. Russia's upset. How about you? You got everything you need USA. over there? Yeah. Hey, Israel? Palestine? Okay, awesome. That's good. <laughs> two drone strikes on, on two U.S. bases? Iran? Uh -huh. Just walks out of the door. Who's USA? Um... Are you serious right now? Yeah, <laughs> fucking serious. What the fuck are you gonna Iran? do about it, bitch? Ukraine? Um... <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. I just stay over there. You'll be okay. Don't worry about this. Listen. No, fuck you. I'm done talking. I'm not fucking talking to you. Dude. Oh, shit. Calm down, Don't have to Please. Hey, hey. Hey, what's going on back there? Dude. How can you... Why didn't we just do that? We could have summed it just all up. That. Just played that. All yeah. right, here's part three. That explains the whole situation. That's fucking fantastic, dude. Yes. That's fantastic. Isn't that awesome? That, also that, I want to address the dog. The ugly cute dog. It's, reminds it's me so much of my ugly cute dog. Little Nico, it's so little, perfect, Little dude. buddy. Dude. And isn't that the perfect dog for this video? Too? Yes, it's dude. It's a tiny little dog. It's just yes. a little tiny dog. I love yeah. that so much. All right, that's it, buddy. How do you like that one? That was fantastic. Good. I liked yours better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll keep coming with Ms. Lady Chef. She posts a lot, and she got popular really fast. Like I saw her she, just a couple weeks ago. She's got training. That, yes. That's yes. a professionally trained yeah. right there. She yeah, knows exactly she's what a she's chef, doing. And then she started just making videos just to, like for fun. Yeah. And I mean. Blew up. In instantaneously well she's yeah. got the prettiness for the fucking instagram world and she's got the skills to yeah. really impress people that I, shit was fire i think she said it hit she said that she hit a million in just a couple weeks i like, would believe yeah, it didn't take long she's got all the things for the for the socials yeah. she's she's crushing she loves mushrooms there's like almost always mushrooms involved in what mushrooms she's doing. are fucking awesome i think that i would like to try some like legit mushrooms mm -hmm. you know because only mushrooms i've ever really had is like the fucking the portobellos or like the one where the ones the brown ones you get in the thing at the store yeah the big you know? portobello yeah and yeah. also the small ones too whatever those are like yeah. and i just don't really fuck with them those are baby know? portobellos i just yeah. don't really fuck with them but i think that i would like to retry them as an adult and mm -hmm. i would also like to try like some chanterelles like some legit mushrooms are great. oysters you know? are great yeah there's so many good ones. Yeah, I think so I would like to try ones. some legit mushrooms, just to, like cooked simply, you know, mm -hmm. so that I can dip my toes in it. Because I've heard really good things about them, and like I'm a huge like, fan, like meaty descriptions of mushrooms. You yes, know? they are meaty. So I would like to retry some of that type of stuff. Okay. Yeah, I will assist you any way I can. Yeah. Well, and I know that like the Chimicum Farm stand that we stop at every time we mm -hmm. go out there, they have a ton of that type oh, of yeah. stuff. So especially I would especially this time of year, I'd even be willing to pick up some of that and just fucking bring it season, home. I think. I think so, and I know. Yeah. The Tracy does a lot of mushroom hunt too. He does yeah, a lot of. He, Tracy when, does. When Blue was around, he used to walk around with Blue a ton and just, oh, yeah. just shroom, dude. Oh, yeah. Go and shroom. Just get blazed and yeah. just walk around the woods Fuck and yeah, look dude. for mushrooms. Get a basket and then you're just in another world. When man. I think that Blue, just because they did it so often, was like a pretty good at spotting them, you know? Mm. And just was like, eh, some oh, funky yeah. shit. Yeah. And Tracy's like, there you go. Oh, yeah. I got to get my old mentor, uh, Mikey. He just went down to San Diego. He'll be down there for the winter. But uh, yeah, him and his his old lady bought a condo down there, so they just they they're snowboarding now. Yeah. But yeah, he just went shrooming for the last time in the season before he left last weekend, and I was gonna go with him, but 
got distracted by things and stuff, but he's been doing it forever. Yeah. But I want to try some legit ones. Some good yeah. ones. Chimicum Farm Stand, I feel that that would be a good spot. Yeah. I like it. they're probably getting from just local harvesters that oh, yeah. have, you know, a fucking business license or whatever. For just sure. Take my wares. Take my wares, All people. the stuff at the Chimicum Farm Stand is fire. I believe they it. They make a bunch of baked goods and stuff, too. I had a goat cheese Ooh, brownie there one time. Money. Fuck me, dude. Man. Yeah, I'm almost disappointed I didn't go down and get some fucking nice croissants for us this, this morning. Yeah, what the fuck? I know. So I just right. got distracted. I, I slept in a little bit. Next I time. I was like, I'm sleeping, dude. When vacation's over. Indeed. Indeed. All right, buddy. This was a fantastic this episode. Thank you, everybody who hung around with us, who stuck around this entire time, who yeah, fucking yeah. commented and interacted with us. You guys are incredible. Shout out to Joseph for fighting with us. I love you, Joseph. Every time. Every time I love you. Got to keep us on our toes. g g g g unit Indeed. <laughs> We're coming back with the proper drop for you guys. Um, so thank you guys again. Obviously, I want to thank you and make sure that you like, subscribe, share, tell everybody that you know about this. Um, we have our own personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Don on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Alfie on both those things. You can find all this at saltofthestreets.com. Patreon.com slash Salt of the Streets. Go there, subscribe. I must make more better content like this, just like Zeke. The man, the myth, the legend. Thank you, guys. We'll see you later. Peace.